Hello and welcome to this latest episode of the Engaged Podcast. I'm Jamie. I'm Sarah. And I'm Simon. Yay! And today we're going to be doing our season three review of TNG. Um, so welcome back, Sarah. So wonderful to have you back on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Indeed. And if anyone doesn't know already, although you probably are our most featured guest, uh, <laughs> this is, <laughs> which is true, I think. Um, this is Sarah from um, the Trekkie Girls and the original tit Trekkie in Training. That's, That's me. Right. <laughs> that is right. You are still Trekkie in Training. No, you haven't changed it or anything. Oh, God, no, I'm still no, training. No. <laughs> Um, we've also got to point out um, that, unfortunately, Phil is not with, with us today, as he's quite busy. Um, Again. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's life for you, such as it is. Um, and we also just want to point out that uh, Sarah hasn't actually watched um, much of Next Gen for quite some time. You did try to <laughs> watch some of them, I think. Um, so just be a little bit easier, easier on her if she can't remember an episode or something. So we just want to put that out there as well. But we've Thank all you. Been Special there. allowances. <laughs> well, we've, we, all, we, we've all been there at, at different times. I've been there. I think Jamie's been there. We've all been there at a certain time. So you're just going to go, eh, whatever. Yeah. I mean, and that's partly what I said part of podcasting is about. You just go with it and just, as Simon essentially says, you wing it. So, hmm. you know. Or Which is just always fun. Dump Sarah at the deep end like we're doing this year. Yeah, yeah. that as well. <laughs> we'll try I'm ready for the challenge. <laughs> we'll try not to make it a habit. <laughs> but I think not a bad season to to end up on. I don't think. It's a, it's a overall. It's a very very good season, and I must admit, I have struggled. I struggled. I had to be with a couple of them, be really nitpicking, pick, putting up potential favourite contenders. Yes, so I think we're about seven each. I think we've both <laughs> put up around with about, about, about part, three yeah. or four that you sit there going, "I'd love to," but yeah. So yeah, there's yeah, that, that element to it. Yeah, and it's kind of. You know, I think for me it was kind of which one had the most impact on me, which one I could most relate to. That's kind of where I've gone down, kind of like putting that just that extra bit at level up from kind of the rest of them. So it's just, it said we should have it should be interesting to see what ones we've we've put up and which ones we pick at the end. So it is a good season. It is a good season. I was just going over my like my review that I wrote for the Trekkie Girls, and you, you, I sort of forgot how good it was. <laughs> Yeah, because I think for said for most Star Trek fans, I said this was the turning point. This is where Next Gen really came into its own and and separated itself from the original series entirely and became its own had its own identity. So you know, and to an extent, I would agree. But I think as as someone will probably agree with me, we we kind of think season two is kind of where it took off. But yeah, so the season three definitely is kind of. Yeah, this is this is it now. So, well, it's interesting how season three for the original series kind of went downhill, and season three of this one went up, mm. sort of thing. Even though it had its issues, it had really, really big issues this year. But somehow, it all came through and worked out itself fantastically. Yeah. So yeah, because there was there was just stuff behind the scenes that just kind of they were still trying to obviously get over the writers' strike, and there was just other stuff going on just in terms of production problems. But you you wouldn't think that with the way some of these episodes were put together. I mean, I was reading a couple of reviews saying it should have been a complete disaster. Yeah, it turned out fantastically somehow. So it's like just counting your lucky stars. I think that it did. Definitely. So should we um go on to our first episode then? Yeah. Sounds like a plan. 
Evo. Evo oh, oh God, I knew I was going to say it wrong. <laughs> Every time, Evolu. I can't. Sorry. <laughs> Evolution. Evolution. <laughs> I, I kept saying evolution before, and then someone finally managed to make me say it kind of the right way. And of course, we're, we're doing this recording, and of course, I muck it up. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, bloopers. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll chuck that in as a bloopers for this year. So, who wants to summarise the very first episode then? I can if you like. <laughs> just go soon, Dick. Be my guest. Okay, so. While Picard and the crew of the Enterprise races against the clock to launch a probe, a culture of experimental nanites accidentally released by Wesley threatens to render the Enterprise uninhabitable. Ooh. Um, Ooh. (laughs) I think as a season opener, I think it's a really good start. Um, I think, and what's quite interesting is it's quite a risky move, but actually thrusting wesley into the into the main part of it kind of because you know in terms of his character development i think in the last two seasons it was potentially problematic you know they've made him out as this big boy wonder of oh i'll save the ship all the time and then they were trying to course at moments they were kind of trying to chuck in oh but actually he's just a he's just a guy still growing up trying to appease for the yeah uh, audience that are saying what you're saying is kind of always saving the day. It's the Phil argument. Why the hell is this kid yeah. saving the day all the time? Isn't you're almost a little bit. You're almost a little bit like, oh god, another Wednesday, Wesley episode. But actually, yeah. it's it's got a different feel to it. And I think the biggest thing for me rewatching it, I did rewatch this one, was <laughs> um, they were reintroducing uh, Crusher, uh, yeah. Beverly Crusher, Doctor Crusher, obviously, because obviously she hadn't been in season two. And it, I, I, I felt personally it was quite nice that they did that. They didn't just throw her back in and gloss over it. They actually explained it and got, yeah. went to some length to to demonstrate wh- how that would have been for them both, being apart for a year. So I thought that was actually quite nice in a way. Yeah, and it was kind of, Beverly was kind of calling out, him out on, you can't solve everyone's problems. You can't take, you're taking everything on your shoulders and you can't do that. And they said there's that nice scene at the end where he's actually... He's in goes into ten forward, and he's got. He's actually. He's actually hanging out with people his own age. He's social. Yeah, he's just a normal well. kid. Yeah, what? and the fact is, oh sorry, gone. Sorry, we finished, Amy. I was just going to say, he's, um, and also just the fact that he does make a mistake. He said he was responsible for letting the nanites lose. He makes a mistake, which is like with Wesley, the you know the genius. He's like, oh my god, mm. and it wasn't wonderful. him that fixed the problem either. Exactly, it, he, it wasn't yeah. him. He it was like he was quite prominent in the first sort of half two two thirds of the episode and then he he kind of took a step back and you know the the, you know the more experienced members of the crew save the day and data save the day so yeah and it's it's like it's like they've actually they've they've, they've finally made the character find his feet he's finally grounded right we know what we're gonna do with wesley now let's show you i said i think i said for a first episode it's quite risky but i think it paid off i really do yeah no. Sorry, so what was you going to say before well, I, I, inter- inter- I couldn't it. cover quite a lot of what we've just said. It's a kind of nice establishing episode. It's sort of in new sort of new television terms. It's a soft reboot episode with the return yeah. of Doctor Crusher, and I think it's quite interesting the way they reintroduce her because what they do is take Doctor Stubbs to sick bay after the first problems, so you see her where she's meant to be. Mm. It's not kind of and you see the back of her at first as well. 
you don't actually see her face I don't think you just see the back of her and then the camera pans to the front of her and you're like oh it's Beverly she's she's written into the plot and Mm. subsequently into the subplot which I think is really a clever way of doing it it was was really well done it's very Pulaski yes the same way they did it at the beginning of season two of the child just kind of Let's get the Doctor involved in this story in some form or fashion. It just so happens she's the mother of the son, who's also part of the main plot line. Mm. Yeah. So it works out all quite well. The facts we all want to say as well is that um, Doctor Doctor Stubbs is played famous to be Ken Jenkins in two went on to play Doctor Kelso in Scrubs, because we all want to say that. Yeah, you read my mind exactly there, so... <laughs> um, yeah, no. I said that. Um, I also thought it was nice to see another part of the Enterprise, the computer core. Yeah, because that's the first time you actually see it. Isn't it's a it? little bit random, but I, I, I always like that. It's just kind of, <laughs> you never see enough of starships. You never see enough in, in, internal bits of starships. Um, is that most of it? And then there's a really, some, really interesting thing that I oh, um, re- replicating malfunctions reminds me of Contagion, as it as it's the first indication of problems ahead. Yeah. Interesting. And because you know, think... in that one, he got a plant in his tea, and then with this one, it wouldn't stop creating water. So it's a similar yeah. sort of thing of, oh, something's happening. It's quite <laughs> nice when the technology goes wrong. You think, see, it's not all perfect. It just reiterates my point is that we rely far too much on it, but that's a different yeah. argument altogether. And then, <laughs> I've already said this to Jamie, but you know, every now and then I come up with this kind of really interesting thought, really thought for everything element to it and then we'll get on to tomorrow's okay. messages and meanings Doctor Stubbs raises a really interesting point because he, he talks to Wesley about the holodeck and just kind of you know oh do you, you know you use a holodeck for recreating baseball matches and things I don't I use my imagination so have the people of the 24th century become imagine, imaginatively lazy with the invention of the holodeck because it's there on a plate so have they lost oh. their imaginational abilities? Yeah, and it's, it's you know, and I think actually that's quite an interesting point because when you actually told me that, so I was like, actually, when you think about it, their imaginations are actually extremely limited. So it's just just quite an interesting point. Because you know? if you've got this room that can create anything, anytime, well, hell, just take Barkley for instance. You have no need for an imagination. Effectively, the holodeck is your imagination part of your psyche. But you, you have to create the program, though, surely. So you, you're still oh, yeah, inputting but, those ideas. But that's a good point as but well. You're not internalizing it, though. Yeah, yeah, you're you're living it, I suppose. So if you're, if that's not being used, surely it's not going to create as much stuff. So you find that, I say, these days, say we, I think you'd find that our muscles aren't as strong as we were, say, a century ago, because we don't need to walk everywhere, because we we drive. Or have public transport. That sort of thing. It's that sort of part to it. So if we're stuck in there with a holiday, we're not going to use our um, imaginative part of our brain, are we? Yep, so there you go, people. 24th century people. Yep, don't you can add that to my list. I think we should have this on the T-shirt list, right? Yeah. Just kind of can't yeah. hold their liquor. Don't imaginate. I've got I've got a few more coming up where you sit there going, you raise a good point, Simon. I've, I'm going to come back to 
food at some point. Food and drink, but I, I won't say more yet. I, I think I might, I might have said it in previous years, but oh, you'll love it. <laughs> we, we look forward to that reveal. <laughs> but I'll say also, a couple of other things I quite liked about the episode was just the kind of, like the title. There's a really nice parallel with kind of evolution. I think it doesn't just refer to the nanites evolving, but also Wesley's character development. So yeah. I think it's quite a nice contrast with them there. And I also quite like um, the sort of conversations that Dr. Stubbs has with Wesley and the fact that they're in kind of, they're different at different stages of their life. So Wesley still has to fulfill his potential and Stubbs is fulfilling it with that science experiment. So I just thought that was a, quite an interesting kind of contrast between them as well. Yeah. Um, Dr. Stubbs meant to act as a mirror into Wesley's future. If it's I was like just going to say out, that, yeah. As it is. Like, he'll become more distant, more cold, more arrogant. So it's a really interesting thing, because it's like, this could be your future kid if you don't start... Because it's like... What, what, um, it's Beverly's almost what Beverly's trying yeah. to say, isn't it? It's, it's like you have to have a life as well. You're a teenage boy. You know, have fun as well sort of thing. So, yeah. it's this, kind of This is the path you're going down if you're not careful, kid. It's almost the fork in the road for him, isn't it? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, exactly, yeah you know, which path are you going to take or is there some sort of middle ground that you can tread and have the best of both worlds? Oh, that was the wrong term of phrase. <laughs> a bit too no early. No pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended. So is there um, anything else that you liked about the episode at all, Sarah, or anything? Um, I liked the fact that it was all... It was all new. I think we had new opening credits, new uniforms... Um, Beverly was back, obviously. So it it just it, they just really up the ante. It just feels different in mm. a good way, if that oh, makes yeah, sense. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Jamie, you were on about reuse that you wanted to mention as well, didn't you? Oh yes, um, as an interesting a bit of trivia, I literally, I literally just noticed just before we came on um, the egg, which was uh, this, um, that thing that Stubbs was going to use, that vessel, whatever you want to call it. Um, is a reuse of the viral containment unit from the child. I could see that. Interesting fact. So I literally, it's on the uh, IMDb, so the Internet Movie Database. I was just trolling through and I just thought, well, actually, that's quite interesting. I didn't actually know that. So <laughs> I so will I come I'd... back. To, you know what I usually do? I'm going to come back to reuses fairly f- frequently. So keep on that. And I'll be playing the what was this re what was this a reuse of game? <laughs> it continues yeah. for yet another year. I don't think my trick knowledge is quite that good yet. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's like last year, just kind of say the same thing, and you're pretty much good to go. Mine's adequate, oh. but I wouldn't say I'm an expert. So, <laughs> well, you know. I, I'll give you a hint. The first time I that you guess or I tell you what the first one is, you'll get the next few. Okay. Okay, it's, we'll be, it's that sort of a game where it's like we'll be, we'll be it's listening that one. Yeah. So um, what what? So um, so yeah, morals, messages, and meanings—the three M's, as we like to call them. Uh, you're gonna hear a lot of this. Peace is a worthy goal because I think it's like nice that the nanites and the humans manage to find peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't paint everyone with the same brush. It's like um, I was gonna say call him Kelso, but it's not. It's <laughs> Stubbs. <laughs> Um, like Stubbs, Take off your you know, to kind of Take off your scrubs hat. <laughs> like he, he's not with us. It's that sort of thing. It's just kind of yeah, he's he's the minority. Again, mm. we're going to hear a lot of that. 
There are no no excuses to revert to violence, which means murder, revenge, and assault. Because there's, there's all strange enough. There's all of those in there. Murder because he kills the nanites in the, the top Compu- computer okay. core. Yeah. Revenge for the murder of them. Um, and then that falls under assault as well. Um, messages, everyone makes mistakes. Don't overwork yourself. Mm-hmm. E.g. why one. Wesley falls asleep. Oh, this one, we went We went back. This is another world that never stops giving. Don't rely solely on computers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you Have very much. Have a backup much. plan. Point, point, um, something is the... the um, something is the... Oh, I've screwed up that. Let's try and find that again. <laughs> Something can either be used for good, but can equally be used for bad. That's what I was yeah. trying to say. That's what this kind of thing, because if you think about it, the nanites repaired the stuff, but they just destroyed it. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of a bit of a contradiction there. Um, so the so kind of the messages I got are pretty much the same as your side. So I said misunderstandings can lead to conflict to communication. Um, they can be resolved without resorting to violence. Humans are flawed, so we all make mistakes. It's how we learn from them that matters. Um, another one I come up with is the greatest obstacle or enemy to achieving in life is ourselves and our own potential, as Stubbs says to Wesley. So, yeah, that's kind of the messages I've got from it. Yeah, it's a really interesting point. So what's worth dying for? Because Stubbs is prepared to die for his experiment, whereas the rest of us go, <laughs> no. So it's an interesting yeah. thing. It's kind of what's kind of irrational, what's not. Yeah, I said, I think, you know, because he's put his, his whole soul and life into it, it is his life. And it's kind of, it obviously comes to that point where if I die, then I die. I'm willing to, to sacrifice myself for this, to make it to make this experiment work. So, yeah, so, you know, I think, um, and I've always quite liked Dr. Stubbs. I always think he's quite, I said, quite an interesting character. And I think um, Ken Jenkins gives really good performance. So... Yeah, he's a really good actor. He always has been. That's why I quite like him in Scrubs. This is kind of you can read in that show. You can really see his whole ability. Whereas I think he's a bit restrained in this one. A bit, bit too much. Just kind mm. of, I just care about my bloody. Um... It, although it was quite interesting what Troy was saying about kind of all his persona and everything. Just kind of, they, you know, they, like their face offs are all. Yeah, but, and, uh, oh, but, uh, it's, it's a nice stable start to the season, which what you like, what you need. Yeah, and there was nothing about the episode that I disliked at all. There was nothing uh, of all. Oh, no, I think you can pretty no. much watch it whenever. Just kind of mm. possibly, possibly only Beverly's wig. You know, it's not the, gra- <laughs> it's not the greatest wig, but you know, we'll we'll forgive them. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Just the female perspective, not a great wig. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I, th- I think we um, we yeah. onwards and yeah. upwards. Should we onwards. should we say? Because I think I've forgotten to say this at the beginning. I think safe to say we're all watching this in HD. We're all watching the Blu-rays these days. Yeah. Oh yes. Um, yeah. I actually um, re- watched season three on Netflix, and yeah, it was. Me in too. HD. So yeah, and it actually, I can see what you mean from what you said before. So it does make a, it's just a nice little extra, kind of just watching it in high, in better quality. It's actually, it is amazing actually the difference mm. it makes. Yeah, hundred yeah. yeah. percent. Just something I forgot because we have so much of things to say in this damn thing. You forget, no doubt, forget something. So I thought I'd say that before we go any further. Otherwise, you sit there going, "Huh? What? Why, yeah. didn't, why didn't you say this earlier? You've had like twenty-seven episodes, twenty-six episodes, and you haven't said it." So I thought I'd say it. Once I noticed it, because I, I stupidly still put it 
I put brackets HD at the top of everything, just kind of. I watched it in Blu-ray, even though everyone is these days. So to give, you, give yourself that reminder of twenty-six or twenty-seven times, I've watched every episode. But it's just kind it. of because some people are still watching the originals. I'd, I'd imagine. So I think mm. it's it's nice to point out that we are watching the, the newer versions. Mm. Just just so to point out before we go any further, that was all. Um, second episode, the Ensigns of Command. Data attempts to convince the leader of an endangered colony that his people must evacuate the planet or face extinction at the hands of the Shellac, who are claiming a planet to colonise. Um, again, another really, really good episode. Um, Agreed, yep. Continues on that kind of that strength from the first episode. I mean, obviously, yeah, it's a great episode, I think, in terms of for Data. He's exploring and understanding humanity. So kind of dealing with the colonists and um, his relationship with... Uh, I've actually got the name written down, but I don't know if I can pronounce it. Uh, the... Adrian? Adrian? Yeah. Adrian? Adrian? Or Adrian? Adrian. Adrian. I was going to say Adrian's a bloke's name. Adrian. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think... It's, and it's kind of like, how close is he to humanity? And it's like, I think Picard makes a note of it at the end, is like his actions of using force against the colonists to prove his point and his violin plan. Was it a computer algorithm? Was it creativity? Or a combination of the two? This I've is what I just, sorry, carry on. You, Sarah, you talk. I was going to say, I just put it on and I just, I love this. I love the opening scene where he, he's like, oh no, don't watch this performance. Come to the next one. <laughs> and it just, it just filters like Beverly and Picard's message to him then just filters throughout the whole episode. Yeah. It's the it, kind of It's meaning. such a good start. And his little face when he walks in and sees Picard, they're like, oh. like you know, it's just so lovely. It's when it's picked up later and then the person that they're talking to has no idea what the hell they're on about, which I would find a bit hilarious. But it's, 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 it's the everything working amongst each other. I had a lot of fun writing this one. It's just kind of stuff where you sit there going, why is that like that? Surely that, surely, like, I'll point out one example, which I've always found hilarious. Okay, so you've got a colony of 15,000 people. Well, firstly, why has he got the look of a village? Yeah, <laughs> where are all these people? <laughs> Secondly, why is their meeting place a, what do they call it? Um, pumping station. Yeah, it's kind why, of like... Why don't they have a town hall? Yeah, and it's like, well, surely if you're Isn't out in the open, surely you're going to be, surely you're going to be, <laughs> surely you're going to be, re- if you're eating out in the open like that, surely you're going to be really vulnerable to attack. And particularly if you're near a pumping station that produces the water, well, that's a key resource for your colony. Oh, it's like <laughs> meeting around the kind of water it's cooler, isn't it? It's that sort of thing. <laughs> Just kind of, hey, what's going on in your life? Not much. They were sitting target. It's that sort of kind of. They were, they were possibly limited on sets, you know. Money was tight. <laughs> <laughs> probably. That's probably what it is down to, to be fair. But it's like, you could have made it a little bit more realistic. But it's just things that I just thought were hilarious. I liked the shellac. I thought they were quite cool because they left mysterious. Oh, yeah. And the, that, that final scene where Picard outwits them is absolutely That is brilliant. Gee. I love that scene. Love that scene. Um, just... Sorry, Jamie, you finish. I was just going to say, just the whole scene was just hilarious. The way Picard was acting and brushing off the dust off the uh, of the Enterprise plaque, and I just, oh, it was just. Incredible. I love the fact that this treaty is like you know thousands and thousands of pages long because they don't think we're intelligent enough. Like what? So it's like. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, 
going back to what we usually do every year, I, I've always quite liked uh, Adrian McKenzie, played by L- Elaine Seeley. Someone I've always liked when I was younger, just kind of <laughs> going back to what we usually say. And what's yeah. interesting... Eileen... Is... Huh, what? I was just saying, yeah, Eileen Seeley, is it? Yeah. Um, and what's interesting in the... I think as the Blu-ray special features... Yeah, because I'm fancy. I've got the discs, which you don't get on Netflix. Reasons why? Yes. Netflix? Netflix. Oh, okay. You said Netflix before. (laughs) (laughs) Is what Melinda Snodgrass said, who was the executive script consultant, says that June Rossbury wanted Data to sleep with with her. (gasps) Oh, I remember reading about that, yeah. But it's just like... (laughs) So they kind of had a ha- they kind of had to tone down the sort of romance between them. Actually, oh, it but... could have, it could have got worse in um, Captain's Holiday if Gene Rossbury had his way. Oh, oh. god, yeah. I'll get onto that a bit later. We've, we've said it in previous years. It's just we're talking on lines of justice. We're talking those sort of lines. Oh. I don't think I would have liked it if they slept together. I don't. I don't think that. No, necessary well, because it, like, like at the end of it, he kisses her because that's what he thinks he should do. Mm, it yeah, it's kind of skin. different when he slept with Tashiar in the first series. That that fitted in the episode, but Drinky, I don't drinky. think that would have fitted into this episode. You know, I just I don't think that. No, no. she thought no. it was something to do with who had the largest. Um, <laughs> um, yes, apparently that's what she thought it was related to Barrel. That's why he oh, thought okay. he was right. trying to push that that. Storyline, yes. Embarrassing yeah. moment, but hey. But no, I think it's good that kind of they restrain that that kind of. Yeah, I don't think it data. would have worked in the episode. No. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's, that's necessary. It's, I love the fact it was always this kind of how can we turn tone down what Jean's saying? She's kind of. Yes, so, oh, Jean's no. gone off on one again. Like, how <laughs> do how do we make him take a step back? You know. <laughs> Should we already start to play? How has this been reused before? Because I say, this is the beginning of my game, because, hey, this comes up a fair few times. Do it, do it. The Shelliac Bridge. What do you reckon that's a redress of? Uh... Any guesses? Um, if we do guess right, what do, what do we get as a prize? Pride, as like every other year. <laughs> Pride's overrated. <laughs> What's your guess? Um... Have a think about what I said last year. I know it's the year ago, but have a think about what, what I was going about last year. What do you think it would be? A bridge well, of another ship. Yeah. Oh. Enterprise, um, an Enterprise redress. Yeah. Oh, getting oh. closer, right? Oh. Just like a billion different Enterprises, but you know. <laughs> Maybe one from next gen that you see infrequently. Battle Bridge? Mm, the Battle Bridge turns up Ooh, again. Oh, wow. Exciting. And not the only time this season. Okay. The only reason you don't tell the Bridge of the Shellac is because it's darn dark and you can't tell. Mm. Ah. But it comes up on four other guises this season. Wow. They mm. are being thrifty. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> if you're a cool, it is redressed as the courtroom in Measure of Man last year. To give you Do you know what? A... I was going to say, I was going to say that scene. And I thought, no, don't be stupid, Sarah. As we I were was... saying in the quiz, you've got to follow through what your gut instinct says. And it's Literally, I was right. going to say that episode. Oh, my God. See, you're not as... 
forget Naive, you're, as I thought yeah. I was. You're more, you're more knowledgeable than you realise, Sarah. <laughs> so, Aww. yeah, we'll keep playing that game. It's going to keep reappearing every now and then, so <laughs> bear with me. Yay. Mm. Look um, forward to the next round. <laughs> more missions and meanings? Do you want to start, Jamie, or do you want me to go? Because I've got um, a fair few. I've got, uh, I've got three. Um, communities can be rebuilt, but lives cannot. They are precious. Um, oh. a- actions speak louder than words. So when Data obviously uses his phrase, instead of where he was trying to speak with words before, not getting through to them. Um, yeah. and, there's, and there's room for negotiation and flexibility in treaties. They are not set in stone, or they shouldn't be anyway. <laughs> Just so. look like Ed Miliband. <laughs> that's, that's a bit of an English joke, but hey. Just... Yeah. So, yeah, One of our politicians put all his policies on a big granite stone and then he lost it. He lost the election. So, yeah, that, that's a yeah, in joke for that. I yeah. went for anything's possible if you put your mind to it. Um, my favourite, YOLO, so you only live once. Life is there to challenge us physically or mentally. Don't contradict yourself. You never, You never know when it might cause problems. Treat people how you like to be treated and don't give up so easily. There's a solution to every problem. Hmm. So it's kind of filling in all the rooms that Jamie hadn't said because I think we've pretty much covered everything we can possibly do with that one. Yeah. I'd say, as we usually do. Yep. So, um, should we move on? Is there anything else anyone wants to say about this one? No, I think we're done. Right, okay. Start it next gen and it's best sort of that sort of feel to it. It's really mm. one of those ones you use it going, that's typical <sighs> next gen for you. Yes, yeah. oh, there's that groan, just kind of bloody hell, not this one. Uh, I might need your help with this, the Roman numeral planet mentioned, Sire. Yeah. Um, right, so next one is the survivors. The Enterprise visits Delta Rana. Four, isn't it? Four, yeah, that's right. Four. Yeah, thank you. Delta Rana 4 in response to a distress call and tries to persuade two colonists who are apparently the only survivors on a, on, of an obliterated population. Their mysterious assailants have returned. Yeah. I love this episode. I can't stand it. Never oh, done. no! Uh, I'm not massively fond of it myself, to be honest. It's Never ne- have it's... done. Never oh. have done. What you lo- what... I'm going to have to justify a... this now, aren't I? What do, you, what do you love about it, Sarah? I I love episodes where you see them off the ship in a kind of a normal setting. So in like somebody's house, in someone's front room. Ah. I love that. And it. I remember the first time I watched it, I didn't quite know where the episode was going to go. I didn't know how it was going to end. Mm. And the way it ended, like the actual like twist, the story arc at the end of it was like, wow, I didn't expect that. And it just really got me thinking mm. and it, it, you know, it made me sort of link back. I remember just read in my, my review, it made me link back to one of my favourite characters, Q. Like you could, I could see parallels between, I can't think of his name now. What's his name? The old, the old uh, Kevin. Kevin Uxbridge. Yeah. I could see parallels between him and, and, and Q. Like this, this guy was so controlled and peaceful and then just the, the sheer power of grief just completely, almost completely destroyed him and destroyed an entire race of people. I just, I really like the sort of the message behind it. I, I can sort of see that, Sarah. I can sort of see where you're coming from with that. 
I I picked up on that, but it's one that I've always never got. I've never quite got it. It's a bit. And Riker gets caught in a booby trap. It's the most hilarious scene ever. <laughs> that actually was pretty funny. I must admit. That, that was funny. What what would you consider kind of by 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 say the Federation standards, sort of like an ancient kind of out of date defense tactic? And, it's like, like, well, and he fell it for it. Yeah, exactly. And I think Wolf actually said to Kevin, actually, that was quite impressive, wasn't it? It was. It was because he had a um, a a phaser that wasn't real, was it, or wasn't loaded? And he was like, "Oh, what is the word?" He says, "I like." He says something that was quite um, almost like cheeky. I like cheeky. It was something. It was quite good. I I like that scene. We have got the wolf line, haven't we? Nice. uh, Was it nice tea? Nice ham. Nice house or something. Great tea, nice house. I think it is along yeah. those lines. Just, so, um, on about the house, the house is actually real in California, and the production wow. team added in an extension to the house in CGI. Wow, that house okay. does actually exist. It's not kind mm. of. It's not a hologram. Nope, it actually <laughs> exists. You can go to California, find it. Probably in would Hollywood actually, Hills somewhere. Would you actually put this up, Sarah, as a favourite? Possibly, possibly of a favourite. I think it would be on my list. I don't think it is my favourite, but I I really like this episode. I re- I like the ending, and I it's kind of it's weird at the end where Picard's just like, I don't know what to do with you. I, I have no words for what you have done, and he just sends him back to the planet so that he can carry on presumably so living his life the way he was with her. And it's yeah. Cute. It's kind of like heartbreaking, and I'm like, mm. is, is Picard angry? Is he, is he appalled? Or I think part of him actually feels really sorry for him, and it's like I did a bit as well. I think wow, uh, you know, mm, I think John Anderson, who does the who's the actor who does um, who plays Kevin, I think actually he brings depth and sympathy to his character. Mm. That's one of the things I did know that I actually did like about <laughs> it. Um, and I think the initial initially intriguing setup of the mystery. It's initially quite intriguing, but it's kind of this is where my problem kind of comes on. The mystery feels like a cheat. It could never be solved because there are no clues as to what it's about. There's no substance where you can go. Yeah, the one issue I, I had is what we said. What we and Jamie have said together. The one time he tries abilities is the one time you get rid of it. So it's a bit kind of what so. It could have been a good use of her character as well, yeah. It doesn't give enough insight into Luxbridge's intent. intent. Mm. And, you know, as Simon, as you know, si, there's nothing worse I hate in a mystery than, oh, yeah, it's this, it's, it's this or this person. How am I meant to know that if you just introduce the random information at the last minute? <laughs> I, f- I found it was a very much an original series feel to the episode and plot to it. Mm, that's the kind of what I kind of that's the kind of feel I got from it as it well. It's kind of let's fall back in time, just kind of let's go back to season one. You know, you know those good old days. You know, kind of code of honor. Uh, yeah, those I mean, lovely things. And there was just no real character development for the main cast because one of the changes of this season was doing more character-driven episodes. So that like, is you know, true. That is so true. Like, so like evolution, like Ensigns of Command, say Wesley and Data, well, this one, it's centred around, say, Kevin and... Uh, what's his wife's name? Um, I his, wife, his wife's name. Uh, oh, sorry, I'm just having a look on IMDb. Uh, I only watched it the other day. I can't remember. I would just say Kevin and his... <laughs> is it uh, Rishan or something? Yeah, it is something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, as I said, it's it's got some in- it's got some interesting ideas in there as well. But as I said it just never worked for me. It just never quite. I think if there'd been more of a subtle kind of hints as to what was going on, I think the, I think the twist would have had much more of an impact. Whereas at the end, it just feels a little bit anticlimactic. It's like, well, of course, I, well, oh, it's this. Well, okay, fine, but uh, there's no, there's, of course, I couldn't figure it out. So at least from my perspective, anyway. But no, sir, I do totally understand why you love the episode. I can certainly see your points. So it's another um, shades of grey, isn't it? It's one of those ones where you've gone. Actually, I quite like this one. We've gone what really. I know, I did like that one, didn't I? Well, no, to be fair, with Shades of Grey, we kind of, we did give a bit of latitude, didn't we? So we were kind of actually, well, actually, hang on a second. So, but yeah, that's true. I mean, but you know, it's, it's fair enough. Is that it's, the recap one of season one? Season two. Season two. Yeah, it was, that... a season, that was the season finale where Pulaski left. So. Is that the one where Riker gets sick? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yes, yes. No, I did like that episode. Um... Oh, what? Back in the let's try and make sense of this real world colony. So there's eleven thousand people. Why the hell do they have no access to starships? <laughs> Very good point. <laughs> and do you uh, want to play another of how the hell this was redressed or reused game? Go yeah. for it. Another one. Go you for know it. Another Hazard warship. Yeah. This is the mo- one of the most used starships in Star Trek history, being seen on. A total of about ten appearances. Wow, ten it's appearances. As like the patrol mm, like freighter and this thing and that thing, um, smugglers ship later on. You've oh, it just turns up everywhere. Really is, it, is, it, is this in with next in all the other Star Trek series as well? TNG, DS Nine, Voyager, and Enterprise. Wow, awesome. they they kept those props, didn't they? Mm. So in like an enterprise, it's one with um, Odo and his daughter. It's that that one, and then like DS Nine, it's Bajoran uh, freighters. Next gen, it covers a multitude of different things. So that's my most used ship ever. Wow! And it's one of the most simplest things. I say about ten uses on from what I could tell from the Eagle Moss book about it. Next magazine, really, but yeah. Wow. But yeah, that that is a kind of unsung hero of ship models in the Star Trek universe <laughs> there you go so as I said yeah it's quite interesting to be a chief and so you know it's, again that sound out just completely passed me by because I said you're the ship kings so, <laughs> so but um yeah so um should we move on to the messages and morals and meanings so, I kind of struggled <laughs> yeah uh, all I got is um it's not so it's kind of it's kind of how far someone will go to kind of sacrifice and protect those that we love. Um, our grief could destroy and consume and make us do and commit terrible crimes. So it's kind yeah. of, you have to deal with your grief. You can't let it consume you. Um, um, quit, we can't put a quantity on human life. So that kind of notion of, yes, okay, you sacrifice one to save the many, but if you if, if you love someone so much, it's, it's not, it's not as simple as that. You, you know, you, you can't just think of it as a, math, as a mathematical formula of, oh, you know, one to save the many. It's not quite as simple as that. So I think, in a way, it's kind of questioning the whole idea of the needs of the many philosophy. I think. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if that makes sense. Of <laughs> it does make sense. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what I got from it. So that's that's not much. But yeah, so I've anything? got a total of five things, which seems that's like good. petty and compared with like last one. Really? Um, Five is plenty. <laughs> what are you talking about? Five's quite good. Nothing. Yeah, I was going to say. 
Go I on. didn't find any meanings, but I found morals and a message. No matter what you do, the truth will always be found out. Yeah. Tell the truth. Be true to yourself. Don't change yourself to appease someone else's wishes because he appears as human and married to that woman. Cause mm. You were right. That name was was right what you said it was earlier. I By the that. way, I did, did look at that. And no surprises. There are no excuses to revert to violence. In this case, genocide. Mm. So pretty simple, pretty much. Mm. It's yeah. I, I say I'll, I'll try and listen back to this and listen to what you've said, Sarah, because it's like <laughs> what, what you said about Shades of Grey really kind of made us rethink it. So I'm pretty mm. certain this may do the same. Like I say to Jamie, I say something to Jamie, and then a few years time he'll say, "Oh, I've rethought about that. <laughs> I actually, I think that's the dance site better." And you'll hear yeah. that a bit later on. And it's yeah. pretty much the same with you, because we talk to you annually. And like Shades of Grey, we, we, we spoke about it before we did that episode, this episode last year. And you kind yeah. of said A, B, C, and D, this is why. By the time we listened, by the time we recorded it, we went, yep, agree with you, get it now. Oh, Good that's thought. cool. And that's then cool. we'll I just, listen I... back to this, and then we'll probably do the same. Yeah, I just like episode. This episode stands out to me as just being a little bit different. That's all. That's quirky. fair enough. There you go. Yeah, it is quirky. Words. Yeah, it is quirky. I like it. So yeah, there we go. So someone, so you say you put up your first favourite contender. <laughs> I have yeah. Yeah. So um, should we on go to on one to one of mine? And one of mine. Oh, well, on to the next one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're on to episode four. Who watches the watchers? A hidden outpost on Mentaka 3 is revealed after an essential holographic generator malfunctions, polluting the primitives' religious and ethical beliefs and causing one of them to identify Picard with God. Oh, my God, this episode. This is an epic episode. This is, like, this is one of the best out of, like, the whole... Yeah, it's one... The whole seven series, isn't it? It's one that every Star Trek fan will probably... One of the first ones they'll probably immediately say... There's just so many, oh, just so many amazing things about this episode, and the messages and morals in there, meanings. Oh my god, I must have write like a ton of stuff. For this, literally. <laughs> um, I didn't write a lot for it, but it's just a whole thing behind it. I wrote a hell of a lot more messages, meanings, and morals to it rather than like I, I put it in perspective. I've got like five different comments. Some are funny. Some are so. I, my last one that raises a really interesting point, but it's more. Morris misses meaning to it. I think it's really quite interesting. Like, so I'll go in for the first bit of trivia. Filmed in Vasca's Rocks, where everything is these Star Trek, um, where the Gorn fight took place in Arena. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't know that. Interesting. Marina Sirtis said that, because um, obviously they're wearing wool and kind of five layers, they, like, they were wearing winter clothing in the middle of summer. Hot. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. Like, okay, that really makes a sense. There's a hidden reference to Dr. Plasky with her raising yeah. memory. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, the idea thing. of the. Yes, uh, I noticed that, yeah. That's one of the things I liked about this episode the fact that at the end they could have done that, but they don't. The well, they, they tried, but they couldn't. It's, it didn't uh, work, did it? Did. It didn't work on them. No. Um, I also thought it was interesting. Doesn't the duck line break the Mintarkin's privacy? What's that, Sai? Doesn't the duck blind break the Mintarkin's privacy? Mm, 
Yeah, that's true. Um, as we said, it's a kind of battle over science versus religion, which is really quite oh, amazing. It's blended beautifully. Just the fact that you know they, that, you know, like um, oh, what's the, oh, I keep forgetting blooming names. Of, I'm terrible with names. I really am. I should be on on ball with this. Um, the leader of um, the Mintuckens. Um, oh, trying to remember a name. Uh, Le- uh, no, Nuria, that's it, Nuria, I think. Is it Nuria? Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. Um, just the fact that she kind of says sees Picard as a god because I said that whole medical science thing, but it's like, well, actually, we can't conquer death. There are some things that are actually beyond our limits. And I love just... the way he tries to explain that to her when he shows her the planet and stuff like that, and then she yeah. still doesn't understand it yeah, like until, he, until he shows her the lady dying. Which it, it like, grounds them. That's the I thing. get it now, you know. It grounds her in her world, which I think is a really clever way of doing it, which mm. works quite well with the plot. Um, although it does create quite an interesting thing. I find that Humes came across as being quite arrogant in this episode because they risked them in Tarkin's development for m- simply more knowledge. Humans mm. wouldn't go back in time to study humans' development as it would risk our own development. So was was our development influenced by or affected by alien interference through history? Mm, that's a good question, actually. Mm. So it's kind of who cares? Not us. We don't care. Doesn't matter if we kind of if something goes wrong. Oh well, doesn't matter. Nothing <laughs> happens to us. You see, this is this is it. This is and this is why this episode is such just a, such a brilliant exploration of why the prime directive is so important and what can happen if it's violated because before it's kind of done intentionally but this is kind of like well, it was an accident it wasn't meant to happen but I like, it unraveled you know one thing after another I like in this episode you see um, the, the the sort of uh, confliction in Dr Crusher between the Hippocratic Oath and the Prime Directive mm. and you just you so see her it. and Picard like butting heads against it she's like you know he's injured it's our fault you know they'd already seen us it was already and it's mm. just you you can see that struggle in her you know she she wants to do the right thing by her patient and he's like well you know just put him back on the planet let him die it's like yeah now, it's like, like, I'm sorry. the interesting thing to that is at this point in time the restaurant was kind of Jane, would you say finished or still ongoing I think it was finished, but I still think there were some after effects. I still okay. think that was there. So they were still living off, because at the beginning of the season they had nothing. So they were living on kind of open submission scripts. And from that, they were still getting scripts for Dr. Plasky, because Dr. Crusher hadn't returned by that point. So this by this point in time, they're still getting like plot lines for her. So it's written for Plasky. Which is why oh. she's not quite. She doesn't kind of act quite right. She kind of did the best she could with it, and kind of think made a few changes as much as she could, but was still restrained a bit. So it wasn't. I think it was a lot further into the season before Gates McFadden went. Yep, yeah, I'm failing my character again after being mm. stuck, being behind Plasky-esque uh, storylines. Yeah, kind of um, writing. So there's an awful lot of that in there as well. Can you ask me one question? And this is probably a silly question, but like, do they, does the ship have like a universal translator type? It's in their com badges. 
thing. Oh, because I'm thinking, you know, how is she speaking English? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It just really bothered me. Like, I know in Doctor Who they have this thing. And I didn't want, I, I wondered if that was so, they're hearing each other in each other's language. Actually, yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. That's it's just fine. a use of um, television. It's kind of all in English, all nice and easy. But yeah, this I think is the thing, and I'm thinking there, there's a, there's a, there's a description behind it that you know obviously the Mentakans have their own language and are communicating in it. But you know the the yeah that's fine. I just wondered if there was an explanation or whether just you know everyone spoke English. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I think the Mentakans and what they believe in their religion is actually really well respected by the Kroen in general. I think as well. It's kind of you know this is their beliefs you know we're not gonna we're not gonna change them. No so. one treats them as sort of stupid or no, no, or, but... or like you know backwards because mm. at some point we were like that. Everyone yeah. it's like you know they're just at that stage in their evolution. Like they meet people that are like the Sheliak are much more advanced, say in their evolution. Mm. You know the Mentarkans aren't, and it, they are very respectful of that, which is nice. Yeah, and effectively, I think I think is it Diana says or. The researcher says they're highly they're highly rational and intelligent. Mm. So you know they might not have like they might not evolve in terms terms of far as like technology, but in terms of kind of you know their own their own core selves and their being and what they believe in, absolutely. But but they are proto Vulcans, so yeah, yeah. And it's the fact that you know you know I actually come to really quite care about the Mentarkans and what happened to them. It's kind of, it's one of those episodes you watch and you thought, oh, I wish you'd come back and visit these people, you know, kind of thing. Where so, are they now? <laughs> well, they are referenced, they actually are referenced later on in the season, actually, as well. Are they? They are indeed. I must have missed that. You have to yeah, point that out to in, me. Will do. Um, but no, the whole episode, there's just so much going on, but it all blends together beautifully. It's, it's, it's a lot to squeeze into three quarters of an hour, I think. You know, it's... it's yeah, they do a f- like, fantastic whoa. job. They do an absolutely fantastic job. Um, you know, um, and it's kind of... Um, and like some of the messages... Does everyone want to say anything else about what they liked about the episode? Or no, That's me pretty much covered. Okay, cool. Sarah, is there anything else you want to say about No, no, it's no? just a great episode. Um, so, yeah, the morals, messages and means I've got is um, how important the prime directive is and the consequences consequences if it's violated intentionally or not um it's important to study the past and what we used to be in order to understand yourselves um sometimes it's important to learn by yourself and make your own way and even the most experienced and knowledgeable species have limits so we can't conquer death for example um and like how societies have evolved over time due to science and religion and kind of what we've learned from our ancestors by gaining knowledge and kind of passing it on to others so it's kind of you know, you should always look to the future, but as I said, you kind of have to sometimes look at the past to kind of gain an understanding and respect to kind of where you are now. Mm. That makes sense. So, yeah, that's, that's what I got from it. So, <laughs> um, do you want me to do mine? Yeah, yes. go for it, sir. Yeah, anything's possible if you put mine to it. I kind of do that every year, but hey, it's always quite fitting. No, it logic is, it? logic yeah. is king, that comes up a fair few times this season. Accidents and mistakes happen. It's how we deal with them that is most important. Take responsibility for your actions. Don't jump to conclusions. Find out all the facts first. Uh, You might have heard this one. There's no excuse for violence. So this means uh, capital punishment in this case. Honesty is the best policy. No matter your background, we're all mortal. Mm -hmm. No one is more important than anyone else. Everyone has potential, 
and it's very easy to misinterpret other people's actions. Yeah, and it's um, and like the whole thing as you say about diplomacy. I said that's a running theme throughout this season about that violence. You know, it doesn't solve anything. That that you know, you should always try first for peaceful um, negotiations. So that's always and like talking. Well, it's always been Star Trek's mantra, but yes, it's mm, yeah, it's quite prominent in this season, isn't yes, it? Yes, I think I've pretty much nabbed it for every affecting most episodes in this season. It comes mm. in there in some form or fashion. Mm. I think it's partly because I think this was a bit of a rush trying to watch them all. That was a tough. I say it was still a month of prep doing it, but it was a tough call. It was like two a day, mm. constantly to watch them all. So yeah, that, that's fun. But I think looking back over my previous notes were kind of very much helpful and quite fruitful. Although yeah. I, I'm not as much depth as I was, as I would have liked. But it's the usual thing, kind of. Oh, it'd be fine. I will cover the bits that Jamie doesn't cover, and vice versa. So it's always quite <laughs> complimentary. Like I said, we bounce off each other well, so we always have done, I think. So, um, the bonding next. Yeah. So, uh, who wants to do this one then? Uh, I, I could if you want. Yeah, if you want to. Well, oh, actually, actually, I was just going to say because you really like the next one, don't you? Do yeah. You do the next I'll one. Do the next one. Yes. Okay, yeah. That work out well. Okay. Um. Wolf's conscience struggles with a fatality under his command. Meanwhile, the deceased crew member's son must confront an alien life form that attempts to take on the physical form of his mother. This episode really resonated with me. Um, so I think I sort of akin to kind of skin of evil for you in the first season, so uh, mm. just kind of at a time where real life instances, yeah, yeah of kind of a lot of people kind of close to me have kind of passed away in a short space of time and kind of learning to deal with it. And I think this episode just spoke volumes to me. It's kind of like, it's exactly what I've been experiencing and kind of like the resolution to kind of, you have to deal with it and live with it and deal with it. It's, it's key. So, you know. <laughs> You're right there, Sarah. Yeah, I, you were all, you were all breaking up. I was trying to sort of. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> did, no, sorry no, did, that's... You, did you want me to repeat what I just said? Yeah, I feel like it was really important, and I missed it. <laughs> that's all right. I was just, I was the same with this episode, the bonding. It really resonated with me. Just the whole kind of dealing with the loss of someone close to you, because I've lost quite like, a lot of people close to me recently, like in a short space of time, and it's kind of learning to deal with that grief and kind of acknowledge it and not not kind of deny it or you know kind of try and Aww. ignore it because it, it doesn't yeah. help so you know and, and simon's been quite instrumental in helping me with that so thank you yeah. again so, that so just kind of and it's just yes yeah, the episode just kind of paralleled exactly what what the um what the the kid goes through kind of like his stages of grief and kind of you know that, that whole resolution at the end of you've got to deal with this you know you might not want to it might it's going to be really hard and painful and arduous road but you have to do it you have to so yeah so yeah this episode just kind of really resonated with me just you know because i was saying kind of a similar to kind of for simon in terms of skin of evil back in the first season so similar sort of thing so that's the nice thing about star trek i think like sam always says that there's you know no matter what she's feeling or what she's going through there's an episode that she can put on and Mm. it will just 
you know she'll relate to it and uh, you know and it will help her deal with what she's yeah what she's going through Mm. um you know this isn't i like this episode there are some really good bits it's not one of my favorites but it's nice oh same here not one of my favorites but it's 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 nice to have somebody have that different perspective on an episode you know Mm. you know and i think um i think there's some um, excellent parallels like between jeremy wesley and wolf with all of them losing the parent and yeah I like the way they brought in Wesley, kind of mirroring hand of how he blames Picard for coming back from the away mission that killed his father, and kind of Jeremy blames Wolf for not for coming back and not his mother. So it was a really good time to kind of the main cast and kind of developing their characters a bit further. Yeah, which was definitely. really was really quite clever as well. And and I also say Dana Troy is used well in this episode for a change with her empath abilities and has a purpose, whereas yes. previous, you know, whereas well as as me and someone will probably come to talk about later with certain episodes or one in particular um where she's just yeah a character yeah, just, yeah um just not used just just basically just used as the romantic interest again so but anyway um yeah so that's a couple of things i quite liked about the episode um and also i think uh tasha yar's me- reference as well in terms of uh, her passing away as well i think that was um reference as well actually i love data's question actually like why like why are people asking me how well did you know her because he just Mm. doesn't understand why he's like you know should it not be the same for everybody like yeah possibly but it's not because Mm. you have more of an attachment to some people than others so it's really yeah i mean we we really well done we read news we read the newspapers every day you know and we read about and we 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 hear about people passing away you know and we feel sad obviously you know it's always it is always sad when someone takes a human life but we don't agonize over it we 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 should i think we should do um but we don't because i said we didn't know that person personally it's it's, we only really feel that sense of loss when it's someone close to us whether it's a friend or family member or even just an acquaintance we we feel it more than a complete stranger yeah so but yeah i mean said it's said this episode i said it's it's a really really good one overall and i think it's that's and i won't just say this for the bonding but for a few episodes this season there's certain issues and kind of messages that the episode touches upon and it's so relatable even now with with current events going on in in the world it's it's incredible Mm. i was just sitting there a couple of times thinking oh my god this is happening right at this moment yes <laughs> you know yeah. this was, and this episode's like what 30 years ago yeah it's so, quite timeless isn't it that you mm. think that the, the topics that they deal with are just as relevant today as they were then yeah. it's mm. it's it's yeah what about you so what did you think of the episode i thought it was interesting um i found it interesting when the when they first re-beam when they beam up the um Mon Asta is actually out of shock, out of shock when they beam up and they pan out. So is it like shock value is what they're trying to go for? Is what I was trying to ask myself. Maybe. Because mm. if you notice, you just see Wolf and the other uh, members that have run away team and then they pan yes. out and then you see her. So it's a bit kind of, oh my God, it's that that's her. Which I found mm. a really interesting part, element to it. Um, it's not often that crew members die in Star Trek, is it? It's not, you know, it's not often that that happens. Yeah, I mean, you, you hear about you know, crew members getting killed, oh, you know, deck whatever's had damage, oh, where's, like, three have died or whatever. But Yeah, but you don't see it, do you? No, you don't, exactly. You sort of, they don't deal with it that way. Mm, do we, I think, maybe in the future. 
well, this is the thing. <laughs> discoveries, how it's meant to be. Um, I found t- t- a really touching scene between Captain Khan and Jeremy, where he's being told bad news. It's kind of, you know, where he goes, all oh, I'm all alone on the Enterprise. And he goes, no, Jeremy, you're not. No one's alone. And we, yeah. we know that Picard struggles with children. You know, exactly, it, must be, yeah. it must be his worst fear is like, now I'm going to have to deal with this child mm. who's going to be upset. And you can you can almost see the sort of the apprehension in him. He doesn't want to do it. And I, I quite like I quite like the way it's it, it's almost like a, it's a bit mili- military in a way, sort of military families. You know, they, they deal with this every day and the potential of this every day. And it's quite unusual I would think in the 24th century, you know, to have to have these conversations, but it does happen. And, and Wesley's like, you know, I don't know him particularly well, but I know what he's going to be going through. You know, Picard's had that conversation with me. And, mm. you know, as a captain, you know, that is part of your job. When it goes wrong, you're the one that has to break the news and, 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 and deal with the fallout from that. It makes you wonder at the end, I mean, um, with, with exactly where Jeremy will go next. I mean, I know they mentioned about he had an aunt and uncle on Earth, so I'd assume that he would go to them or something. Yeah, that's what I assumed. I found mm. it interesting what Jeanne was saying to Picard, just kind of, he would feel the same issues if he was on Earth and his mother was on Enterprise. Yeah, it doesn't matter that he's on the ship. It makes no difference. He'd exactly. Still, you know. He's going to be feeling those same emotions wherever he is. Whether whether he was on the ship with his mother or not, so yeah, I found it interesting that it's a, a showcase for the whole cast, particularly Picard and Troy, and I think Wolf as well. And oh, it's another Wolf's family member we never see ever again. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, because of that, the the ritual at the end, isn't it? Um, what's he's, it he's, they are brothers. Yeah. So, and but, the other thing I wanted to ask was. Does everyone in Starfleet have a second home on Earth? What if, what, if they're like touring on a ship or something? If they're on a because ship, because it sounds like they've got quarters, and then it also said, "Oh, yes, there's a house on Earth." And it's like, have you got two houses? Have we got one or what? Or... I'd assume so. I mean, it once because I mean, obviously, if you're on the ship and you you're there for a certain amount of time, it would make sense, I suppose. And what happened with that cat? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, no. Maybe Data adopted it for you know for uh, Spot. I think Spot was Spot. No, Spot was introduced at that point, wasn't it? Yeah. So I don't know. It maybe wasn't you... a real cat, though, was it? I guess it was a real cat, but it was. Oh, then then you get into, <laughs> then you get like into a... the whole area of holodeck. Is it real or is it? It they? was. It was yeah. like a holodeck, wasn't it? That that, that she or the, the species created. So mm. but, yeah. maybe that cat also passed away. <laughs> She's a bit sad, but so otherwise that cat would be. They're already. Maybe the cats. Maybe the cats. That's it. Well, maybe. I did maybe... wonder if the cat had previously died, like they'd had it on Earth and it had died, and then. Maybe it's with the aunt and uncle. Maybe before. Maybe. maybe, maybe before the mother Marla Astor left for some, I was like, "Well, don't want to take this cat on our voyage." It could be well, dangerous. then you'd say just kind of yeah. you offhand, you go, "Yeah, well, aren't you on Earth though?" Instead of being in a shoebox under <laughs> the garden. I love how we've just got to focus on this one cat in this episode. Amazing. One last joke you thought was, could someone please call Jeremy Jerry Springer or Jeremy Kyle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my like, last joke and you thought, just kind of, hoo, 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 just kind of, fight, 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 fight. <laughs> oh, 
Um, well, the messages I kind of got from this episode were um, we all have to accept that death is a part of life. It is, it is the nature of human life. So, you know, it, it's our inevitable uh, conclusion. Um, grief and sorrow is as much a part of life as joy. And we all need to grieve in our own way and share how we feel with others who can help us, especially those who can relate. That in particular really stuck in my mind as some will no doubt. I think you're like some of mine. Some of them very much echo what you said, Jamie. Accidents and mistakes happen. It's how we deal with them that's most important. There's risk in everything we do. Life is undepredictable. Oh, I can't say that word. Unpredictable. Yeah, that word. Uh, (laughs) Yellow again. Uh, You only live once. Everything has its time. Time is precious. Don't waste it. If you need support doing something, ask for it. Mm-hmm. Treat the time you have with friends and family. You never know when your time with them will be will be gone. Will be up. Mm. Um, same line about we're all moral, mortal. Um, this is a sort of you said, Jamie. Everyone needs the time time to grieve in their own way. Guilt is a powerful thing. Everyone lives and everyone dies. You live life by your unique experience, the good and the bad. It's, yeah. it's got a really good heart mm. to it, I found that episode. It's not, it's one of those ones you watch if you feel up to it, because it's one of those, it's a, it's a tough one to watch. It's not, it it's is. not bad. It's quite it. sad, isn't it? Yeah. But it's got a positive message at the end of it. But it's, you know, it's, it's hard seeing a child, you know, go through pain. Even if he is a little bit creepy, really? Jeremy, creep, Jeremy creeps me out a little bit. <laughs> what, he's, he's, just, he's just a little bit of a creepy child. I'm just a little bit unnerved. I know. No, not quite a little bit of a little bit of a creepy child. You want to talk about creepy? You want to talk about Charles Jane from last season? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um. Should we go on to the next episode, which I know Simon said we definitely want to read out, that's why I kind of suggested it. <laughs> okay. It's one of my favourite episodes ever. Pretty oh, really? Ever. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's I've always enjoyed. It's like ship geeky-wise and all of that. <laughs> so this is one you're putting up, I take it? Yeah. Contender, yeah, I thought so. Be true. I always do. It's one I always chat to everyone about. And I chat. Jamie has listened to it for God knows how many occasions. It's kind of. Oh, it's, God, a really, it's, a, it's, it's a really good episode. I mean, it doesn't. I can see why it really resonates with you because that whole shit got side of it. It really um, is the rule. If you love it, you'll find stuff. Oh mm. my God, I found tons of stuff. <laughs> I didn't find many more as misses and meanings, but sometimes that's not whole end all and end all of it um after taking enterprise into mysterious asteroid belt to examine the unknown relic of a long dead race card discovers that belt is actually a lethal snare and signs lordy lord geordie laforge the impossible task of finding a way out before it's too late i love this episode it's pretty much next gen doing the doomsday machine which is another episode i absolutely love it's my favorite episode of the original series and this is a kind of next gen, yeah, a kind of kind variant of it, kind of type of this. And again, it's a time to play. What is redressed from the Enterprise D Battle Bridge? What would you say is it in this episode? The um, the alien bridge, the the other nope. ship they encounter. Nope. Oh, um, the holodeck. Drafting room six. Yeah, that is another redress of that set again. Yeah, because I found hilarious. 
But, um, you know, this this episode, I said, it is it is a really, really good one. As I said, the whole... I said, there's a lot going on. There's some great character development, I think, for Picard's... Even O'Brien and Geordie. So, Picard and O'Brien going about building model airplanes and ships and kind of... Geordie just kind of, well, just being unlucky in love with Christian and falling for the holographic Leah Brahms. So... Yeah, so it's the first time we meet her. Um... And then we meet her later on in the series. Uh, uh, Galaxy's Child? Nope. That's Leah Brahms. Oh, Trans- so you were talking Transfigurations. about... Transfigurations. Oh, beg your pardon. I, oh, I thought you were referring to Leah, but you were referring, you were referring to Christian. Other way, Jeremy, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what I've always loved about this, mu- is, this episode is the music. The music is fantastic. The way it all works with the, the whole mystery of it all. Mm. And, oh, just gives me shivers just thinking about it. It's just kind of... Mm. It suits it so, so, so well. It's an intriguing mystery, but it's an air of tragedy to it, and I think the music complements it brilliantly. In fact, you don't know anything about the two alien species. You don't know anything about oh, what they're called. Um, oh, I, I don't think I noted that in my. I don't think I noted that down in my notes. I did, but I can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> they are mentioned in the episode, both of them, I think, a couple of times, but. Um, the met the mentors and promote promelians, mentors and promelians. I think that's yeah, Mapson. We'll just go with that. It's just that they you get nothing off them. You get vague kind of offhand comments about them. But it's a mystery behind it. You get this lovely, brilliant ship, which is a, I think a reuse in its own self, or own right from a different series, which is just hilarious and it's just just typical Star Trek. Um. <laughs> Like Jamie said, I love the fact you find out more about his hobbies, about kind of ships in bottles, mm. model airships. It's a yeah. great bit of character, character development. Oh, and the solution. Oh, that's... Genius. <laughs> Absolute genius. I'll let you explain it, Sorry, because you love it so much. Oh, and guess what? I've just found my thing. I like the fact that the Promelians and the Menthars remain a mystery oh. throughout the episode. <laughs> oh, there you go. Turn the page, Simon. Turn the page. <laughs> <laughs> if you look, it's so close together. It's so <laughs> difficult to read it all. Bless um, you. Always quite like Leah Brahms, even when I was younger. Same sort of thing with that. Um, oh, this is what made me laugh as well. I thought, well, it's an interesting sitting there going, yeah, it's... What the hell was everyone else doing in engineering while Geordie and holographic Dr. Brahms were saving the day, so to speak? What the hell were they doing? Maybe having a picnic or something, I don't know. I was going to say, having a little drink in you 10 forwards. You can anything. Just kind of, yeah, he's on it. No worry. Just go about doing what you're doing. Geordie's on the case. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you know, he's, but in the meantime, you know, he's just going to find enough time to also flirt with Leah Brahms as well. You know, just chuck that in. And there's a brilliant bit of acting by um, Susan Gibney. You know the bit where he goes, I want a bit of personality. And the way she goes, she flips it on. Kind of stone dead, you know, nothing mm. there. And the second it turns on, you get full character. She's like, she's full there. I just, I, for me, there's only a few odd bits where you sit there going, yeah, you could have done without that. But, they have to, but the one bit I, I said to you when we saw it previously... One bit I cannot stand. It's a tiny, tiny little problem with it. I can't yeah. stand the massagey bit. That's a one bit that doesn't quite work. The rest of it, brilliant. <laughs> it's just a bit awkward. Just a bit kind of 
completely unnecessary. You've already got the gist of kind of hitting, they're both hitting on each other. We get that. You don't need the kind of... You know all, Jean added that bit in, right? It's all, it's all a bit melodramatic. I'll just just yeah, kind yeah, of, oh, let's, let's just kind of add in a back massage, a shoulder a massage in for you know, good measure. Just kind of, what? Why? Why? He couldn't, couldn't add in the whole data um, having having sex with that scientist woman in episode two. It's, oh, he's giving, he's giving Geordie a, a bit of action. Yeah, he's giving Geordie a bit of action instead. <laughs> I like the um, fact that we do see her later in the series. I like the fact we do see both of them later in the series. So I see Christy. Although I found that her name isn't... I thought it was with a Y then. It's actually with an I. Which I thought oh. was really curious. It's kind of... Okay. So what did you like about this episode, Sarah? Do you know what? I just I didn't get round to rewatching this one and I feel like I should now because I feel like you're <laughs> seeing it from a completely different like all I remember of this episode, I love the fact that the character comes back later mm. and that Geordie's expecting her to be the holodeck character and she's like, so not. And I <laughs> yeah. like that juxtaposition. I love the way that's done. Um but I just I just remember I like looking at my notes thinking, Oh, Geordie falls in love with the holiday character again, you know, blah. But I feel like I've completely missed the point of the episode. Like you were saying to me that you see things differently sometimes when I explain my point of view. I feel like I totally need to watch this episode again. I feel like I haven't done it justice. I said it, it's, it's 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 one I've always quite enjoyed watching. I said this whole solution is amazing. It's as well. a, I mean, it's you know the eye of the beholder. Just kind of you see things differently from other people, so it's perfectly fine. I completely understand. You go, yeah, I don't quite get it. Good yeah, no, I need I need you, to but... watch this again. Need mm. to watch this again, but, definitely. But one thing I also will say is I think that um, I think Stuart gives an excellent before. I think he gives. An, excellent performance and i think his passion really comes through like when he when he's when he actually goes well you know actually i'm gonna go on the away team you know yeah that was a nice deal because it is just kind of yeah who cares Rika? stop mothering me it's fine <laughs> i like it's, it's just everything i like it when he does that it's mm. just next gen at its best every character gets their time it's just about right they've played about right you get the whole thing of actually Geordie's the one that's kind of driving the whole show. Mm. Because you think about it, because just sitting there back going, yeah, you tell us what, what we're doing. Even, though, even the solution comes from him. And it's like, you know, you get a nice Riker Picard scene, just kind of Geordie's down there telling us, kind of coming up with a solution and we're going to have to go with it. Whatever he comes up with, we're going to have to go with it. Cause I don't know. Do you know anything about engineering? Nope. Well, well then. It's, it's just, just kind it's of, nice. we're going to have to turn this over to the computer. And they both sit there going, and that works back to his interests. It's kind of, you know, going back to the human touch of it. It's what, what Jamie says to me every now and then. You know, I, I love computers to bits, but I can't stand using them. It's that whole <laughs> thing, just kind of... Mm. It's just, Wait. everything's there in a nice, neat package, just like with Doomsday Machine. Everything's in a nice, neat package. And the Morris Mission means are actually pretty darn incredible for what they fit in for the amount of time that there is, like we've said previously. It's, for me, it's the whole package. And when we get to the end, it's just, you'll find that I've had a real struggle over the last, I'd say, half a day, day and a half, working out what the hell my final answer is going to be for this season. Because it's, it's <laughs> the quandary of your head over your heart or what's it going to be mm. so I, I'm tr- it's trying to deal with that and I, it's when I was, what do I decide I think I've come to solution but it's kind of 
yeah i've i've kind of had that in my head as well but i think um the the messages that i got that i got from booby chat was in pursuit of romance or just life in general it's best to be yourself i'm not stressed too much because i think you know Garnin actually says that when Jordan says, What do I say? What do I do? And it's kind of, and Garnin and him are talking. She goes, Well, you're doing fine now. He goes, Yeah, but I know you. So, like, well, that's how you've got to be. And then, and also, obviously, we've kind of just touched upon it. Technology is good and can enhance our lives, but we shouldn't rely on it too, too much. We need to turn it off from time to time. So, that's what I got from it. Is this the episode where Wolf gives Geordie? dating advice? No, transfigurations. Ah, so we'll get back to that later. That's, that's just, fine. That really confuse me but yeah we've got on that later um however advanced we get we will still be fallible to being tricked and fooled that was quite nice because they get tricked by something ancient mm. these so-called advanced people are getting tricked by pretty much a really ancient trick and they they don't see it they don't they see it which it. is really a clever thing so they they're because they've they've lost the power of imagination that's what it is <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> everyone's everyone's nostalgic about the past. Every pro- problem has a solution. Be yourself. Don't try and be someone you're not. Don't always rely on technology. That comes a few times. The one I used last year, which I I digged out and love. <coughs> if you try turning it off and on again from it crowd. <laughs> um, sometimes the simplest things are most effective. And this is the one that I think's really got the most the real clinch of me, why I had to put it up and why I love it so much. The human human brain and mind, including imagination, because I put that in there, is our greatest asset. Don't squander it. And your potential. Mm, it's good. Like, it's just such a clever episode. And it, it's so underrated. Everyone just completely misses it and goes, eh, whatever. It's just, oh, it's, it's what, what you said at the beginning, Sarah. Oh, it's just, Geordie, not, yeah, not I totally feel. I totally, I love, I love your passion for this episode. I'm going to have to rewatch it now because I, oh, Jamie's I feel been, like I've missed out. Jamie's been s- sat listening to me yabber on about this episode for years, <laughs> and I think it, I just, it's one. I say it's one of those ones where you sit going, "That is me down to a T." Kind of the stuff that I love to be. I say if you watch like Doomsday Machine and this back to back. They're both really believable, like, and then the Doomsday, where it's like Kirk's on the constellation, and they're counting down. It's like you're two seconds left. That is really believable threat. You don't get that, and it's the same with this. It's kind of how the hell are they going to get out of this? You know they probably are, but it's kind of they're still that. Oh my god, will they? Just even and though yeah. you actually know. And you've got Picard at con. That's hmm. something you don't see every day. Picard saying, hey, yeah, this is me. I'm going to actually deal with this myself. I'm going to take over the ship. And and it's his experience that gets him out of it, kind of. you got days going, yeah, we're going to not get out of this. And Picard's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's just everything in this worked on their side in this episode. I say, apart from those little nitty little tiny bits that have always bothered me. <laughs> Sorry, that's my that's my dog barking. It's all right. We did say it might happen, so you did forewarn us, to be fair. Bailey's joining in. <laughs> it's just an incredible episode. I said, I said, are you fine? Don't worry. Um, so, should we go on to the enemy then? Enemy. Is it my turn? I think it's my turn. So, yeah, 
Trapped without the aid of his visor, Geordie is aided and abetted in his attempts to send a distress signal to the Enterprise by a shipwrecked <laughs> Romulan. This is a very interesting one. Um, mm. I can't. I can't remember. I, I remember this episode, but it doesn't. It doesn't stand out to me. I, I, you're going to have to talk me through it. Is, I feel like it's quite important. I feel like it's quite an important episode. And does it does it link to one later on as well? The defector. No. It, yeah, does. it does. This, yeah. See, I watched the defector the other day, and I'm thinking, I'm sure this is linked to the other one. So yeah, right, I, I, I feel like I've missed. I feel like you know, again, I've I've missed the point on this one because it just doesn't stand out to me. Jamie, should we do a bit of backwards of where we were about a week and a half ago, wherever the hell it was? Thing the, the discussion we had after I sent you that WhatsApp message, and that's yeah, a bit okay. cryptic. But should we try and yeah. put backwards on that? So yeah. I watched this a few days before Jamie, and this actually is an episode I had to watch twice over because it really bloody confused me. It really mm-hmm. bloody confused me. I'm so glad it's not just me <laughs> because. Morris messages and meanings, particularly the messages, have contradicting messages. And that bloody confused the hell out of me. A massive contradiction. And it's just like, I would love to put this up, but I can't do it. If you're telling me two different things from completely different ends of... The spectrum. It's just like, I can't do that. I really can't put that. Put someone through that and go, yeah, sure, I'm, I'm telling you a completely different thing. So I've put that up, so I haven't. It's a really clever episode. For for if you're watching it for fun, it's brilliant. But when you're doing it the way we do it, when you put your morals, messages and meanings out on like we do every year for that month, oh my god, this one, and there's a few other ones in here, this one confused the hell out of me. Are you saying you shouldn't read too much into this episode? Or you shouldn't look too deeply into this episode? It's, it's not that. It's, it's there. It's all written in there. It's just the fact that mixed message may be because I think it's another one of those open open submission scripts and all those sort of things. It's one of those... Should we get into some of this trivia and stuff? Maybe I think that would be a good place to start. Maybe, I don't know, before we get into the problematic messages um, and things. Yeah, I mean, I said, I think, um, I said, the stuff that did work in this episode, I think um, I think there was some really good teamwork between Geordie and um, the Romulan Buckrun. They needed to rely on each other. So Geordie is, comes blind and Buckrun loses the feeling in his legs. So the fact that they help each other to, to, to kind of get out of the situation, I thought was really good. So they're enemies, really, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, and it's right, kind okay. of putting those enmities aside to work together because they need to. They need each other as much as they might detest each other. They need each other to survive. Should and we... that's a, that's a theme that you know you get that theme in films, and you know that is a that 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 is a theme. You know, a common theme, isn't it? In in there's a there's an old comedy film, isn't it? Like something see no evil, hear no evil, or something where one guy's blind and one guy's yeah, that's deaf, it, yeah. and and you use each other to 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 you know to get by. So it's a common theme. And it's, yeah, a, it's a recognizable theme. Um, Sarah, would you this, really oh, like a rem- reminder? Just kind of another way of describing it, so you can you remember a bit better. Yes, this would be good. The Enterprise responds to distress call, which leads them to planet. Wolf, Riker, and Geordie beam down. They first find one Romulan beaming up to ship. 
Joey gets stuck down a, a hole. Can't. Oh, I have a bit of fumble that bit. Like, so down in a hole. Yep. Digs himself out. Then gets followed by Roman and knocked out. Uh, have the whole moral discussion of kind of what's worth dying for. This, no, no, yes, no, no. All right, then, fine, let's work together. Wonder Kid comes up with a probe that sends out a beacon <laughs> for Geordie. Geordie yeah, convinces Bakra to go to it. Um, meanwhile, up on the ship, Wolf's having his um, moral dilemma of do I or don't I, which really isn't actually not that long, really, of do I help this room or not? Meanwhile, Carl's dealing with, oh, what's his name? Tomalock. Tomalock, thank you. Um, they have face off, they come to the planet. Um, Bakra, Geordie gets to the probe, fiddle with it. They beam up to Enterprise. Tomalock goes, alright, fine, give him back. We won't mention this ever again. Everyone's right. fine and happy, okay. and everyone's still mad at Wolf. Wolf? Why, what did Wolf do wrong? He didn't donate blood to the. Um, I'm family. a Romulan. But effectively, this is a brilliant thing. That is he the only one that could donate blood? Yes. Yeah. Because oh, of like a species thing. Yeah. yeah. But wow. Br- this episode completely missed me, didn't it? I must have switched <laughs> off. All right. I mean, <laughs> what's brilliant is the fact that Simon, Simon pointed this out to me. It was pure. If if Geordie and, and Buck hadn't made it back in time, the ship would have been destroyed due to Wolf not actually helping that Romulan. Wow, that's quite deep. Ah, well, there's something even further to it. If you think about it, because there's a bit where Wolf and Romulan have a bit of... Uh, it's Steve Rankin, if I recall. They have a bit of a chat, just kind of, hey, you need my blood, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm not giving it to you. Well, if you listen to what the Romulan says, he wouldn't accept it anyhow. So yeah. you're kind of already in a situation where that's not going to happen Anyhow, mm. so yeah. everyone's harshness against Wolf is a bit kind of OTT. Oh, fair enough. So okay. it's a bit kind of, but still, it's a, still you still have everyone going. Yeah, he may he may be saying no, but you you still got to all right. It's mm. it's your stuff. So is it like is do. it is it like the audience are angry at Wolf or his the crew his crew the crew you, the crew? You got Picard going. You got to do it. You got Beverly going. You got to do it. He even talks to, as you'd imagine, he talks to Riker, who goes, oh, come on, mate, go on, go on, why not? Just this once, for me. Swally a, swally a pride. <laughs> but that's a, that's a difficult thing, that's, surely that's a difficult thing to ask a Klingon, Klingon though. Swallow your pride. Particular, well, and, particular, and particularly with Wolf's past as well, with the wrong Exactly, you, you kind of, you can't, you can't yeah, see, for it, really. And that's the thing, it's that contradicting message of, Wolf won't help, but Geordie does. But mm. again, I think it does come from the fact that they're. It's weird because, in a way, it doesn't make sense, but in a way, it does. It's kind of a Wolf and Geordie are completely different people from completely different backgrounds. They're different species, aren't they? Exactly. It's, you know, so, it's in a way, it's kind of. I kind of see where they're coming from with the message, but as Simon thought, it is a contradiction as well. So, I'm kind of in two minds about it. Again, I guess he is a Starfleet officer as well, so you. Uh, so it is kind of it's difficult. It's kind of in a way it does work, but in a way it doesn't. And I wow. think that's the episode. I think I and I do agree with you. So I think it does let it down slightly. And I, I said because originally I was actually I was thinking oh, I'm definitely probably will put this up, but it said it is a contradiction. It's like, well, what are you trying to say here exactly? Can we mm. do some trivia? 
Mm. So I've got quite a bit. I thought it was quite clever using the Planet Hell set, because that's used quite well throughout the whole episode. Um, yeah, like we said, there are quite a lot of the fact that Geordie and Bakra rely on each other to get out of this place. Out mm-hmm. of thingy. Um, so I have problems with the messages, which we have touched on, but I'll go on later. I thought it was quite a nice, fantastic establishing scene on Planet Hell set at the beginning of the episode. Really made you go, what's what else going on here? Um, and that's quite clever. Ingenious use of the planet's minerals when Geordie get, creates climbing batons to get rid out of the hole he fell into. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I love this. I put, I put a bit of, bit of a thing onto it. I'll, I'll show, put it up to the camera for you both. Um, hole. Getting himself into a hole, heap of problems. Laugh out loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See it? Oh. Very good. Yeah, such a clearly say I love it. Um, the most unconvincing hollow stretch. You know where Steve Rankin gets brought up to ship and they've got this kind of... <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit. And it's got line on the bottom of it going, yeah, I'm not convinced. It's very much kind of new hopish. Just kind of... Yeah, that's not very convincing. Back to Wesley Crusher saving the gate again. <laughs> Yay! I found he hasn't some... done it for a while. Let him off. <laughs> This the other thing that really stood out to me. There's some really interesting music when Centurion Bakra knocks out Geordie. So they pan down to his feet, walk past, and you can see his two feet approach, and he gets really weird out of touch music with the whole rest of the episode so far. Because you're talking just about fifteen minutes in, and then he gets really weird. Like frisson of music, and he's sitting there going, "Where the hell did that come from?" So, so I have a listen back to it. And you're sitting there going, "What on earth is that bit of music doing?" It just seemed a bit random, didn't it? Because it's just kind of something's <coughs> different happening. Ooh. And there's also, you know, when Geordie's talking about his, um, oh, what was it? Something. Um, oh, what is it? What, what's affecting their their bodies, or whatever it's called. Geordie actually says jelly rather than jello. Because <coughs> it's, it's a very small thing to pick up on. But usually, they usually say jello. So for them to say jelly, it's actually pretty big for Star Trek. Just kind of... Is that one of those things, though? I heard something that... Like the way they pronou- pronounce data rather than data. They Wasn't it something like they... Well, the, American they went with whoever said Jedi. it first. Yeah, but if 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 um, Patrick Stewart had said the word on set, he might have said jelly, and then therefore it became jelly. They went with whoever pronounced it first. I'm sure I read something like that, which is why data is pronounced data and not data. Yeah, data doesn't sound right at all. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, data. But it's the American Maybe pronunciation. It's it just interesting, so, just kind of how that just stood out. It's a bit of a kind of what well, a really foxy thing to write down. I love, but... I love that you've picked that out out of everything. <laughs> but it's just an interesting thing, just kind of as we say, it's normally Jello. If you listen to every other episode, it's Jello. But in this is it was chilly. It's like okay, great. Where did that it's come great. from? It's English one, but. And the, and the other thing I actually really liked about this episode was the, the conditions on the planet, the way they kind of created it. It was really kind of just like, yeah, I just you just wouldn't want to be on that planet. I wouldn't even been down. I was just like, if I was like meant to like 
gone their way. I'm just like, I don't know, faking illness or something. I don't know, but yeah, I'll just, yeah, I wouldn't want to be down on that planet. As I say, watching it as a fan, yes, it's a brilliant episode, but with my Morris Mrs. Meanings hat on, nah. No, <laughs> I said it is, it is an amazing episode, but with the whole, as you say, that whole contradiction thing, it just, unfortunately for us, it just lets it down. It's a shame. It really is a shame. I have a huge problem with this episode in that Beverly Crush's hair has grown about eight inches between one episode <laughs> to the next. Like, that's some co- continuity problem there. Well, well, Sarah, if you ever go to a convention, you meet Gates McFadden, then you can point that out to her. Say, so, hang on a second. I'm pretty sure she's had conversations about her wigs in the past. She probably has, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> Should we do the Morris Mrs. Meanings? Go on then, Simon. Peace is a worthy goal. Don't paint everyone with the same brush. Treat people how you'd like to be treated. Yourself. You have to be willing to do anything to survive. People are affected by the same thing in totally different ways. Every problem has a solution. All species have the same problems. Uh, sometimes you have to put put to one side your pre- prejudice about something. And these are the two that contradict themselves. Don't believe everything you're told. So that's propaganda in this case. And stick to what you believe in. Be honest what you, what, to your beliefs. Hmm. Yeah. They really are odds and ends to each other. Where you sit there going, there is no way you can get around. You can't it. put the two together. Yeah, Ooh. I mean, maybe, maybe. I mean, this is just supposition, but maybe their aim was to kind of present both viewpoints. But as you say, it's just kind of, it's a mismatch. It just, it doesn't quite work. Like you got, you got it to a point where it vaguely works for you, but I just. I was at the kind of note. Like I said, I d- in a way, I do see what they were trying to do. But like I said, it was that kind of other side of me that goes, actually, no, this just doesn't work So, at all. you know it's a problem when I have to watch Shane twice over. That is <laughs> never a good sign. <laughs> I didn't have so to. I, I, I messaged Shane, but I literally watched it like, I have watched this and I don't know what to make of this. This is what I've come up with. Like, I didn't say in depth. I gave him the gist of it. And and Jane was like, yeah, okay, I'll watch that and I'll keep that in mind. And I think he got round to watching it and went, didn't you kind of go, yeah, I, I get you now. I get what you're trying to say, so Yeah, and it's like it's kind of, well, to be honest, so you probably saved me watching it twice because I think if, if you hadn't told me, I probably would have got, come to the same conclusion gone, hang on a second, I need to watch this again or at least watch part of it. It's like, so you, I think you I need it. to watch this episode again. I said, it is a really good one. I said, as a fan, it's amazing. It really is, but... When you said when you put on the three M's hat, it just doesn't quite get there. It just doesn't quite work. So as much as as both of us would like to put up this episode, we just can't. As I said, we've got to be nitpicky as well. So there's that as well. There's too many other good ones. Oh, I wish I could say the same. Well, I wish <laughs> I could say the same about the next one being very good. But oh, I, I hate the next one. <laughs> yeah, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Do you oh, want me to say? You are going to have to explain of... something to me. Yeah, you do it. Go, go for it. Because it sounds like no one else. Wants to. No, I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't want to, but I'll, I will. Skip this episode. I kind of did the survivors, and that's one I didn't like, so I kind of feel like I've paid my due with a bad episode. <laughs> Federation of Fringy Delegates. What's that word, Jeremy? Sarah? Vi. Vi for control Vi for of control. A, a unique stable wormhole allowing. In, in, oh, where did I choose this one? Instantaneous. Is that right? Instantaneous. 
Yes, transport right, yes. across space and try and make discoveries both interesting and dangerous regarding one of the, one of the negotiators. Thank you for your help during that one. No worries. Yeah, I was going to say that's a bit of a mouthful. That, mm. that, that so, um, explain something to me. I I realised that you know in a week I wasn't going to be able to rewatch all of the episodes. So I <laughs> yeah. said to Sam, I said, which ones should I rewatch? Are the key episodes I should rewatch? And she put this one down, and she said. <laughs> Don't watch. She she said it becomes relevant later, but don't rewatch it if you've already seen it. So I can't remember because it's such a cringe episode. I can't remember how this becomes relevant later. Oh, I think that she's talking about probably Voyager. I'd imagine. Right. Okay. Okay. That's cool. I just I I didn't. I I don't see it, but fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only way I can really see it. That that comment making any relevance. That's the only way out of it. It makes any sense. Knowing Sam, that's probably what it is. It's probably just remember this episode because it, it you know, Not something yeah. comes up about it later. That's what I'd imagine, but I I could be wrong. We say Sam knows bits that I know, and I think I know bits that maybe she doesn't know. If, that, if that's Def- fair to say, yeah, so I think definitely. maybe I I could be missing something. I think maybe something you kind of go. What the nerf were you on about? I kind of missed it. I'll have to actually ask her. I will ask her. I think, but what I, she meant, I, that but... will be my guess. But Star yeah. Trek is so wide ranging that I could be completely missing the she point. It could be yeah. a next gen thing, and I just completely missed it, maybe because of my prejudice against this god awful episode. It is just the worst. I just hate it. I just is this the one you were talking about, Jamie, where she's just mm. she's just used to yeah, be she's set, but, but, to put similarly, she's sex on legs. It's That's just all she is. And I just cannot understand it. Maybe I'm maybe I'm not <laughs> maybe I'm yeah. no, maybe I'm I'm naive to the, the betazoid way that you know she would just meet this random stranger and jump into bed with him you know is, oh, is that what they do i just i just it's just horrible it's creepy it's like within it's five minutes creepy. He's, he's stroking her arm and brushing her hair yeah he's what? proper creepy i just hate this episode oh it because simon said to me he found I'll it really uncomfortable in 10 minutes while you two stop <laughs> complaining about it just while we're say, ranting I, I don't like it but i'll kind of oh. Simon, you said to me, so you found it really uncomfortable. And then I watched it, I was like, oh my God, this is it just is. icky. It's icky. And the fact is, this is the third season and they still don't know what to do with Diana's character. Not yeah. good. Yeah, no, Not I just... Not good at all. Nothing about this episode makes sense to me. It just... And then, and then the ending, it's like, the guy goes, oh, by the way, um, oh, you've made me take a hard, good, long, hard look at myself and I'm going to change. Yeah, I don't believe that for a second. Maybe maybe this is the episode where they said to Jean, yeah, OK, you go with it. They can they can do it. They can they can have sex. It's fine. Just let Jean go with this one, you know. Didn't you Get see, it out of this system. It's just terrible. And it's, I think you yeah. said, Sai, it reminded you of the Icarus factor as well last season, didn't it? It's got yeah. that feel to it. Where you sit going, yeah. what? what in God's name is this thing? Yeah. Um, but as I say, every year they can't get every single episode right. No, so hey, which is true. Which is true, and yeah, and it's not the worst one next to have produced, but it is pretty low down. It's there. pretty, it's pretty low. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get into a bit of trivia to try and stop you both renting a bit. <laughs> well, I do actually Sorry. have some points I do like about the episode. They kind of I had to look for them, but they are there. But go for it. The Fring at this point in time are only interested in gold instead of gold pressed platinum, like they did in Deep Space Nine. Mm hmm. Uh, no, we've said that. 
Um, we've said that as well. <laughs> it's effectively doesn't doesn't quite work. Neither plot is very very believable. Mm-hmm. Devroni Rao comes across as a bit unlike unlikable character. A bit. That's put, that's an understatement. <laughs> just putting it mildly. <laughs> he's just, a, he's his, just manipulative. His telepathic abilities are obvious from the word go. Yeah. Which should have been picked up on by someone. Particularly. Oh, that's how people with Deanna. How, yeah, how did she not know there was another, like, base sword or half base sword person was, in the vicinity? I think it's because she was so in, enamoured with him. It's kind of maybe her responses were being blocked. Because I remember well, so she, she does ha- say in it, she sort of goes, maybe it's my human side that's taking over. Yeah, crap so like that. I, that's kind of that. that I was kind of like, oh, fair enough. That's fine then. Features infamous foot, foot rubbing and exercise scenes. I did like to see that episode in con that that scene in context because I've seen that so many times. It was actually quite, it was quite nice to see it in context. But again, like seriously, what? Like who who thought that up? Put, put Why? Simply, put simply, the the scenes without Deanna and that guy getting it on were actually fine. Or when he wasn't around. <laughs> yeah, it's just that guy, isn't it? It's just just him. It's yeah. Um. But one thing, things I will say that I did like about the episode, I like the whole kind of concept about the wormhole and the fact is it, it's picked up later on in the Voyager episode, False Prophets. Thank you. Um, you second my next point, but that's fine. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> um, is this the one where the two Ferengi end up at the end? Like, yeah. Is it, and they They're end up, and then they, yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which I um, think that's what Sam was oh, referring to. Oh, that's what Sam's saying. Quite... Oh, of course. Oh, yes, yeah, of course. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think that, I'm sure. Yes, I, I, I think, think you're right. Uh, this is a face, face palm to the head moment of. Um, I, should have, I should remember that. Bad tip, And then bad my tip. interesting point was why has Devlani Roll got stronger, so called stronger, Betoid telepathic abilities when he's one quarter Betoid and tries one half? How does that work? How does that work? I don't know. It's it's another failing of the episode. But I like his jacket. <laughs> I'm just looking at it. He's, he's got a nice jacket. Well, this said, is this is along lines of two days and two nights with Jamie and bloody Tripp's suit. Oh yeah, it's yeah. that sort of yeah. I'm it's, it's sort a of good clutching suit. at clutching at straws here. I'd like to see that at cosplay. I I think that would be good. It's a nice suit. But I also think that I like the fact that Riker took over the negotiations for Federation interest. Nice link to his abilities at poker. And also, uh, again, this is purely just, it was just wonderful seeing Riker and Troy bring down Devani Rowe and just put him in his place at the end. He's, he's like, you smug, arrogant, get you. Yeah. <laughs> now, you've now been finally foiled at the end. I, I enjoyed that moment, I must admit. Stupid thing, I hate this episode, but I found actually quite a few more of meanings to it, which is just so. Okay, but that's always the way of this thing. You sit there complaining about it to heart's content, and uh, you sit going, "Is there quite quite good quite I got, deal to it?" I got. I suppose I got. I got a couple. I've got the notion of using tactics. So some of us have an advantage over others with certain skills or abilities. Is how we use them that define who we are. And I've kind of don't don't be blind. I kind of don't let your heart rule your head type thing. That's Deanna kind of did. So that's kind of what I got. It's sort it. of echoing what I've said the whole way through. No matter what you do, truth will always be found out. Don't jump to conclusions. Power corrupts, absolutely. I seem to say mm-hmm. that every year. Some something has potentially be used for good, but can also be, equally be used for bad. So Troy being using it for good and him using it for bad. Honest, uh, take, take responsibilities for reactions. Honesty is the best policy. 
how advanced we get, we're still uh, fallible to being tricked and fooled. Don't be prejudiced against a certain group, in which case it's a friendly. Treat people how you like to be treated yourself. Don't manipulate people, it never ends well. And don't live life by a lie. Wow, you got quite a lot from that. Yeah, that's no, quite it's incredible, really. <laughs> but it is. It's just, they're in there. He's just. Mm. I say, it's like every episode is kind of right. What can I dig back from the last episode? Just kind of, it's, I say, there's so much in there that if you get the right things, you can kind of reuse them for kind of every episode kind of thing. It's a bit of a cheat, but it, it works. And I've kind of done mm. that every other year, every year we've done it. So, so um, should we let's, should we move swiftly on to the next one? I've never minded this one. I know you've <clears throat> had a bit of problems with this one, Jerry. Uh, I've, not, I've not minded it. It's watchable, but it just—it's a bit murder. It's just—it just doesn't stand out. It's, for me, it's just nothing special. It's not bad. It's watchable, but it just doesn't. What the next one? The yeah. Vengeance Factor. Yeah. I quite like it. I quite like this one. I did. I rewatched this one. I quite like it. It's not bad. I mean, like I said it's watchable, but it just and never actually really stood out. This is me. one. This is one where I liked the music. At one point, I, I, I remember thinking, ah, oh, the music is good. It's building. I like, yes, I, I noticed the music in this episode. <laughs> Time for the next round of... How is it? <coughs> Surprise, the yeah. Metal Bridge being reused. Ah. Any guesses? The have negotiations read, at the end. Have yep. we read the thingy yet? Oh, no, we haven't. Oh, we do oh we've skipped. Shall I read it? We'll do that in a minute. Okay. Because the... The thing is right at the beginning of the episode. So right, it kind of okay. works. That's why I kind of said it. Oh, because sorry. Because the, the thing with it it, it, it appears as a science station. Oh, okay. Ah. It really is a blink and you miss it, but it's the same I was going to say, I definitely did miss it. When I, I was going to say, yeah. Go on, whoever wants to do it. Okay, I'll read it. Riker and Picard run up against an age-old wall of mafia-like blood feuding, almost certain to ruin the first negotiations between a clan of vicious pirates and a race of civilised, if arrogant beings in centuries. Yeah, so... Uh, described as pirates or mafia. That's a kind of... Okay. Well, they're space pirates, aren't they? That's space pirates. That's I love it. What, yeah, space pirates. Well, that's essentially what they are. I read it in a review. Someone actually referred to them as space pirates, and it's it kind is. of like... Yeah. Um, I think um, I think Jonathan Frakes and Lisa Wilcox is due to give a good performance, and I think it's kind of you. Actually, I felt a bit sorry for her in a way, and it's yeah. kind of you really see her internal struggle with what she has to do. You really see it in her facial expressions. And she and I think that, can't. She can't go against what she, what you know, her her quest in in life. In revenge, she has yeah. to complete it. You know. Mm. And it's kind of, you know, Riker kind of begging her not to. Well, the whole thing at the end of the problem I have is Riker shooting the phaser and Picard just standing there letting it happen. That was a bit... I mean, I guess he has faith in his first officer. Like yeah, he but says, it's kind of like... you know, He says, you know, he, he, he must have a reason. Riker? Like, he's asking the question, do you? It's kind of like he's pointing the phaser at her. Surely you could just go tap your combos and go, oh, by the way, whoever is in the transport, and beam her back up. Beam her to the, yeah, beam her to the brig or something. Something called dramatics. Yes. yes and it, I wouldn't, it wouldn't that. have had quite the same feel, would it? Yeah, yeah exactly. but it's kind of going against the whole kind of message of the season of, oh, diplomacy. And it's like, well, you're just using violence. And I don't know. It just, that just bugged me. But it, it did but seem I, a little bit weird that he killed her at the end, I must admit. But, that didn't again, quite it, sit right. 
again, it's kind of, Simon says it's for the whole kind of dramatic yeah. thing. So it's kind of, you, so it's kind of, it does bug me, but it's kind of like, oh, it's you've just got to kind of let it go, really. But yeah. um, Beverly's, Beverly's got short hair again. I just put it on. She's got short hair. <laughs> what is going on? The continuity's terrible. <laughs> it's Sorry, probably because. It's so really I'm working me. on redresses things, and you're doing Beverly Beverly's hair. So it's... <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just. Women notice these things. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think thing, oh, sorry, Jamie. You finish. I was just going to say, Sarah. I think it's because obviously they the episodes were done. In they different... film them out of sync. I know, but yeah, seriously, so... someone needs to get on these continuity issues. <laughs> That's why we love Star Trek because of the continuity. Era. <laughs> sorry, go on, sir. <clears throat> Interesting enough, this is the only episode in Remastered Next Gen to feature twelve seconds of upcycled f- footage, as they couldn't find the original camera negatives to convert and that's the scene where Beverly goes to the bridge and talks about um, Pentham Mole for a call oh, okay. oh, so when there's they just 12 come... seconds where they couldn't find the original negative because they obviously they converted it and cleaned it up and all that sort of they couldn't find it so they've used the original and whatever they mean by upcycled it but they've kind of improved it as much as they can with the Copies they've got. I think that's what it means. Mm. Does upcycled not mean using a scene from another episode? I think so. That's sort of gist to it because all the rest of it they've managed to find the original. They've had to splice an extra sort of scene in. They've sort of copy and pasted it in, <clears throat> and I think yeah. kind of done the best they can with it. So it, it, <coughs> I say the thing is, neither of you to notice, which means I've done a brilliant job for what they had. They have mm. done a brilliant job. Um. I've always liked this shot of the Enterprise passing the camera while it leaves Akamar 3, as it gives a great de- de- great look at the ship. It's a re- It happens every now and then, but it's a really nice shot. I think I might have said it in a previous year. And I also love the shot of the Enterprise entering warp from the guest quarters, which we also saw at the beginning of last season. Because that's just a scun- stunning shot. It's just kind of real-life view instead of, eh, let's see it. <laughs> from an observer's point of view. Yeah, see, this is what I love, so the fact you pick up on these things, and I, they just pass me by, and I wish I just... I know, I would never have things. a clue. And like Jamie said earlier, it's the first time in Next Gen um, we see someone getting killed on a phaser at maximum setting. It's not the first time we see someone die in the season, because mm. <coughs> it kind of happens again, but at least mm. with Earth Starfleet phaser in this instance. I've never had a problem with it. I think it's quite interesting. I said this to Jamie while well. I said we've also got to point out this is what me and Jamie have talked about more th- more thoroughly in advance than Any of the either others. of the seasons that we've done so far. Mm. Um, I found it interesting that with the Fring in the last episode, you have a very similar way of, like at least in this episode, killing someone, whereas in the last episode it was. Um, Injuring, wounding someone. Same sort of thing. Do with the blood, do with touch. Same general gist to it. Just with bigger contentions in this one than it did in last. Mm. I just found that was a really quite interesting thing. Just kind of, it's just a bit unfortunate that they so happen to end up in the schedule at the same point. Yeah. That it kind of looks like this one's building on what the last one's head, although, like we said, it's done out of sequence. <coughs> So they wouldn't have been able to foresee it. Mm. Just but something I picked up on. Just kind of okay. That's a bit weird. 
but you know, it's just say this, this, this is not a bad episode. But I said for me, it's just never really resonated. It's kind of, it's just kind of there, you know. But but you know, put it this way, it's, it certainly was. I said much more watchable than the last one. So yeah. <laughs> um, should we go on to the malls' messages and meanings? Yeah, go ahead, Jamie. Um, I've got violence isn't the answer, although not in Riker's case, and talking can resolve conflicts. <laughs> um, and you can't let the idea of revenge consume it. Will poison you like it did Utah. So that's that's what I got from it. Um, no matter what you do, truth will always be found out. Because say like, she was talking through, um, like she was riddled the whole way through. So what she was mm. saying, just trying to let herself out, but she was. Saying it, but not saying it. Yeah, is that internal conflict? Uh, you know. She was trying really hard to it's tell Riker, wasn't she? Valaris in Star Trek Six Six S. It's very much that sort of thing. Just kind of neither of us was listening well at the time. It's that mm. sort of. I, mm. I did tell you, just you, you obviously didn't. Hear you weren't me. listening. It's that sort of. Um, be yourself. Don't try and be someone you're not. Yolo. You only live once. Everything has its time. Time is precious. Don't waste it. No excuses for violence, murder, revenge, assault again. Um, Likely to be feeble to being tricked and fooled. Peace and unity is a worthy goal. Treat how you'd like to be treated. Be true to yourself. Don't change yourself to appease someone else's wishes. Don't prejudice against a certain group. So the, uh, the fan rivalry. Don't manipulate people. It never ends well because she manipulated... Um, What's that woman's name? Oh, um, her, her, um, her. Sounds oh. terrible with names. I should be better at this. M- Eminence? Um, no, that's no, that's Deep Space Nine. Oh, my that's Deep Um, Southern Maroc. There we are. That's it. Yeah. Thank God for Trekko. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've already got it up. Don't live life. Don't live your life by a lie. That's my last one. So there's lots in there that I quite like. Just kind of good messages that you just want to hear in a Star Trek episode. Yeah, it's good. I enjoy it. Just not quite good enough for this season. No. (laughs) It's kind of... Yeah, so I kind of said that one just kind of passes me by. Um, Are we finished with that one then? I think so. so, Okay, so the next one... The next one I'm actually going to put up as a favourite contender. My second one. Yep, the Defector. Um, uh, Let's get the thing up. Um, A legendary Romulan strategist races to warn the Federation of a massive Romulan invasion in the near future. But his attempts are thwarted by the group's prejudice and suspicions. This one just blew me away. I like the concept of this episode. Mm, Oddly enough, I actually forgot I actually forgot about the twist at the end. It kind of, I was just like, when it was, was like, oh my God, of course, I totally, totally forgot about it. So it kind of, <laughs> it is, it's an episode I actually had forgotten about a lot until I rewatched it. Because I think I, it's just been so long. I had a lot of fun with this episode. There's lots of stuff that I set there going, yep, I, like bits of trivia that fitted in, suited me down to the ground. Um, like Patrick Stewart always asked for more makeup when he got the opportunities, as he felt it added more to the role. So in the in the holiday program, he wanted to add more makeup onto himself, which I thought was a really quite interesting insight. Clever use of the holiday in the opening scene. 
as it parallels the main plot of the episode. A great way to show character development. Yeah, that's what I put down as well. Uh, references back to the enemy. Mm-hmm. First time we see a different kind of <coughs> Roman vessel, the Roman scout ship. Um, it's also the first time we see what Romulus looks like via the Valley of Chinla holodeck program. Mm-hmm. Clever use of the time delay between Enterprise D and Starfleet Command. Um, a great solution bringing in the three bird of prey. Great reveal, camera panning panning back. Mm. And um, I don't know if I want to say it now, but I've got another very... It's very much a kind of Dr. Stubbs element to it, so I don't know if you want me to say it now or if you want me to leave it. What do you want me to do? Yeah, say it now. Yeah, say it now. Are people in the 24th century unhappy with synthetic food and drink? As they always seem to be complaining it's not real enough for them. Mm. Meaning that the real food and drink is probably driven onto the black market. That's a good point. Very good point. Because, you know, um, Jarok actually says, oh, you know, this isn't this isn't what it, this isn't the approximation approximate taste of it. It's kind of like well, you know, Romulan beverages they have limited knowledge, so it's kind of understandable. It wouldn't be, you know, real. Yeah, but it even happens to Starfleet personnel. If you remember the price, you've got Troy going. Can I have a real chocolate ice cream? And the computer's like, uh, what do you mean? So there's a certain thing, and then there's a huge market for real wine and all that sort of thing, and I just found it really interesting. So it's like, mm. in this machine's ideal world, there are <coughs> actually ways that you can infer that there is black markets and odd bits to it, and and say, even with a black market, that infers that there is actually still capitalism. Mm. Just occurred to me, just kind of hmm, interesting. But I, I thought, um, you know, I think um, this episode, as you said, it just as I said the great twists and turns of who Jack actually was, all the subterfuge, because you can never quite be sure if you can actually trust him for a whole episode. And I think as brilliantly as Picard says, it's like a Romulan defector is actually a con- almost a contradiction in itself. Just the, the whole concept of it is just almost alien to them. And it's just like, you know, and the fact is, I think. Um, the final scene carries real emotional depth and weight, so I think it just brings that episode onto another level where Jarrett committing suicide, and because it ter- just it doesn't turn out all right in the end, it actually is quite sad and tragic. The fact that he did all this for his daughter, and it and it, it amounted to nothing essentially. I didn't get a chance to rewatch this one, so just just run it by me again. So he is actually telling the truth. He's giving them misinformation. Because he's that's not what, telling them the truth. Because Romulans have tricked him. Because he he's kind of see, he's seen Romulans for what they are. This upcoming right. war, he wants to avoid it for his family. Yeah, so he tricked to test, him to test his loyalty. So I gave him. So he thinks he's telling the truth. Yeah, but it's not. It's misinformation from Tom. And Tom They've Lover. set him up. Yeah, yeah, to prove to try and to test his loyalty. Oh, that is sad. Hmm. But I think um, uh, James uh, Sloyan, who does, who um, does, um, who, um, oh God, I'm terrible with my words today, who uh, who plays uh, Jarek, I think he gives a superb performance, really does commit all, his all to it. Yeah. 
Um, but this is an episode I've absolutely always loved, just in terms of kind of like, again, it's my kind of episode where, you know, that subterfuge and intrigue and things are not on the surface are not what they seem. So, and I think it's just, I think it's just done really, really well. And just kind of, and as Simon said, the whole kind of the opening sequence, you know, the whole data wanting to learn more about the human condition and Geordie kind of talking to data about uh, guts and intuition and just tied really nicely into the, the plot as well. Just kind of, you know, going with your guts. So what do you think about this guy? Is he telling the truth or is he is he a spy? So, Who's Michael Williams? Um, is that a bad question? It's just, no, I was just looking at the, I've got the, um, the companion in front of me and it says guest cast Michael Williams Patrick Stewart Michael Williams? So who does Pat- Patrick Stewart play somebody called Michael Williams in The Defector? Possibly stunt uh, double but I'll check that Which is interesting it's like he's playing a second person Interesting Oddly enough Michael Dawn does in a later episode he plays someone else as well in a later episode Just Wanted a bit of extra cash I expect a bit of overtime why not? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, uh, Michael Williams was a character in William Shakespeare's play Henry V. Oh, of course. He plays at the beginning, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. who he's playing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I completely forgot about that. Well done, Seth, yeah, for bringing that I up. Just, I completely I was forgot just like, about that. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> well, thank Larry, really. It's Larry's book. <laughs> oh, thank you, Larry, if you're listening. <laughs> um. So yeah, I think they said. What about you, Sarah? Do you do you think um, this is a favourite contender for you, or no? I don't think so, because I I don't know. It just doesn't stand out to me. I think it should do. I think it's one of those like important ones. I tend to like the ones that's that. I'm trying to think of how to explain it. I like the ones that are separate. I think the story arc ones possibly don't mm, and, you know, stand and, out to me to as be- much. I don't know why. And to be fair to you, it's, it's quite a heavy episode. There's quite a lot kind of going on, and it's it's quite a heavy going episode. So you know, I can I can understand that. And it's kind of like a whole spy Cold War kind of intrigue to it. And it's it's not everyone's cup of tea. So it's not a happy episode. I like happy episodes. Mm, yeah. So I, I can completely understand where you're coming from there. Yeah. So should we go on to the messages? <coughs> yep. Yep. yep uh, definitely. Yeah. Uh... No matter um, what you do, the truth will always be found out. <laughs> Don't believe everything you're told, so in this case, this, this information. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to put your prejudice to one side. Always have a backup plan. <laughs> Logic is king. Policy is the best policy. Fallible to being tricked and fooled. Peace is a worthy goal. Don't leave life by a lie. Every problem has a solution. Every decision we make has its consequences. If you want to prove something, make sure you have the evidence to back you up, which isn't mm-hmm. quite fitting for this one. If you're going to commit something, make sure you follow through with it. Because it's pretty much just kind of, I am, but I'm not. And it's just kind of, well, hang on a minute, you've got to make yourself passes, you've got to, you've got to Give them stand by your, stand by your you. convictions, you know. Mm. And that's the thing, you know, I talk about evidence in there. Wouldn't you just have it on an isolated chip, kind of a USB <laughs> stick? <laughs> Particularly in the 24th century, where they've got all the latest technology, and I thought kind I of, was bad. There you go, because it's like you've got um, Sam Elmbram later on with his isolated chip. Yeah, yeah, it's all on there. 
wouldn't you just have that? Just kind of, there you are, you want proof? Well, there you go, there, there it is for you. That's a good point, actually, to be fair. Um, the messages I got was, we have to rely on our guts and intuition to assess people in situation as well as the facts, because sometimes these facts are wrong. Um, and we can spin, put it in, you know, quotations, spin anything to make ourselves and others believe it is truth. So I'm basically, you're, you're referring to kind of the whole, um, what Jared says about one world's butcher is another world's hero. So in terms of acts of terrorism, the perpetrators and victims, they view events differently. So we make our own history facts with different disinformation. So kind of, you know, we spin the truth as we want as we want to see it to fit to fit our our version or whatever. So that's that's kind of what I got from it. I just think there's a lot to it, lots to infer, lots to read into it. Sorry, my messages were quite heavy there, I suppose. But yes, um, that's good. It's good. Thank you. It's nice that they can pull that out of the bag every now and then. Like they do the light-hearted ones. Mm. but then they have an episode like that that they kind of drop in you know the middle and it you know they have the power to do that and carry it off they can do both well and that's that's one of my and that's one of my points about captain's holiday later in the season the fact is it is just a nice light-hearted episode because there's a there's a few previous that are quite heavy in terms of kind of what's going on in the message it's kind of whoa blimey yeah but um yeah so should we go on to the hunted yeah. Yeah. Another great one. One that I didn't put up, but one that I quite enjoyed. Same here. One I didn't put up, but I did. Re- I did really enjoy it. Uh, who wants to read the synopsis? Because I did. I did the last one. <laughs> I, I can do the next one if you want me to. I don't mind. But do you want me to do it? I'll do it. Okay. The <laughs> Enterprise is faced with a destructive <laughs> challenge. Someone do it. <laughs> yeah. In the form of the biologically altered war veteran whose mind allows no mercy in the face of danger. But all he and his fellow soldiers want is their freedom. I mean, the, the tactics that Dadar uses at the beginning of looting the Enterprise, absolutely incredible. Uh, um, I said, honestly, you know, and, and that's what I love about the fact is, oh, it's that's a small ship. It's like, well, don't just a book by its cover kind of thing. One, one prison, one small little ship. Well, actually. So I just thought that opening section, it was absolutely fantastic. Again, it proves they're not as brilliant as you make out. Again, it's a booby trap kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, not as clever as they appear. They may have yeah. all these fancy things, but they can still be tricked and mm, exactly. still get things wrong. Mm. You know, yeah. and... I think it's, um, and also I think, again, I think Diana's character is used well in this episode. She tries to help Denar, so again, her ability is being put to good use. Um, and I think I quite like the fact that the endings between Denar and the Prime Minister is left nicely unresolved. I mean, even though Picard kind of says, oh, they probably will reach some agreement. It's like, well, there's still that small doubt of what, what actually does happen next. I think it is a pretty much foregone conclusion that there will be a bit of change in that society. Hmm. I think. Um, can I do a bit of my trivia? Yeah. Yeah, go for it, sir. Prime Minister, my Prime Minister of Angosia Three is Jane Cromwell's James Cromwell, who later played from Cochrane in First Contact. I knew God, I recognised him from somewhere. I was just watching it, thinking, "Where do I know that guy from?" <laughs> so why, and, and also, why is everyone on that planet so damn tall? <laughs> yeah, I, I, mean, I wouldn't want to live there. 
I mean, to be, to be, and I'm going to have to make a confession here. And Simon's probably going to go, "Oh God, I didn't actually pick up on the fact that he was. I didn't even recognise him, the prime minister." I recognised so, his face straight away. I'm like, I know you, that guy from somewhere, but I didn't did know where from. You did better than me, Sarah, because I didn't even get that far. So even with the pick, silly little tash, the silly little moustache that he's got, you know. So it completely passed me by. So well done to you, Sarah, because I didn't pick up on it at all. <laughs> Yay! Um, Jamie, his first name's Roger, not Denar, as you. I know, I was just calling him by the name I remembered, by his second um, name. So. Roger, Roger Dana. Okay, thank you. Um, I think the nat- natural cloaking device trick is Riker's favourite manoeuvre, as he mentioned it every opportunity, opportunity he gets. <laughs> yeah, he does. Um, if it's so important to get Roger Dana back to Luna 5, why doesn't the Enterprise D take him back? But with this, you don't get a plot or story otherwise. True. <laughs> I love the the melodramatic acting from the security officer to the overloading of Type 2 phaser. <laughs> um, nice to see the cargo bay full, ready for a good action sequence. Which, my, which I'm in a fight. You've got to have something falling over, haven't you? Oh, is that yeah. when Wolf, Wolf confronts um, Roger Dano um, when he's about to beam off or whatever? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, this episode is a, a metaphor for the effects fighting as a soldier has on someone, so mentally and physically. Yeah, it's also quite an... Uh, uh, ale- oh, God, allegory... Oh, God, I'm terrible with my words, say God almighty. Um, allegory f- to the way the Vietnam War veterans were treated when they came back home. So just like the engagers when they were programmed, sent to war, then put in prison on Luna 5. So, I, I also thought that removing the chemicals could also cause a placebo effect in the soldiers. That's a good point. Mm. Which I think the government had done, but I thought, oh, it's mm. worth mentioning. Just kind of. Did you did you like this episode, Sarah? Do you know what? I was just looking over my review, and I didn't really make any notes on this one. So that would <laughs> that would say to me that it didn't really stand out. Um. That's fair is, enough. And, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I've, I've sort of got it on now, and I'm thinking I do remember it, but not. It doesn't stand out to me. It's I mean, got to be... the same feel as the last, last few, one. Like the the yeah. enemy. The, I don't do serious the... ones, do I? <laughs> <laughs> That's fun, you know. <laughs> Although I like the fact that Data was in command briefly of the bridge. I like it when Data has the bridge. Oh yeah, not to mention the look of almost bewilderment on his face that that Denar's just outwitting him. So he's actually like, oh my god. I'm actually being outwitted here, so it's kind of yeah. like, yeah, um, but yeah. But I said this, this, this I said it's, it's a very good episode. It's, um, but said it doesn't quite get there in terms of, yeah, top, top, top in terms of, oh my god, you've got to put this up type thing. But it's one of I think it's, it's, I said it's one of all we've always both enjoyed, haven't we? So yeah. So should we go on to the messages? I've got a lot. Go for it. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. I've only got a few myself, but go for there's it. There's a lot in here that is still same old, same old, but there's some new ones in here. Uh, truth will always be found out. Violence doesn't solve anything. Mm-hmm. Plan ahead for see future problems. People change naturally over time. Respect your arms forces. Treat them with respect. Consent is an important part of life. Honesty is the best policy. Uh, fallible to being tricked and fooled. No excuses for violence. If need support dealing with something, ask for it. Don't live life by a lie. Every problem has a solution. 
Every decision we make has its consequences. Don't be prejudiced against certain groups, so that will be the soldiers in this case. Don't manipulate people. It never ends well. Same thing. Don't always rely on technology. Now, that's an important one. Because I reckon if they hadn't done anything at all, you would have no problems. Whereas doing that may have helped them in the, in the short term. But quite long term problems. Cause, yeah. Um, treat people how you like to be treated is the kind of thing that the politicians will normally be put through that but they're quite happy to do that to their young people uh, war has an effect on people mentally and physically which I sort of touched on earlier it's a really interesting episode but there's a lot of things going on just in a simple sim- simplistic plot really mm. yeah I mean and it's, it's said the fact that it communicates it so effectively is what makes it so good um I, you've pretty much said pretty much everything that I've literally have just put down, so, so it's fine. You've covered everything pretty much. So, I said the same type of message, and also I said don't judge a book by its cover as well. So, I'm just watching the little fight scene with where he's escaped from the from the hollow, uh, not the hollow, the transporter uh, room, and Wolf's running and Riker's rolling, and it's quite entertaining. I can't believe <laughs> I don't remember this episode. It took a lot to bring. To Dana down, it's like my god, it was just as you say, even find a phaser him. But I think O'Brien like shot a phaser at him, it's kind of like just guy just won't go down. No, so, he's so, definitely a super soldier, it's mm. like trying to hit Khan, isn't it? It's that sort of amount of shots, yeah. Yes, um, should we go on to episode 12? Yeah, I, again, this is another one that I quite enjoyed. Um, where it's resonance of what's going on at yeah, the moment, quite, yeah, in, in high ground, it's. It's an interesting episode. It's got some interesting ideas. I don't think it quite follows through on them. It's quite an ambitious episode. And it said Simon says it is very relevant today, but it doesn't quite get there, I don't think. But it certainly is an interesting one. Um, oh, I'll read it, Richard? Jamie. I'll read it. Go for it. While tending to innocent bystanders, Dr. Crusher is taken hostage by a ruthless freedom fighter who is blind to the fate of his rebellion, refused to hear any argument from the... Starfleet officers or local law enforcers. I, yes, I on, didn't Sarah. mind it. I said it's, it's an interesting episode. Like I say, it's, and this is again, it's something I've said before. But the fact is, stuff that that's happened back then, or that the episode was trying to do a commentary on, is still really relevant now with previous events. That was yeah. what stood out to me more than anything else in this episode because I think someone said that it was. It was kind of written uh, about like the IRA terrorism at the time, mm. things like that. And of course, you know that sort of threat. It, we're dealing with more now than we we ever have done, and it yeah, we've like yeah, exactly. It just resonates with you. I think mm. there's a there's a line in a world where children kill children, and it's just it's, it, it yeah. kind of it, it's quite. It's quite harrowing, but the thing is, the yeah. episode doesn't shy away from it, and that's one of the things that I admire about it. It's, it's yeah. a very ambitious episode for its time. I don't think it quite get. I don't think it quite gets there, but didn't it get banned at first? It, it wasn't, yeah, it was originally it wasn't banned, released. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, I love the fact that no one wants to deal with Doctor Crusher. Uh, <laughs> if they were beamed up to the Enterprise, just kind of, yeah, I'm not oh. going there to transport a room, just kind of. 
I'm not going to be there to be at the end of an argument. You know, I had a really funny thought, actually, when I was watching that moment. Where I was like, what happens if that was Pulaski? It's like, well, she doesn't like being beamed up anyway. So it's like, well, if you try to do that, she'd be even more, even more annoyed. <laughs> now, what I found interesting, the system the Rutans use reminds me of the United Kingdom government uses to stop radicalisation, the PREVENT programme. It you mentioned this very, to me, didn't you, Sire? It really is very similar to what they do in real life today in this country. Mm. It's incredible that it, it parallels it. Um, I found this quite funny. I don't, I don't quite know if it's going to happen, but I thought it was going interesting nonetheless. We're only 70 years away from uh, the Irish reunification of t- t- uh, 2024, apparently. Oh, Really? Apparently, um, and for some reason I've put this down. I'm not sure I quite agree with it now, writing it back in hindsight, but I'll say it nonetheless because I think that's <laughs> the point. Go for it. I think it would have been interesting to kill off Wolf in this episode. <gasps> wow, I, and I, I don't quite know why I put that, but I <laughs> did. So I must have thought, thought something good of that. Well, you know, he tries to commit. He tries to kill himself at least what, once every season. So. Um, Wesley back to saving the day by working out the Ansada separatist transport device. Oh yeah, the inter- interdimensional. I thought that was actually a pretty cool concept. Actually, the whole interdimensional, um, interdimensional transport thing. <laughs> um, and this is the sort of thing you would love, Jeremy. Beverly well, succumbs to Stockholm syndrome whilst. Whilst with Finn and the Ansada separatists. Yeah, I think I found Finn's complexity as a character. I think they bungled it. It's there's, there's, there's a complexity in them. The complexity to him it doesn't really go into enough depth, and it's kind of they really want you to sympathise with him. But it's kind of like, well, he's killed innocent people, including children who was going to blow up the Enterprise. It's kind of a bit difficult to kind of do that. But again, it's kind of. As you say, and in particular when Finn talks about his, the Federation's own history and then compares himself to George Washington, like they're the same, and just stands there and lets Finn do this without arguing or anything. It's kind of like, really? I just, Washington didn't plant bombs in restaurants or anything like that. And it's like, well, the Federation tried to move away from that violence in its history. So it's kind of like, really? But yeah, I mean, I said, I said the episode does try, but it just, it just certain things doesn't quite get there. Do you think it was a little bit too ambitious for like a 45 minutes, 45 minute episode? I think it was that, yeah, I do, I do. But like I said, I do appreciate and admire what they were trying to do. I really do, because that's the thing, even though it didn't quite come across right, I could see what they were trying to do, and that's, that I do appreciate at least. So, what about you, Sarah, did you quite like this one? Yeah, yeah, no, it, it, it did sort of resonate with me, and, you know, it, makes, it just makes you, makes you wonder if we're ever going to learn sort of, as a, as a species, yeah. As a species, you know, are we ever going to learn from our mistakes? And that's something that Star Trek's really good at well. portraying this world where, obviously, you know, this isn't, you know, this isn't happening on the Enterprise. It's happening, you know, on a planet. So, you know, you you think human beings have evolved to not have this, but it still exists in the world. Mm, and it's interesting you right. say that because the whole um, the whole learning from our mistakes, where we we as a species have a very bad habit of we only learn after it's happened. It's like yeah. that, so, like for example, just to bring up something that's current, the whole Grenfell Tower thing that should never have happened. 
no. and it could have been avoided but it's now only we learn after it's happened yeah so it's just kind of you know as you say it's, it's those we only only learn after i said we only learn from our mistakes after we've made them but yeah as you say at least we learn yeah yeah that's I true guess. we do we do yeah so it might take us a while but we do yeah <laughs> but as i said that's the thing about star trek it's just as I said, that's what makes it endure the fact that you know episodes that seem that were made god knows how many years ago well yes okay this is specifically talking about terrorism and the ira but you can apply as you said about the whole mistakes when you can apply it to to any event in history pretty much i think it's a of... testament to where the show had got to that they felt that they could mm. tackle i mean it's a bit like the you know the interracial kiss in um the original series you know that was what gene roddenberry was trying to do he was trying to use the medium of television to educate and to you know make aware make people aware of the issues and you know and it it stands testament to the show i don't know if many shows at the time were were doing that or whether it was quite quite groundbreaking for you know star trek i think it was i mean i think i think all i think all shows that were made like before and after try and make a point about things i think they're always trying to they're doing a commentary on something but i think it's i think where star trek kind of stands out more than a lot of things as you say it's it's, it's timeless it, it it said the message. It's like it's like the original series. I mean, you know, people. Some people might look at it and go, "Oh, it's quite dated like, in terms of the look and the feel." But it's, the messages still stand up. To yeah, one hundred percent. So yeah, but yeah, I think the high ground. Said it's. A, I mean, originally I kind of dismissed it. Oh, it's not very. Again, my whole mentality of oh, it's not a very good episode. You know, but you just have to scratch the surface of this. Yeah. One, I think. When again, as Simon said before, when you actually think about it, step back and look objectively, this a lot more in there and I said it's, it's quite an interesting one so I said I'm glad I kind of rewatched and kind of re-evaluated it so I say every year we do this I always take a bit of a step back and just mm. don't I go in there with kind of ones that I reckon I'll go for but don't commit until I watch them through and I think it's yeah, it's sort of thing I always try and do I think it's a good way of doing it because you don't you don't get your opinions getting in the way of things if you do that you won't get anywhere i think so i think that really helps and i think like we know when we're going to do this so it helps you set ahead just kind of okay i can plan ahead have enough time start watching them not have anything else interfere with it i can spend time going through them all and i think yeah that really helps do it and you can that's why i try it Trying to look with them, look at them with fresh eyes, isn't it? That's that's why I've got a love hate relationship with this episode. It's so much time and effort we took into it that I quite enjoyed doing it because you get such a really interesting view to it. But it takes so long to do it that you sit yeah. going, "Why do I go through so much effort?" But you come out of it going, "It's worth it." Hell, just kind of this franchise is incredible. Mm. It is. That's that's a thing I've got a few times from doing this season, last couple of season reviews. Like, oh my god, actually, this said it's made me look at Star Trek with a whole new perspective, a whole new set of eyes, essentially. So okay. yeah, uh, more as messes and meanings time. I think. James, you want me to start? Or do you want me to do it? Or what? literally, all I got was questions whether violence can be justified as a last resort when all peaceful avenues have been exhausted. That's kind of the main message I got from it. 
Uh, pace is a worthy goal. Don't paint everyone with the same brush. Democracy will always win out. Never give it to fear. There are no excuses for to violence. Uh, the pen is mice and the sword. That's no one, one wins with terrorism. Unity will win out. Mm-hmm. There's good in everyone. Because with Finn, he's also like an artist, which I thought was quite an interesting part. Of him, yeah. Something is potentially be used for good and for bad. Every problem has a solution. Sometimes simple things are most effective. Unfortunately, in this case, it's terrorism. Don't be prejudiced against a certain group, because that's partly why they are separatists, oddly enough. Mm. Um, because if you actually listen to why they're doing it, it's actually pretty interesting. Because they want their own independent state. So it's a really interesting thing. It's just kind of sure what it's. It's very much the same as oh, what's the episode in season one? Um, oh, I don't want to call it the wrong thing because it's. Um, let's find it. Let's find it. Can you remember what happens in it? Angel what? one. Angel one. It's the same sort of thing with that. Yeah, I can see. That. I can certainly see the parallel. Yeah, because I didn't want to call it the. The women leader one, or whatever, that sort of one. Um, <laughs> no one is either totally good or or bad. Somewhere in the middle. Again, we... because as I said to Jamie a few weeks back, because Finn's got his good side, but also got his bad side. But so has the uh, security. What are they people called? I don't think I've got a name. Um, let's try and find that woman's name. Oh, well, I know the one you mean, the one that Riker called Nights with. Rutan Security Officer Person. I don't know. That that <laughs> woman, they're also... It's, it's a very fine line between the two. They're just coming at it from different points of view. They're doing the same, hmm. pretty much the same thing. Just under different guises. It's a really interesting thing. Um... Nothing is gained by targeting innocent people. Treat people how you like to be treated, which is a bit of a daft mm. one to end on, but hey, it's all right. that's the um, last one I wrote down. Yeah, so I think I think we will probably all quite appreciate the episode, but I don't think it's a contender, is it? I don't think. Yeah, no, but this is definitely just... a. Um, they sort of get to the middle of the season and they throw the sort of the heavy ones in, don't they? The next one actually is quite nice and light. I love the next episode. <gasps> is, that, is, that go, is that going up for you, Sarah? Oh, I think it's going to be, yeah. Love this episode so much. Do you it's wanna, the do... same one that I, I like it, but not enough. I've I, I, Again, it's not a contender, but I've always really enjoyed this one. I think this is the turning point for Q. Really do think this is the turning point for him. Yeah. Um, do you want to read the synopsis for this one, Sarah? Okay. Q returns to the Enterprise, but this time his immortality and his powers have been rescinded by the members of the Continuum, and he must help the crew to deal with an asteroid that threatens to devastate an entire civilization. In- interestingly, I think I've said this to Sam before, the, the original pitch for it, and Modern Moon was against this, and I'm glad that they actually prevailed, was the fact that in, in the episode, Picard says, oh, I think you're lying. Well, the original pitch was that Q was actually playing a joke on them. He, he was, actually, and it was meant to be a wild goose chase involving yeah. the Klingons in some form or fashion. So it's kind of, well, actually, that sounded really dull. I think it would have been. This was much better. Whereas yes. they went back and t- when they said, okay, what, what what's the real story here? What are you trying to say? And it's like the god trying to 
be be a human is actually the real story behind what you're saying. Yeah, mm. and I think, um, and I think you know, I think jo- I think John Delancey is absolutely incredible as Q in this episode. Just yeah. kind of the moments where he kind of realizes he's kind of actually well, you know what, you know, I, I don't think I'll be a very good when he's kind of resigned himself to his fate. And then, and of course, when he gets his powers back, it's just art. Oh, I just love it. It's just such a fun episode. It's Two such episodes a... are always good, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, honestly, and that end sequence is fantastic when he appears with the trumpets and then he makes Data laugh. Brent Spiner. That is one of the best scenes ever when Data yeah. laughs. And it's just, and and Brent Spiner's kind of facial expressions from laughing to back to being Data were yeah. fantastic. Yeah. That oh, guy honestly. is amazing. That guy is absolutely amazing. And I love the scene with Guinan when you find when you see, you know, <laughs> yeah. how and she pokes him with a fork. And, you know, we, we, we haven't really spoken that much about Guinan, but you know, from, from right from the beginning with evolution, they're expanding on her character and you're finding out more. And of course, mm. this leads up to the best of both worlds where, you know, she's you know we're coming up to yesterday's enterprise and just they expand on her character so much and she's one of my favorite characters yeah you Mm. you kind of she really hates q she really hates him like yeah and it just just, it's just amazing to watch i love it and yes the thing as well with with guinan it's kind of it gives you little tidbits just enough to kind of go that's interesting but kind of wet your appetite and then they don't give you any more and you're like yeah you want you want more and this is and that's the whole mysterious side of her about what her species actually is and that and it's kind of it's left nicely unresolved and i like that yeah so but yeah i said um, it's it's just great character development both for q and data so data effectively is a professor of humanity for q Mm. and it's kind of it just and it's and in a way it's, it's, it seems like a massive contradiction. Really, but it works. It actually works. You know, and I yeah. think I think it's just you know, and it's like Q kind of going out and the shuttle to try and sacrifice himself at the end with Data actually effectively doing the same thing earlier, saving Q. It's just oh, it's just it, it's just amazing. It really yeah. is. So and 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 I think the whole episode just fits perfectly with the spirit and ideals of of Star Trek of Broadenbury's vision perfectly as well definitely so yeah <laughs> there you go my my my, my positive rant is over because <laughs> <laughs> I've been quite quiet I haven't said anything I've sort of let you both talk but I've got quite a few points that will, will fit into what you've both been saying so if you if you indulge, indulge me I can I can tell you what they are yeah fire away fire away Nobody double was used when a naked cure appears on Enterprise's bridge. That is John Delancey's butt. <laughs> um, I've never liked. I've never liked the Brillens. As always, complaining that Enterprise's efforts aren't good enough. Oh, what the um, the people on the view screen? Yeah, the... I've got I've oh. got a name for them. You know, there's the people in Voyager. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, yeah. What I came up with while I was watching this: cart people. <laughs> <laughs> or they're like like catfish people, that sort of thing. They they do have that look about them, yeah. But they are about to be annihilated, you know. You'd want to oh, make sure people like, are doing their best. <laughs> oh, oh, what you ring us to last night? You haven't done it again. Oh, <laughs> I keep trying. I, but again, I like the fact that that plot had nothing to do with Q at all. It's kind of like, well, he's not the cause of it. But at the end, he actually, you know, he actually saves the whole planet. 
Um, Special effect to Enterprise the entering the Brown Force atmosphere is reused from the Arsenal Freedom. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the mystery behind Guinan's and Q's relationship, which Mm -hmm. you already said. Um, I like it. Like I think it's the happiest we've ever seen Wolf. Like the beginning of the episode, it's like, yeah, I'm gonna put him in the brig. I couldn't be more happier. This is something I picked up on. I think it's one of the special features somewhere. John Delancey said that he wanted to play Q in such a way that he li- um, liked, bam- liked to bamboozle the cast with an un- his unexpected reactions. Um, so he'd react in such a way that it really com- confused them. So in off, some ways... Like off, off script sort of thing. He'd, he'd ad-lib it sort of thing. Like he'd play it up when like, the director said, no, play it down, like play it. He'd go um, the other way. Yeah. And it worked. They must have left it well, yeah, in. Because, so I mean, it must if, have worked. If, if, that makes sense because obviously if Q is now mortal and he's never experienced... No, I mean, like, in general, in every episode you oh, see him in, okay. they play, he plays Fair him enough. in that way. That... Okay, big pun. Well, you kind of got to. That's who he, that's who he really is. It's... And I think, as I said, for this episode, it's particularly, I said, he's human. It's kind of, well, he's never experienced hunger before or a pain, back pain, so he's going to play out. Isn't it? He's got to really. Uh, two is plots. It, oh, sorry, Sarah. Is it true that Q, that originally Q wasn't wasn't intended to be a recurring character? Um, was he, like because he was in the very very first episode. Was he always intended to be a recurring character? Do you know? I'm not. I sure don't know off the top of my head. I was going to say because it would be interesting if if, if you know because sometimes that happens in shows, doesn't it? They're written in for like maybe two or three episodes, but it actually works, and they think actually. You know, we'll bring yeah. that back. And possibly if that was the case, it would have been the way John Delancey acted it and became Q that possibly made him one of the best love characters, really. It's certainly possible. And, you know, I found as well, like, the audience want more. So you get so a good, good prime example would be um, James Downer's Vic Fontaine. Originally, he was only meant to be in that one episode, but they thought he was so good, they kept bringing him back. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So quite possibly. And the Waxana Troy. <laughs> well, we'll be talking about her later on in the season, won't we? We will indeed. <laughs> um, the plots complement e- each other quite well. Yep, agreed. Um, the they eternal do. question, what on earth is the security guard doing in the brig? <laughs> oh, what, the guy on the console just sitting down? What is he typing? What can you seriously be typing on that thing? Um, That's a good question, actually. Maybe on Facebook. Picard and Q's <laughs> relationship revolves, which is quite cool. This came from the Blu-ray. It's quite an interesting thing. The Mariachi Band at the end of the episode play a speeded-up version of a song called "The The, ba- the Abandonment." Oh, interesting! Didn't know that. But no, because it's on the special features of this that you don't have. <laughs> well, I'm sure I could probably find it online. It's probably new too. You could type it in; it probably comes up. But. Part of that one and a half hours of ep- of special features I watched from it. That's that is commitment. Yeah, that that took forever. That's, that's why I thought because originally I could have probably watched some. I thought, well, actually, you know, Simon can you can provide a kind of that unique perspective. And I yeah. Myself, you kind of ahead. Simon of me can do the overtime. <laughs> yeah, can, but it's also kind of the fact that well, actually, you know, you're kind of ahead of me. And you've got more time to do. Like, I need to catch up still. Literally, last night I was like, oh my god, I need to watch this. And it's like nine o'clock. I still haven't watched Best of Both Worlds. I need to watch it. 
So, but yeah. So, um, should we go on to the messages? I found an awful lot again. <laughs> Same ones as probably a lot of them as before, I'll take it. Pretty much, yeah. Mm. Um, I got human sign compassion and forgiveness is a strength not a weakness. And no one is above changing or trying compassion. So, you for example. So, we basically all have that compa- We all, you know, we all have the capacity to change if we try. So, that's what so, you done, yeah? Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, if you need support dealing with something, ask for it. Honesty is the best policy. Take responsibility for reaction. Friendship relationships are all about give and take. Teamwork is an important part to life. Never underestimate the capability of someone or something. Arrogance will get you nowhere. Sometimes you have to put your prejudice to one side. Uh, don't jump to conclusions. Find out the truth first. Help can come from the most unlikely sources. Mm-hmm. Trust and forgiveness has to be gained, not just simply given back. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or one. Two brains are better than one. Every problem has a solution. No one is either good or bad. Somewhere in the middle. Treat people how you like to be treated. Sometimes simply things are most effective, so with that it's like you just kind of sorting it all out for them. Guilt is a powerful thing. It's very easy to misinterpret other people's actions and don't manipulate people. It never ends well. Yeah, and and actually I'd like to say also quite like the other cue as well that pops up as well in the shuttle. Quite like Tim as well. That was, quite interesting. that was quite interesting because you hadn't sort of seen any others up until that point. Mm. It's like, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah, before they ruin it in Voyager. <laughs> um, it was interesting getting a look into the Q continuum, but they didn't, yeah, it wasn't great to be fair. Um, see, I think we all kind of probably quite like the episode, but I don't think it's a favourite contender. Actually, no, you, it's for you, isn't it, Sarah? Big yeah, it's definitely one of mine, I would say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can I can see that. So it is, and the ending is just amazing. Just start, just love the fact that Q goes just when he gets his powers back. Oh, Bill, was it he says? Oh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm, no, I can't, I can't. I'll try and I'll muck it up. It's exactly what he says, and I'm thinking, no, nah, it's not going to come out right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, and I think with these episodes, I think it's really if, if we enjoy them, it's all just a matter of perspective, isn't it? Hey. <laughs> Nice link there. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I think Simon's so. look on Simon's face, kind of. Yeah, I saw that coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just thinking another awkward one. Just kind of bloody hell, not again. Here we go. Yeah, again. this. Um, I, I like re- what this episode is trying to do. Mm. I, I, I like that it's you know you, you, there's always two sides to every story, but it's just a cringe Riker episode. It's just. Oh, mm. No, you know. I think overall the episode's watchable, it, but there is that whole kind of. As I think I said, Simon kind of said, it's, there's just a particular scene that just casts a big shadow over the whole episode. I think. Um, do you want me to read this one? Yeah, go, yeah, on. go on then. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Riker is accused of murder after the apparent sabotage and, dest- and destruction of a science station, but Picard and Troy gamble on using the holodeck to recreate testimonies for all the surviving parties. Yeah, so it's a standard mystery kind of thing of, um, you know, who's been accused of something need to prove that he's or her innocence. Um, the mystery aspect of it, I think, is done fairly well. Um, the whole thing, what exactly happened, I think, is done quite well. Um, but as you say, there is that whole kind of... 
You right there, Sarah? Yeah, I'm good. Sorry, I'm having technological <laughs> issues. That's pretty much what happens to me every day of the week. So, yeah, I said it's, it's not a bad episode, but it's oh, just as you... Was it you were saying, side that that whole scene, the whole rape scene, oh, my God, what on earth was that? Honestly, just, you know, it's just like... You know, effectively, that, that, that um, oh, the guy's wife is saying, oh, he did do it. And it's like, and, and Riker goes, you know me, Janet, it wasn't me. And Troy goes, well, she's not lying, but I know, it, and uh, she's not lying, but I I know you wouldn't do that. It's like, so what are you trying to say exactly? That he did or didn't do it or that he's capable of it? Yeah. And it's like, well, if you've got such a, if you've got such doubt, then surely Riker should have been investigated for it as well. It's like, come on, really? It's just, that whole scene is just—it's just very uncomfortable. It's just very uncomfortable, and it's badly done. That whole bit is just badly done, and it's kind of like, well, you know, and and, and in particular for, um, you know, because there's so, obviously so much doubt and kind of belief. It's like I think he also it has a negative effect, particularly on on, on women or, or, or who have been who have been raped. It's kind of like it's only now that that women are actually coming forward and actually reporting it as well. And it's kind of like that whole episode just kind of casts a kind of, you know, it would just make you think twice, I think. Yeah. In that respect, am I, am I making sense or am I talking complete crap? <laughs> no, 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 you're making sense. Yeah, so just <clears throat> yeah. That, whole, that, whole, that whole scene just, yeah, it's just, it's just very uncomfortable. Yeah. So I think you're kind of probably thinking along the same lines, aren't you, so. Yeah, yeah, I've got some lighter things that I can bring up, so I can kind yeah, of okay. bring it. some bring some lightness to it. Yeah, because I think we said it, I think it's good that we kind of got that whole bit kind of out of the way, explaining it first. I, I do, but I, if it's been brought up, I, I I will add to it a little bit. But mm. before we move on to lighter things that I have got, there is also a sense of domestic violence also in there, throwing in for good measure. It also doesn't help matters. Oh, is that where um? Is that Abgar where... slaps his wife just for a bit of good measure, just kind of yeah, why not? If it's not shocking enough, <laughs> um, right? So a bit of fun, we want, yeah. That's what yeah, we're after. Nice to see uh, one of Picard's other interests, a bit of painting for good measure. Mm-hmm. Um, I've forgotten that scene actually. <laughs> oh, there there's are... a... sorry, gone sorry. Oh, you say, you say. I was, I was about to say, there's a hilarious bit. I, I thought up, and I think I've said this to already. Side that. When Data's analysing it, it's just like, and I'll just thought myself, basically, Data, you're saying that Picard's painting is crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what you're saying. Bless him. Go on, sorry, sorry. Carry on. You can kind of get away with some of what happens in that program because they do, uh, Data comes into it by going, there is an error margin of 8.7%, which is actually pretty quite high for a. Simulation yeah, like that's that. true, and uh, and you know, and it, I said it is all a matter of perspective, and I think maybe what the episode was trying to do was kind of, but I don't know, just kind of when you put in issues that are very sensitive and, and controversial, like rape and domestic violence, it's just it's not, it's just it's just just don't go there. But the episode did, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Something also occurred to me. Oh, I need to dig that episode out. I'll do I'll do my other one first, and I'll try and dig that information out. Okay. Now, I'm playing my usual game. Do you recognise the station from anywhere? No, it didn't look vaguely familiar. Hang on a second. Oh, bless you. 
Bless you. Sorry, I, I tried to sneeze away from my headphones. <laughs> I hope that wasn't too loud for anyone. Oh. Um, um, I did recognise it from somewhere, but I couldn't think of where where the station had been used before. Well, most famously, it was a regular one in um, Sussex Rafakan, but it's been numerous times. Well, okay. I think that's where I recognised it from. I think it was Rafakan. Right, and the other one that I was going to mention also reflects back to um, another murder mystery, but this one to the original series. James, do you remember or do you recall an episode called Wolf in the Fold? Oh, the whole Jack the Ripper type thing. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that one? Mm. Right, if you recall, Scotty can't remember what the hell's happened. So Kirk uh, communicates Enterprise and goes, hey, can you call someone down here? Can we have a lie detector test? So they go and get that sorted. Why the hell doesn't Enterprise D have one, considering it's like... Hundred years later. Years later. Mm. That's a very good point, actually. It's like, well, surely you would just have a lie detector test and take it, and then you'll determine the truth. It's like, but I don't know. It's like, and I think the whole Deanna's ability is like, well, surely you would know if they were lying or not. Surely, I mean, unless of course there's cold species, a whole, oh, I can't read this species as well type thing, like, like, um, Batazois can't read, like, can't read what the ring is. I think in him feeling. The other thing that never sold me on, you know, the crag simulation where he kind of goes, yeah, you shot a phaser at it. You can yeah. blow that out of the water instantly by going, yeah, when he beams on the ship, he was facing forward, no phaser in hand, no problem whatsoever. Because if he was doing that, <laughs> he would still be facing backwards. <laughs> so, you can, so you can counter that out immediately without a problem. The assistance one, that is standard trope of, yeah, we've got to fill a bit of time. Well, I think they coined in this season as fill, uh, pill, pillar filler. I think it's that sort of thing of we need to use up a bit of time here. What can we do? Oh, I know. On this planet, hearsay is also evidence. Brilliant. Right, we'll do that. I, th- I did think the solution was very clever, using bits, elements of everyone's simulations yeah. i thought that was a very clever that use was quite of them. good again it's and quite... also timing it the holodeck to do it yeah and i think again it's a kind of a whole mystery of actually if you think about it, you can actually figure out what's going on as well i think oh and the most unconvincing um bit of radiation ever you know the bit in sick bay that <laughs> is the most unconvincing you could possibly find in the whole of star trek maybe next gen yeah. <laughs> because if you look at where it is, there's a small square of where it's going to happen. <laughs> it's like, okay, right, we're meant to. I'll see if I can find a picture. I'll see if I can <laughs> find a picture, and you'll just sit there going, right, okay, I'm not you know, just, by that. I just had this silly thought of you could have like an announcement like, over the over the comm system of, and by the way, at 1300 hours, this bit of radiation is going to appear in this exact square in sick bay. <laughs> <laughs> God, oh, I don't know, but yeah, I said the whole episode just it's silly. It's just it's, it's a bit, it's a bit cringy, really. I think you're kind of probably agree with what we're still kind of saying, aren't you, Sarah? Yeah, it just it, again, it tries to tackle kind of big issues, but just doesn't do it particularly well. I don't think. I mean, to be honest, I would I would be hesitant. It's again, it's it's ambitious, but again, particularly when you have an episode called A Matter of Perspective. Well, yes, okay. Everyone's story in terms of whether it's something like domestic violence or whatever is going to be different, but there's always there's always going to be if someone actually 
committed it or not. It's kind of like, well, you know, it's just, yeah, the whole thing just doesn't quite work. But there you go. Never mind. We've got what I we've got, unfortunately. I found those pictures for you. Oh, okay. They're at the bottom. So go to the bottom of that and you have a look. Hopefully that link will look. But you sit there going, bloody hell, really? Oh, oh my God, that is so... I did not realise that before. <laughs> they were hoping you wouldn't. Well, you know, nothing gets past Simon, really, these days. Nothing so gets a, past Simon. He's got x-ray vision, x-ray eyes, haven't you, Si? I, I do prefer the one out in the um, the corridor. Mm. That one's done so much better with the kind of metal, whereas with that... Yeah, I can see, yeah. You can't about. really get away with it with that, kind of, with that material, unfortunately. Mm. it's just unfortunate that's just production for you you just kind of there's no way around it but you sit there you're going bloody hell just kind of I wonder what could be happening here around mm-hmm. this unusually straight because it is exactly the same colour but I think you're using different material so it will look different I don't know it's it's one of those things you're going really just no nah, nah just don't go for, Shall we quickly move swiftly on to tomorrow's messages and meanings? Uh, so yes. we can actually get on yesterday's Enterprise because we really want to talk about that. Yay! Not really. Just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking. Um, I to be honest, I didn't really get much for this episode. I, I just kind of said individual perceptions and versions can seem to be the truth. That's. God, I said, I think, I think the whole, whole kind of that whole scene, that kind of one scene of, just really put me off. Kind of, I think, to be honest. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the best policy. There are no excuses for violence in this case. Attempted murder and domestic violence. Don't believe everything you're told. Logic is king. Don't jump to conclusions. Something is potentially used for good or for bad. Because if you remember, the Krieger waves could be used as a weapon or a power source. Yeah, Truth was, is in um, the eye of yeah. beholder. Sorry, Jamie, what were you saying? I was just going to say, didn't uh, Dr. Abgard was not what he was going to use it for? A weapon, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, memory is a fickle thing, which I think has got an interesting thing. Mm. Uh, treat people how you like to be treated. Don't exaggerate the truth, because there's pretty much that goes on in this episode, isn't it? I think that's what they say in Mission Log. Uh, don't be prejudiced against a certain group. In this case, it's Riker. Don't live life by a lie. Because it's kind of, yeah, oh, I need more. Oh, no, I haven't come up with it yet, although I have. But I'm not telling you. It's very easy to misinterpret other people's actions. So whatever did happen, Apgard did misinterpret it. Mm. But I think you've got to pretty much go in between what Riker said and whatever that whatever his wife said. Oh, sorry. What, what, what's his wife called? Again, it's what I'd like to get a name right. Um, Manua. Yeah. Whatever Manua. So you've got to go somewhere in the middle. It, neither one's quite true, but you've got to kind of... They both came onto each other, I'd assume, I'd imagine. The truth's than... kind of... The truth's got to lie somewhere in the middle, isn't it? Yeah. That's the yeah, thing. I mean, that's There's the whole... two sides to every story. Yeah, I mean... And, mm. You know, <clears throat> the truth lies somewhere in the middle. It's just that whole moment of where Riker gets hit by Abgar. He goes, "You're a dead man, Abgar." A dead. I just again, that's that's hearsay. That's him trying to begin yeah. himself up before he gets killed. I just, I just don't think I, that part just made it. Just didn't sound like Riker at all. I know it wasn't. But no, I know just, but again, he's only met this guy for a few hours, so he can say whatever he likes. Resistant, she'll believe whatever he says. It just didn't, wasn't believable that moment. But I, 
Anyway, no, go it's, on. again, it's not meant to be because I say that that guy doesn't know that doesn't know Rack when enough. Oh no, it just made me cringe. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why it did. It just did. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so should we go on to the next one? One I'm putting up. Not sure about you guys. Yeah, no, this is definitely one of my favourite episodes. Of course, and I think if we didn't, we'd all get crucified. Yeah, you <laughs> cannot not. Yeah, I mean, I mean, love, I know someone... love the double, double negative, Sarah. I know, yeah. Yeah. not not, but it's up. <laughs> but you know, but it's a fact. I mean, I know someone might probably say this at some point. It's a time travel episode. Oh my god, Joe is going to you know, but it's it's brilliantly done in this episode. It's not this. There's literally. Hardly any techno babble, and it's explained simplistically, clearly, and it makes sense. Which yeah. is one thing I'll say right about that I absolutely love. Um, so, yeah, who wants to do the synopsis for this one? Because I think we probably all would like to, but I did, I did the last one, I think, so. I'll do, I'll do it. I'll yeah, do it. I'll do it. Yeah, okay. go for it. Say you really want to do it, so go for <laughs> really it. The derelict Enterprise C emerges through a temporal rift, rewriting history for the crew of the Enterprise D. The Federation is losing war to the Klingons, Tasha is still alive, and the crew of the Enterprise C must return to their own past to restore the timelines. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, I'm going to say for example, this is a small thing, but the opening scene between Worf and Guinan is superb. Why he's always drinking and it introduces his love of prune juice, a voyage drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's just the best. So yeah. funny. So what about you, Sarah? What did you really like about this one? Um, I, I really liked, one of my favourite bits is that um, Picard trusts Guinan implicitly when she, she says to him, you know, something is wrong this isn't right Mm. you know he doesn't waver he he knows her he trusts her and i love that and it it gives you like we said before like a little insight like how do these two people know each other what have they been through you know it's it it it, it just the questions never get answered or they haven't been answered as far as i've watched but i i love that about him that he he you know he trusts her and yeah, and takes what she's saying. She's saying this is wrong, and he's like, "Oh, okay, we'll look into that." So, uh, yeah. yeah, and I like that kind of added perception that she had. She, I like that added kind of part of her that she had this perception outside of, of normal space time. She knew, she yeah, yeah. Which yeah, again, she, it's like mm. she knew, and I love that, Tash, that they brought Tasha back. I just, oh, yeah. That, that's one of the things I've got down. It addresses and corrects Tasha's pointless death in Skin of Evil in a thoughtful way. Yes. I thought that was brilliantly done as well. And again, it leads on later onto the whole thing with, um, with uh, oh God, uh, with uh, her Romulan mother as well in yeah. unification. Daughter. Daughter, sorry. Thank you, Sai. Daughter. Yeah, Redemption. Thank you, Sai. Thank you. See, that's why Sai's there. When I get things right, he, he can just, you know. Thank you, Sai. Again, time travel does confuse me sometimes. <laughs> Back um, to what was Regist. What was the redressed Enterprise Battle D Brattle Bridge in this episode, do you reckon? Uh... Something on the Enterprise C? Mm, yeah, maybe. What's the one thing you see from the Enterprise C? The bridge? I don't know. Oh, yeah. yay! There you go. Yay! 
And we only have one more of this game to play, and then we're and then I'm done with that. Thank God. Um, <laughs> I enjoy, I've been quite enjoying this. I know. We should do it next year as well, Sai. I always do, don't I? I always seem to mm. fall into it. I find it incredible how Starfleet's become militarized since in the alternate timeline. Um, like the way the Enterprise is being redressed to show the change, like mm. the uniform and the bridge. Um, I like to think that Wolf is on board when they're going on Birds of Prey, which attacked the Enterprise. Um, I also say it's quite nice for Dee Crosby to reprise her role. Uh, this is a bit of trivia that I've always enjoyed. The Enterprise, the Klingon bird of prey wings are positioned at that angle because the motors in the wings had burnt out. So they couldn't go into their down position. They had to be in their up position. Oh, okay. So that's how they were from I then to, on in. I need to look at trivia All this stuff just been passing me by. Um, it's like, yeah, and, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh Richard Castillo. Have the, like the most goodbye scenes ever. I know it's only two, but it's like, oh come on, remember more. Well, I think, <laughs> I, think I, I think they actually have a really nice chemistry. Those two actually. They um, actually spent more time um, together to train form a, a bond before they did the episode, which I thought really works well. Oh, did they? Oh, that's really good. That certainly definitely came out then in the episode. Um, as you said, clever use of Guinan's mysterious abilities, using her as a control element. Um, I'm curious what the hell TKL stands for when it means rations. I I couldn't quite work out what that stands for. You know, I did wonder that as well when it, when Natasha talked about. It, I was like, what does that actually stand for? Then, so like, it never actually was said, was it? Like, I think the shot of the Klingon bird of prey being destroyed is reused numerous times throughout Star Trek, including um oh, oh no, I've just said during Next Gen, um. In this episode, Wesley Crusher has been given a field promotion to Ensign. We have, yep. And the alternate timeline Enterprise D bridge sim- uh, layout is similar to that seen in Generations, and it was in the same way. And interesting enough, when the timeline changes, there is no Diana Troy because there's no families aboard. Yep. So it makes sense that she, she wouldn't be in it, really. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. But I think, um, I also think. The production values of like, the uniforms and the sets are amazing as well. I think they're absolutely amazing. Um, and I think the, the battle sequence at the end between the D and the Klingon battle crews is incredible as well. Absolutely loved it. And so this is so, Yeah, there's so much going on. I said, like, the yeah. War of the Klingons, the appearance of the sea via time travel, Castillo and Yard's relationship, her presence in the timeline, and Guardians, it all fits together beautifully. Yeah. It works so well. I haven't got it in my notes, but it's all picked up on later on in, as we said, later, Redemption, but also in Star Trek Online, but I haven't got it in my notes, so if is you it? play it, you'll know what I'm saying. It, well, what is it? I don't think, I don't think I've ever got to that point in this, Tio. No. Oh, okay, fair enough. It's all then. quite clever. Fair enough. I'll leave oh, it no. Oh, no, hang on a second. Is that when... Um, yeah, <laughs> Yeah, it's when Tasha Yar's in it. I've played that mission. I've seen you play it, definitely. But there's more to it than just that one episode now, Jeremy. Oh, okay, right, fair enough. That's, well, that's what I mean. That's why I said it that way okay. instead of going, yes, you've, you've played one, but... Oh, okay, fair ah. enough. I, it was kind of, I thought you'd forgotten about it, so it's like, oh, I just <laughs> won't mention it for one episode, but there's, there's more to it, so it's, yeah, it's it's good. Oh, fair enough. But okay. it's, it's not canon, so I always kind of... Have. 
a pinch of salt, kind of, so to speak. But it, it well, is yeah, in like, there. It's like um, Star Trek books, like stories that have been done after the series have ended. People don't consider that canon. I, I do. It depends on what it is, but that's fair enough. Um, was there anything else you want to say that we loved about this episode? I guess it's, it's that whole, it's the whole, again, you know, like uh, themes that are used throughout sort of entertainment, like how one thing can change, like the butterfly effect, just one one little event, one thing in time and, you know, yeah. the future be, could be completely different. And it's so, it's so believable, you know, they just you know, made Tashiara alive again, but it's it's done in such a way that you're like, oh my God, that completely makes sense. And the way it the way it ends as well, that you know, she's still alive out there somewhere. It's 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 it just, oh, it's just such a good episode. Yeah, and as you say, I said it just it addresses that whole the, her pointless death in Skin of Evil because it was pointless. And then she said to Picard, "I've gone and said I died a pointless death in that time. I don't didn't like the sound of that." You know, yeah. yeah, she might be going back with them, and it might be a hopeless cause, but at least she's fighting, trying. At least she's trying and fighting for something. Yeah. And that Which, scene with Guinan where she's trying to sort of, you know, she's she's sort of trying to say, you know, you, you don't belong here, you're dead. You know, that's just, that's hard. That's, mm. you know, yeah, so good. I thought it was quite a nice bookmark, like you say at the beginning, where it's like Wolf and Guinan, and then at the end of the episode you get Guinan and Geordie, where, it's, where they're talking about um, Yar. Hmm. Yeah, because I mean, if, 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 you know, because Guinan didn't actually meet Tasha. This is before Guinan came into it in season two, because Tasha died in season one. Yeah. So it's kind of a nice way to sign me to Bukenia, go, go and tell me about Tasha Yar. So, yeah, such a good, cause, yeah, such a good thing. But um, yeah, the, the messages I kind of got from it was um, the right person at the right ch- time can change the flow of history, <clears throat> even in what may seem a hopeless cause, or is always worth trying and fighting for what you believe in. So that's that's what I got. That's what I got from. That's what I got from it. Well, I don't find tons. Peace is where they go. There's risks everything we do. Honesty is the best policy. Take responsibility for your actions. Needs aren't many. Aren't made with needed one or a few. Everything has its time. Time is precious. Don't waste it. Love will always find a way. Every problem has a solution. Simplest things, most effective. Every decision we make has a consequence, which is kind of the multiverse theory. War has an effect on people mentally and physically, <clears throat> and peace and unity is a worthy goal. And that's that. That's not a lot of tools, I hardly <laughs> said anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's quite a lot, Sai. That's good. <laughs> I think uh, our definition. Sorry, come. On. That's what I was I, was just, I think our definition of what's a little or a lot is very different. <laughs> yes, I was going to say. <laughs> Go on, um, I was going to say is, Jamie, I take it you want to talk about the next one. Oh, yes, please. Oh, yes, please. If we if we finish with uh, yesterday's Enterprise. I, I, think I so. am. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah um, I think so. As Simon obviously knew from God knows how long ago, this is one I am definitely putting up as a favourite contender. Me too, 100%. Yay! Yeah, 100%. <laughs> love. I mean, I love data episodes anyway, but this one just, oh, yeah. my God. 
Um, do, do you want to read this one, Sarah? No, 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 you go for it. <laughs> okay. Um, Data is inspired by a cybernetics conference and announces that he's created Lau, an android daughter, which has not pleased the captain at first. But when Admiral Haftel arrives with the intention of Half taking tail. her... Huh? Half-tail. Half-tail? Half-tail. Admiral Half-tail. Uh, we'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> arrives with the intention of taking Lau, she experiences an irreversible malfunction. This episode, oh my god, just I found so much for it. I really did. And there's just oh so many wonderful things about this. And this one actually this really carried emotional weight, particularly the, the ending as well. I actually I actually had tears in my eyes. Yeah. I, I, actually, hmm? I like it, but not that much. Oh. No, no, sorry, no, that's what I say. You don't have to go. You know, like, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna explode at you for not liking, loving it. It's fine. It's like, um, it's kind of harkens back to, um, oh, um, the emissary in season two. I really love yeah. that one. Yeah, again, so it's absolutely fine. Um, I just, oh, honestly, I just there's so much I want to say about this episode. I don't know where to start. Um, that's what makes these reviews so good, though, is because we all have such unique you know views on it and favorites and uh, you know things we don't like and points we take away and that's why we do this because it's just all so different you know i think um (laughs) again superb performances from brent spiner patrick stewart and hayley todd as lau um i said the final scene brought tears to my eyes as lau passes away and thanks data for like for her life listing all the things she learned and experienced i just think that was just so emotionally powerful the fact that they had such a short time together yet they both enriched each other's lives so much. And it was just the kind of, and again, it's another step forward in kind of data's development, I think, as well. The fact that, you know, he is thinking in terms of, yes, I might be an android, but, and I might, I probably will live for centuries, but I, I am still, I am still vulnerable. So I'm going to, you know, procreate, you know, and pass on my legacy just in case I do get destroyed or get killed or whatever. And, you know, just, you know, and so kind of like, um, you know, just the, the scenes between Data and Lau when he's teaching him just made me smile. It's just a, just a real lovely charm to it. And and the scene with Riker and the, the scene in 10 Forward as well, where Lau flirts with Riker and then she kisses him. And Data goes, like, Commander, I have to ask, what are your intentions with my daughter? And Riker's like, yeah. your daughter? What? And just the way he walks out, just absolutely brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, I'm kind of ranting now. Someone, someone, step in. And the initial hour is quite creepy. I'm just watching it now, though. I've forgotten how like scary the first version is. Like, ooh, it's a bit creepy. <laughs> it's just that first version, but it's That's really because he's Data's like requested Geordie, Wesley, and Deanna to come and see him, hasn't he? He wants to show them, mm. and it's just so sweet. You know, like he wants to show his friends, he wants to show his colleagues, and the, the colleagues that he's picked as well. You mm. know, it's, it's just really sweet. Now, Sarah, have you got to the bit where it's when they're in the cybernetics lab? Um, what, meeting Lau for the first time. Or have you seen it or are you in a bit where it's in that bit? Um, we've, They've just met Lau for the first time and now it's the opening credits. So you'll, you'll be going back in there, won't you, with Picard, won't you, in a minute, I think? Yes, yeah, Picard hasn't gone in there yet. Now, what do you reckon this is a redress of? Oh. Um... Uh, wait, isn't isn't this used later in the Best of Both Worlds as well? I was just going to say, is it in Best of Both There's, Worlds? Yeah, it's reused. Yeah, uh, I thought it was quite good for establishing that. 
but it's also a redress or something. Uh, I'm not quite sure. Really? No. Are you sure? Um, it's probably going to be painfully obvious. I'm not going to do a guy when you reveal going to go face palm to the head of yeah. I should have known that. No, I, 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 I give up. <laughs> what, what is it? So, what is it? A redress of? Where have I put that? It is yet another instance of. Oh, hello! I think I found it. <laughs> Enterprise, Br- Enterprise Bridge. Is that yeah, it? it's Redress Enterprise D Bridge Battle Bridge oh. again. No, oh, wow. again. Like that. Wow. Not because stop. if you notice, they all have the same layout. They got that um, fence um, <clears throat> railing. Yeah. And that's got the same one. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep, yeah, oh. it's another reuse of that damn thing again. Um, it's also the first episode directed by Jonathan Frakes, who was the first cast, Star Trek cast member to qualify from the Paramount University, as, it, as, I, as I like to call it. Well, as his debut, I think he did a brilliant job as well. I'll just like to say that as well. Um, the only time an Andorian is seen in such a next generation, which I now know is not quite true, as I found out later to my dismay, I think. <laughs> um, I'll go into that later. Um, I also got Haley Tuzzle's graph at Destination of Star Trek Germany back in 2014. You did, didn't you? Yeah. No, you did. Cool. No, you did. That's, yeah, I've, I've totally forgot you got an autograph. Dude, I really want to get an autograph now myself, actually. And in the background, we had I had Steve Rankin playing his ukulele. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you'll know this one when we feel like we can be bothered to put that episode out, but hey. It's <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think... Uh, uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, again, the in-depthness of the themes explored in 45 minutes, despite the simplicity of the episode, even just incredible. I like the fact I'm not going to say his name because I'm going to muck it up. So I'm just going to say the Admiral. Um, it, I like half the fact tail. Half tail. Half tail. I swear it's half tail. I don't know. The Admiral guy. He came around to simplify. I like the fact that he came sympathising with Data and how he viewed him and that at the end when he tried to help save her. Just, I think he kind of saw. I know it's kind of you don't see Data actually. You know, trying to save her, but it's just kind of, oh, his dedication is an incredible one. And I think it kind of probably reminded the Admiral of his own kind of parenting, that he would do anything to save his child if they were in that position. So I kind of quite like the fact that he kind of came around to Data's way of thinking at the end. And kind of just the way Picard was defending Data, like, well, he's a parent as well. You're only treating him differently because he's an android. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, it's kind of like... Well, it's such know, an interesting... It's such an interesting... Um kind of topic isn't it it's it's you know it's like an adoptive parent or a foster parent they're no lesser parent you know he has the same rights that you know for all intended purposes she is his daughter and he shouldn't she shouldn't be treated they shouldn't be treated in any other way well that's the thing i mean even picard this is a bit it's a bit um it's a bit it's kind of way of looking at it but it's got you could even not get for picard at a point when when he finds out like, he does, yeah. He gets a bit sort of narky about it, and it's like it's kind know. of like, well, if you had a human on the ship, uh, uh, um, if you had a, a woman become pregnant, you wouldn't react the same. Exactly, yeah. And you I know, think they come. I think even he comes to understand that in the end. Yeah, it's, I think it's he does. that journey, isn't it? It's understanding. 
but at the same time, it's kind of at the same time you can kind of think so. Well, it's not quite the same in a way because there the, is that other side to it you've got to consider. So in a way, it's yeah. kind of, I can see the car's point of view. At the same time, it's like not really, you know. So, but but he just, ends up, but he ends up defending him. So oh, it does, it does. Exactly, and this is the interesting thing as well: the fact that Picard himself is a parent, so he can't he can't really relate. He can't really relate in that way, but. It's kind of the whole Android rights thing, and he's defending the of war. So it's kind of, he does kind of, he can kind of relate in a certain way as well, which I think was really quite interesting. That's but just, my problem with the episode, though. You've oh. already had the impact of Measure of Man, and all you're doing with this one is building on it. So it doesn't have as much impact as that episode. Yeah, um, to, I see where to, you're coming from, but to be, and yeah, yeah, it's understandable. I mean, and Melinda Snodgrass did actually say she didn't, she wasn't particularly fussed by it. She goes, "Well, it's just the same thing you've already done." Technically. But you know, it's fair enough. I mean, I, 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 you know, I don't agree, but it's fair enough. So I can kind of understand where you're coming from with that. I, 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 I get there's emotional side to it that Measure Man does not have, hmm. but. I find that you're different from the same world. It doesn't quite have the same resonance. Hmm. That That's my issue. That's why I haven't put it up or anything like that. It's not because it's not a brilliant episode. It's just... Was that double, double negative? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You're following our lead now. <laughs> I think when you've got such fantastic episodes, the difference between... A great episode and a fantastic episode is so thin that I think it's you've got to be tough and you've got to yeah exactly. down to but you know, so I, we had a tough time winning down to what seven. Hmm. But it's like I said, you can you can understand why I put it up and I understand why you haven't. So it's fair enough. Um, do we do we want to go on to the moles messages and meanings? Um, yeah, I've got quite a few. Oh, you go have? on them. How what? Oh, sorry. Oh, who, go still... on then. Fire oh, away. Fire away. Go on, sorry. Treasure the time you have with friends and family. You never know when your time will be up. There's no reason to believe someone for being different to, to you. Forcing a child away from home can cause irreparable damage. Nothing easier, black or white. Everyone deserves respect. Everyone learns in their unique way, because it's like lol and uh, serving drinks and things. Everyone deserves the right to choose. There's no definitive pairing, parenting manual. Variety is the spice of life. Treat people like to be treated. Don't be prejudiced against a certain group. This time, androids. Every decision you make has its consequences. You only live once. No matter your background, we're all mortal. Everyone lives, everyone dies. Everyone need, needs time to grieve in their own way. That's that. That's me done. Um, my messages were, as you say... Um kind of the need to procreate to ensure the continued survival of a species and a legacy and what we pass down to our children. Um, the importance of living a child and having a parent-teacher as a child learns and grows can only come from them. Um, we strive to always improve ourselves in life, even if we never reach our ultimate goal. The effort yields its own rewards. Um, in a part becoming a parent, we learn more about ourselves and pass our knowledge and experience on to our own children. Losing those we love, we will always have their memories and what we experience with them in our hearts, as Data tells to the British crew at the end, that he downloaded Lau's memories into himself. 
Um, and the final message I got was we fear difference in others and not what we cannot understand. So we use humor or bully others to hide our own insecurities. So this is when Dad is explaining this to Lau and when she's at school and the other children laugh at her. So, cause she's different. So yeah, that's quite a lot. I think that's probably one of the most episodes I've got most messages for actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I said for me, that one's a definite contender. I mean, I think even before I watched it, I knew I was going to put it up, but just, watching it just like yeah there's, there's no way i cannot put this up it just resonates so much with me yeah, so it stands out mm. so should we go on to the next one <laughs> sorry i just watched the scene where he's teaching her to drink <laughs> <laughs> oh i forgot how good it is and now she's playing ball with wedley and she puts her arm up afterwards oh that's funny. what i love as well the fact that it's he's, just he's funny teaching. yeah it's like, a, you know, and it's just, just those little moments between father and daughter just really stand out. It's just so well done. I love that episode. Mm. <laughs> so, should we hey. examine the sins of the father? Let's do it. Um, I'm going to put this up as another favourite contender. Same here. Yeah, so my third in a, my third in a row now. <laughs> this is kind of where they're all grouped together, kind of, like all my favourites are kind of the latter half of the season. I feel I feel I need to I said this at the time I think I I definitely needed to re-watch this one because I can understand it's actually a really important episode mm, um, and yeah. like standalone and for, for for the character of Worf but also for like the future of the oh, yeah. series it, it's such a pivotal episode oh, and yeah. Definitely. watching it it's quite it's quite intense it's quite heavy going and i don't think i fully understood it when i watched it and i'm like yeah i think i need to watch that one again and i haven't and i you know it's it's i won't put it up as my favorite because i don't think i fully understood it and understood the you know impact that it was going to have on you know tng that's but, fair enough but yeah i definitely it, i can i can appreciate that it is you know it's a bit like who watches the watchers this is one of the episodes that most Trekkies will put up there is like, yeah, this is a good one. <laughs> and and for me, well, it's the fact it's a clear on episode, and I love clear on episodes. Anyway, so <laughs> that's another reason why it Full goes up as conclusion. well. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of a pattern I've kind of realised I've developed over the last two seasons. <laughs> I just the clear ones fascinate me. I, I don't know what it is about them, but they just fascinate me. So it's like me and Data episodes. I'm gonna love them. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, so who wants to read this one out? You sound like you were really desperate to. Me? Yeah. I, I don't mind. I, I, I kind of did the last one, so I don't mind. Don't if you go want to for do it, it, Jamie. Go on, Jamie. Go on. Okay. Um, the Enterprise receives a Klingon first officer on the Federation Exchange Program, who is actually Worf's brother. When Wolf learns that their father has been charged with betraying the Kitimer outpost, he sets off on a mission to clear his family name. For starters, I think the way they they, they kind of have the episode it's really clever twist it's, you think oh it's just an officer exchange program kind of like Riker in a, um, a matter of honour you know no. it's not a matter of honour oh oh yeah I think I've got it wrong yeah, yeah it's a matter <laughs> of honour I'm pretty sure it's a matter of honour um my and... mistake okay I'll take that <laughs> that's fair enough don't question Jamie's, Jamie's Klingon's knowledge <laughs> there's, no, so just... there's two in there that sound very similar it's like if it's quite easy to get the wrong one. So what's the other, yeah, one, okay. you were, what's the other one you were thinking of, Sorry then? Heart of Glory, and I've looked at it and gone, yeah, that's not it. So, yeah. <laughs> no, I can see why you, that's all right, you can see why you could come to that conclusion. 
Um, but it's just the whole whole episode, the way it's been coined, and it's just massive. Twist. Oh, actually, he's Wolf's brother. Whoa, what? Just yeah. it's just beautifully done. Now the interesting thing is, what they're saying in the Blu-ray special features is that it was originally two episodes that got combined. I two think it's done with being left were... as two episodes. So it was this idea, and then they threw in Wolf's brother. I think it kind of works though, because you need that extra element of just kind of. I think it justifies having two episodes. I think you could have you could have made a really good. Do you know what I mean? It could have it could have done with two episodes. I think you know it. it, There's a lot going on in that one episode. You'd spread it too thin. Mm, You'd end up with something like Times Arrow or Gambit, where you sit there going, "There's you've done too little." In episode A or B, it yeah. doesn't quite work. Which is what we've said about each other's episode. So you could quite easily do the same with this one and go, what in God's name have they now done with this episode? So I so think, I think it's the, the hand it just about right. I think I might have said in here, the pacing is really brilliant in this. Mm-hmm. And it's got a nice talky to the action um, ratio in it, which I think is really quite well handed. Yeah, and a superb character development for us. Instead, we find out about his brother Kern, about his background and his father. Um, I think Tony Todd it gives an excellent performance as Kern, along with Michael Dorn and Patrick Stewart. All of them give superb performances. Throughout. I would go so far as to say that every member of the crew is utilised. Yeah, absolutely. Just um, uh, as you said, it's a clever call back to um, the exchange program. First time we visit Kronos in Next Gen. Yeah. Um, one thing I found really interesting, I could never get the hang of why. In the beginning of the episode, so the title sequence and then when it start, the episode actually starts, you might notice the credits are off-centre. And I never quite worked out why the hell that was. Are they? Are they off-centre? Hmm. I never, I never noticed that. I, I, do you know what? I'm going to go back to that now and have a look. Which I just never quite understood why the hell that was. Um, Captain's Mess has not been seen since the episode Angel. I had to do a bit of looking back for that one. <laughs> do you know where he's like giving Colonel that food? Mm. I think it's the same room, but I'm not 100% sure, so I'll put that proviso on it. Um, <laughs> this is a bit of a fun one. I'd love to see a Klingon cookery show. Yeah, <laughs> that would be good. Moving on what I was saying earlier about real food, royal un. Um, unreplicated food is it considered luxury good point because good if you point. think about it because Picard's going on about caviar he's going I, I've got a limited resource of this do you think possibly yeah. um, an episode that touches on the battle over nature over nurture um, and it's also found out a bit. I found a bit weird and a bit kind of really. How does that work? It um, seems like all old Klingons know each other. Yeah, <laughs> no that, that is actually true, it, it, and not just in next gen. If you look at the kind of Deep Space Nine and voice, like everyone, all the oh, I know, yeah, I've heard of you, I know you, or heard of you. Is like, as you say, it's just like well, Klingon society isn't that small. It's quite. Big. It's like how does everyone kind of know each other? That's actually a very good point, Sai. Actually, so I'm learning something new. This is absolutely wonderful. 
I've learned so much else new today that I haven't, I haven't known about Star Trek previously. I love the way Kayla stabs that um, that guy in the back. Kern, you mean? No. Kayla's the woman. Oh, okay, I beg your pardon, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. I just love it. Just kind of, you see the door comes. It's like, guess who's behind you? <laughs> <laughs> you get off him. I just love, I just love the fact that she says to Kempak, "You're still fat." <laughs> <laughs> you know, because if he had a bit of a thing for her, didn't he? Well, still did, I think. So, um, I just yeah, I said the whole episode. And I said I love, I love the interesting differences between Co and Riker, like two first officers, and how they treat the crew differently. So, you know, I think that was quite, quite in, an interesting parallel. Um, yeah, and, every, and there's, there's, there was nothing about this episode that I disliked. I thought it was, I said, the whole everything works really, you know. And I think there was a really great bond between Picard and Morsha, and the mutual respect they kind of both held for each other as well. Yeah, I, I really like that end bit. I, I like, I like that bit when Picard gets involved. And, yeah. yeah, so I think that kind of works really well. So, um, anything else we want to say that we enjoyed, or should we go on to the three M's? That's what I was thinking. Going next. Yeah, I think it's time for the three M's. Yep, um, I've got the importance of honour and what it means and this whole notion of in our society protecting corrupt politicians and spinning the truth for the greater good. So so kind of absolute power corrupts absolutely kind of um, thing. So that's what I've got. So go on, go for it, sir. <laughs> Honesty is the best policy. Take responsibility for your family's actions. Life is a challenge just physically or mentally. Everyone deserves respect. Nothing is either black or white. Truth will come out eventually. Helps comes from the most unlikely places, so that could be K-less in this instance. Don't believe everything you're told. As you say, power corrupts absolutely. All species have the same problems. Don't use something or someone as an scapegoat. Needs needs are the many outweigh the needs of the few or one. Logic is king. All governments lie and and cover things up. Yep. Every decision we make has its consequences. Treat people how you like to be treated. Don't live life by a lie. People of conscience will always come forward to put the record straight. Stand up for what you believe in. Uh, Don't take the fall on behalf of someone else. You may lose the battle, but win the war. Wow. Yeah, because it's kind of um, left kind of unresolved, isn't it, until later. So... Yeah, so um, should we go on to our next episode? <laughs> what's, uh, oh. What's, no. Don't you like? No? Don't you like this one, Sire? It's a bit funny. Funny ha-ha, or...? So no. You, you don't, you no. Don't, you, don't really like, you don't really like this episode? That, that, that does surprise this me. This episode thought... is weird. It's a bit of a weird episode. I remember watching it thinking... It is, but... I feel, a bit odd. Yeah, I, <laughs> I quite enjoy it for what it is. It is a bit Again, odd. it's one of them little standalone ones, isn't it? You know, they've had quite yeah, a lot I mean, of heavy going stuff. It's and a then all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay. it's a standard It's a standard Star Trek episode where you have all the usual kind of things in there. But it's done just, it's just done well. It's just done to a good enough standard. It doesn't blow your mind, but I'll, I'll quite enjoy it. But, you know, but obviously I'm not going to put it's not one up. Do you want me to read the, 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 the thing? Go on, Sarah. <laughs> okay. 
Picard is kidnapped and deposited in a laboratory maze with three other captives, while a replica of the captain begins to wreak havoc with the crew of the Enterprise, leaving Riker no choice but to mutiny. Very yeah, that happens. See, even reading that, that's funny. That's yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I just don't quite get it. Nothing really any of it adds up. Just kind of Okay, so you got this duplicate of Picard. Why the hell do they go to that pulsar? Tell me that. <laughs> what what's that meant to do or something? Just so it's not not doing what they're meant to be doing. Well great, but what's that add to anything? Nothing. And then you get the whole thing with Beverly. Okay, great. Just kind of making things better with her, but again that's kind of I get yes, the whole check the medical checkup, yeah, I'm normal. Great, that's what you do if something's not quite up. It's just a really odd thing and then you have kind of you've got aliens that have done research but it's crap research. <laughs> because you already got because they're either using Picard's perceived, you know, like perceived image or using his public image that Safi bring out which either isn't quite right and sticks like a sore yeah. thumb. So if you'd done your research properly, you'd act like Picard. <laughs> so I just don't get it. Yeah, that, just, it, that did seem it, a little a good bit point. odd. That is a good point, to be fair. Because I, I go on to say, the Alien Bus reminds me of the crazy stuff we kept in scene and stuff during the original series. <laughs> the Sh- Shanoth, whatever the hell they're called. You know Esok, that, that guy? Yeah. A precursor to um, Norsicans, perhaps? Because, Actually, that's what I thought when I saw it. Because as, they're like rip well. of them. It's just like, oh, mm. come on, just just have a Norsican. That'd be just darn sight easier than having someone we'd never heard of before. <laughs> um, and you can tell that Cadet Haro observes the other de- detainees. So you do, you do get a kind of hint mm. all the way through. Oh, yeah. So it doesn't even work in that sense. You just going, yeah, sir. <laughs> you don't kind of, but it's just kind of... It, again, it's kind of, it's too obvious. They haven't they didn't really found the balance between actually, you know, it could be one of the I others. I just never of... really drove on it. It's one of those episodes you're going, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> We're kind of getting that feeling. <laughs> Anything but this one, just the last I, one, or... I think it's enjoyable for what it is, but like I say, it does have problems, yeah. It's unfortunate. I think the issue with me is, it's the problem is, it's a sandwich in between two brilliant episodes, Sins of the Father and A Captain's Holiday, which makes this one feel so... Inadequate. Mm, yeah, that's mm. what I was thinking, but wasn't quite sure how to say. But yes, it's, it's <laughs> kind of... Right. Oh, oh, absolutely... I absolutely, I just absolutely loved um, Stuart's performance as the imposter captain. I just thought that was brilliant. Just the fact, let's sing a song in ten forward. I'm just and Geordie's reaction of he goes up and goes <laughs> 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 brilliant. But um, yeah, but they said the episode is for what it is. It's in, in, entertaining. But as you said, once you start really thinking about it, there are a host of problems with it. Nobody's favourite. No, I enjoy it for what it is, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I probably enjoy. It. I think we knew so probably enjoy it more than Simon does. But Do you oh. re- really, you think? 
you know, you guys haven't got the features, but I can't imagine what you guys are sitting there going, oh my God, I hate this episode. We'll put it this way, Si, would you rather watch Allegiance or The Price? Oh. Allegiance. <laughs> He has really? to well, think about it. That, that's how much he hates it. That's how much he hates it. Blimey. <laughs> so shall we move on? Or have we got have we got any <laughs> MMMs for this? I, I found things somehow. Go on then. Everyone deserves respect. Never going to interfere. However advanced we get, we'll still be fallible to being fooled. I don't know how they were, but hey. Teamwork's an important part of life. Particularly when you're trying to mutiny against someone that you sit there going, yeah, you're not him. <laughs> just, just stun him. Just, just anything. Everyone learns in their own unique way. If there's something wrong, take action. Unity will win out. Treat people how you like to be treated. Oh, I, d- I will point out. I do quite like the way that they, the bridge crew, trick aliens into getting them trapped. So that's quite cool. Oh yeah, with their primitive vocal communication. I'll put, I'll put it there at least. Yeah. If you want to prove something, make sure you have pr- um, evidence. People are affected by the same thing in totally different ways. So it's like, with that, it's kind of the four people that are cooped up, like, um, are affected in totally different ways. So you've got, mm. like, the cannibal, you've got the kind of sympathizer, and then you've got the kind of one that will just follow orders. Yeah. Whatever you can infer is more important than what you, you're told, like, reading between the lines. That's what I've got. You got quite a lot, really, considering you don't like the episode. I was just going to say, it's quite impressive. It's kind of like the price you've had a lot for that as well. Um, I, I, I do generally put a lot of time into these, and I t- take, like, trying to find words, researching stuff, trying to, like, it, going back to the high ground, you might notice every time I mentioned mentioned them, I always call them separatists, not terrorists, because I, I don't feel like it gives them enough credence. Because yeah. it's better to call them what they actually are instead of just going... Yeah, those people, you know, kind of. I'd rather research it a bit more, have the right information with me, than going. I don't know, just come up with something. I say, like, I try to find out Angel One, that sort of thing. I try and mm. come up with the right information. Then, which well, part I say, part of the meanings, message meanings that I like to do. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> the messages I got from Allegiance were about the of animal testing, so imprisoning animals or people for experimentation is wrong. And I think that harkens back to um, where silence has least in season two as well. Um, and I also said different types of authority work well in different types of societies. So, yeah, that's, that's all I got for it, really. That was, that, was, that was it. Well done. Yeah, so should we all go off and see the captain on his holiday? Mm. Well, I quite happily read this one out if we're moving on. Go on yeah, then, move on. Picard is pressing taking vacation on Rizal, but he is tangled up in a plan by a 27th century aliens for us to retrieve a weapon that has made up, made its way back in time to the 24th century. The Tatsu Top. Um, <clears throat> I like fluffy episodes. Um, I like I it. I don't think it's absolutely amazing. But I do, I do quite enjoy it, and I think it was needed as well. I think this is a good, good place to have it. I, 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 as I was saying earlier, say about kind of all the heavy episodes you get in one. Yeah, episode. there's a really funny line in um in the TNG companion. I just read it. It said, "This story, the first unit debut of assistant director Chip Ch- Chip Chalmers, grew out of Stuart's desire for um, for more sex and shooting for the captain." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> I think they, I think they succeeded. <laughs> 
Which yeah, is... I was going to bring that up at some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the mid-season, between two and three, Picard went to the rest and went, hey, you're painting me into a bit of a hole here where I am boring as hell. I'm yeah. just an negotiator. Can yeah. I have both of these things, please? So you might notice there's quite a few set pieces where he has got more action. So the high ground um, and this thing. And... and he mentioned about like the relationship between um, Crusher and himself, didn't he? Um, um, it's a really good. Uh, there is a letter. I, I I can't think where I I read it. Uh, oh, the mission log, mission log podcast. I found it on, and there was loads of really good points, like you say about him, you know, wanting more for his character, um, uh, about the relationship with Crusher, and again using characters like Wesley and Guinan, like to their, you know, he felt like. I guess no one was really being expanded in seasons one and two, and they definitely, definitely listened, I think, in season three. Yeah, I'd agree with that. <clears throat> do you want me to do some trivia at this thing as well? Yeah! <laughs> oh, sorry, I thought Sarah was... Oh, sorry, I thought you were still looking for the letter, Sarah. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, sorry. No, I didn't no, it's, find no, it's it. That's why I kind of... I thought you... Never mind. I thought you... I thought that's why I was kind of waiting, because I thought you were going to... You've already said what you were going to say, so <laughs> I think I totally zoned out for a minute there. <laughs> God. Um, Go on, sorry. You know Solvac? You might recognise him. Because he's uh, Max Grudenchek, who went on to play Rom in um, DS9. Yep. Um, first time we see Riser in Star Trek. Yep, that's true, we do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, a time travel episode resolving around predestination paradox. There's a bit of chippy. I'm wondering if you're going to if you're going to mention so that I, I found out about, but I'll let you go. You probably, probably I, I don't. Know. If if you tell me something, I will probably leave it off. Like like same sort of thing that you were like even you, like, you might say it, but you'll uh, give me the credit. But I I've, I think I've left that to you because I just went, yeah that's Jamie saying I'm not saying it. Um, um I love the comedy of the crew trying to get the. Garden holiday. I just love that. Like, oh, that ten was minute sequence. I just love that. It's kind that of hilariously funny. I, I love the um, Beverly chat in the ready room. Just oh. kind of. I'm gonna. I'm gonna use all facilities on Starbase Twelve. Ten <laughs> technological problems again, Sarah. Yeah, sorry. Because right, um, he he go he get she goes. Um, Watching some technician fill out um uh, empty out a deuterium tank doesn't seem like fun to me. And then you've got, like, Riker and um, Turbolift. One thing I found odd with that bit is that he is, like... Because there's a bit of rule in Star Trek. You always look towards the door um, when you go into the Turbolift, whereas he looks into the Turbolift, which is one of those rules you shouldn't quite do. But he does it in that scene. But I, I love the way it's just kind of... You know, number one, does everyone know about this? It's like, yeah, everyone does, apart from two ensigns and uh, deck thirty-six, I think it is. Yeah, I just find that hilarious. It's kind of. Well, I just, I just love the way Beverly enters the radio. Goes, Captain, someone has been neglecting their health again. Just like just the way she kind of phrased it, but and the whole thing with Riker and the Horgon just, God, oh, just cracked me up. Absolutely cracked me up. Oh, just... was it, oh, was that the bit of trivia you're on about? Is that the one that I told you like a week ago? About the Horgon? Um, about the Ensign. Mm. About, about the... Oh, I might find that. Um, no, this, this, this bit of trivia is Michael Dawn is actually one of the Riser tourists. No. Yeah, Which when, one? when, 
when when Picard first tur- when Picard turns up, you see a, a guy. I think he's getting like a massage. Is the, the, he has a pans a shot of a few people together, and he's one of them. Oh wow! And he's Never actual knew true- that. Yeah, and he's actual true form. <clears throat> Yeah. Um, yeah, I've read it. I think it was on. I think it was Trek Core IMDb. Off. Oh no, it wasn't that. It was actually um, IMDb. It had a list of the cast, and one of the choices actually says Michael Dawn. Because I think it literally Worf's only in one scene in that episode. So I was like, well, I might as well use him for something else. So yes. I, just, I just thought that was really cool because I saw the shot and I thought, it looks familiar. It's not Michael Dawn, is it? And then I was like, oh my god, it's actually him. So yeah, just a bit of interesting trivia that I, I found out. So. I've got another bit. I'm trying to find the information. Just just stretching my leg. My leg just clicks. Um, Oh, there we are. What I will say is, um, in Star Trek Online, you do have missions concerning the Oxytoxotot, including one where you travel back in time to place to hide the thing on Riser. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course there is some. And wasn't there... um, there, uh, I'm not sure how... I'm not quite sure about this, but wasn't there a, a talk at some point of fake that the Enterprise in um, in season five? Wasn't there going to be a story about the Tuxutuk? Because they mentioned about the 22nd century or something, didn't they? I think they were going to in Enterprise season five. They were going to do an episode about that linking to Archer in the 22nd century or something. I think so. I think we've said that before. Yeah. And there was also a um, um, thing on Um What's her name? Can someone say her name? So I won't be able to say it. Or the actress uh, who plays Vash? No, the, the link that I put in the comment thing. Oh, okay, hang on a second. Because no. there's, um, the there's a woman called Jovelle, who's the one that um, offers Picard Jermaferon. Um, she actually comes back to play the ensign in uh, Trials and Tribulation in Deep Space Nine. But I don't know how to pronounce her name. Oh yeah, you told me about it. She's the uh, she's the one in the uh, lift with uh, Bashir and O'Brien. Yeah, yeah. But I need one of you to say her name because I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, I, I need to find it. Oh, I'm doing it. I've put it on Skype. I know. I'm trying to navigate myself around it. So yeah, need to say <laughs> computers. Uh, what's it? Uh, oh god. Oh, there we are. So I'm just. No, that's not it. It's that woman, but I don't know how to spare her name. But I'm getting nowhere with this. I'm trying to. God. Sarah, any guesses how you pronounce that? <laughs> yeah, because I think Sarah's probably. Cause I, on I that don't page. know. Um, I'm just no, not at all. I'm trying to. I'm just trying to find Wolf having his massage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, still, I'm watching really intently. I'm like, I'm going to find it. <laughs> Is we'll it just... Deidre De- M-, M Machine? Let's have a little look. Because I put it in the chat. Immerse, immersion. Deirdre Immersion. Shien. We'll go with that. Yeah. yeah. There's a nice call on Sartre.com if you don't have a clue what we're on about. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. It came up a few days ago. So you'll find that with like the internet, you do something and something starts kind of doing what you're doing. So it's like, I think Ron Rottenbury's on their Twitter page has been doing... Um, stuff from season three and you sit there going that is so current for what we're doing just like <laughs> couldn't be written any better couldn't be timed any better <laughs> but um i also say i think i think um oh God, i'm see. i think we're all terrible with names this afternoon um i'm not even on the right episode what on earth 
I was going to say, the actress who plays Vash, I think she's superb as well. I think um, the chemistry between um, Vash and Picard is really, really good as well. Isn't it Jennifer Je- Hendricks, isn't it? Yeah. That's it. Hendricks, isn't it? Jennifer Hendricks? Yeah, something Hetrick. on that. Something yeah. along those lines. I said Vash, she's just such a memorable character. There's just that really mysterious kind of fun side to her. You just really want to... You know, that's the thing. She's that kind of person. You know she's going to be trouble, but you can't yeah. resist anyway. You've got to know more about her type thing. And she's she's in she comes back, doesn't she, in another episode? Twice more. She comes back yeah. in Cupid in season four and she's yeah. also in Cuteless in season one of Deep Space Nine as well. Unfortunately. Oh. One of someone's <laughs> favourite episodes. Uh oh. Oh I don't Cuteless is alright. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good, seriously. It's just like, <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, Next gen in Deep Space Nine, oh dear. Um is there anything else you want to say, or should we talk about the messages? Why don't people in the 24th century have camping beds or sleeping bags or whatnot? <laughs> Blimey, can't hold their liquor, no imagination. No, honestly, honestly, they're not as advanced as we like to think, are they, really? They're on they're this, not... like, sheet in, like, a cave, and you sit going, really? Is that they're not equipped. Got? They're not equipped for well, outdoors, just... are they? It just, it, and it's also just a funny thing. I've said this to Simon, but it's like, um, you know, it's hardly a human studying their own past. And it's like, well, in the neutral zone, when that guy mentions a TV, it's like, as Ruckus look of TV, it's like, okay, fair enough. They're 20th century humans. But if you studied history, then you should maybe know that, maybe. I don't know. But I don't know. I just don't think they're as, as advanced as they like us to believe, I think. <laughs> I think that's where that kind of comes from. Mm-hmm. Um. I got um, so we all need to one at some point and taking a take a break off the grill and work and being under stress, and that includes management. So like the captain, so we all need to relax at some point. Um, I've, yeah, I think, I think that's all I've got actually. That's all I've got. For the <laughs> so I didn't really get much at all, really. It's kind of a fun one, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think Simon probably found a lot more than I did. I think probably. <laughs> Sorry. Yep. How advanced we get, we'll still be fallible to being fricked and full because it's like, right, um, Picard's still fooled in the fact that she's already found it and it's like the big veil and stuff and yeah. teamwork is an important life, part of life because it's like Vash and him and then you've also got him destroying the Toxitut with the transporter. Honestly, it's the best policy. Nothing is either black or white. The truth will always come out eventually. Everyone enjoys their holidays differently. Because everyone goes to the riser and sits in the sun, whereas God, nah, don't happen. If there's something wrong, take action. Something is potentially be used for good or bad. You never know who you're going to fall in love with. If you want to prove something, make sure you have evidence. Because the, um, oh, what's are they called? Um, Vorgons? Yeah, Vorgons. Don't have any. So it's like, yeah, good luck. Um,. Whatever you can infer is more important than what you can, what you're already told. So reading between lines again, so it's like Carb working out what's actually happened already. Mhm. Mm. I've always quite liked it, and the next one it's, I really quite enjoy. Is this Weird. one you're gonna? Is this one you're gonna put up, Si? Yeah, Tim Man. Yes, yes. Um, this is the one I was talking to you about earlier, Si. The one I I rewatched and said, well, I would rewatch it, but. The one I thought much more of. I don't think it's not a favourite of mine, but this is a really, really good episode. And I looked at this with a real objective eye, and I was, I was surprised actually. Um, and kind There's of in terms so of, much going on in there. 
so clever. Most of it, again, as I've said before, I think I've mentioned it on the podcast, Jamie doesn't get subtlety that brilliantly. So there's some subtleties that I think he's missed. I think he's finally seen. I think that would be safe <laughs> to assume. Yeah. Um, and I must admit, I think uh, the character of Tam Elbrun, I think he's uh, El- El- Elbrun. I think yeah, something like that. Sort of. I've, yeah, I think in terms of generally, I think he's unfairly judged. I've looked at some, some of the reviews for the episode on DB and people say, oh, he's annoying. It's okay, that may be true, but there's more to it than that. There's a reason he's like oh, that. God, yes. God, yes, yeah. And, you know, I actually I actually, I actually, found myself very sympathetic to him. You, you know, used to really hate him. You, you had mm-hmm. the same complaints, but I think... Mm-hmm. You sit there going, come on, if you're, you've gone through what he's gone through, you're going to act a bit wacky and a bit kind of... Abrupt. You know, heavens, it's, mm. a, it's an episode that focuses on mental health and how it should be dealt with. So and Today, that, I mean, that's been in the news recently. I was just sat there thinking, oh my God, that was in the news recently about the idea of mental health and how we perceive it. Mm. So, again, it's just... You know, and I think Elbrun's character, I think his unique interest in him really well explored. It's like, well, you know, if you've got a guy that's been through what he has, and you say he has these issues, and, you know, if you're someone who, you know, is, is, is like a, is, is a basisoid, but you can't filter out millions of people's thoughts or thousands or wherever you are, well, of course it's going to be overwhelming. Of course it's going to affect you. It's, it's, how can it not? Jamie, are we safe to assume that between this and Booby Trap, these are the two episodes of this season that I always go on about? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, would, you, would you like some trivia? Because I had a lot of fun with this one as well. Yeah, go for it. Um, I like the mystery behind Gum 2 and the fact that it and uh, to, um, Tam Elbram are kindred spirits. I, I This this is incredible. It's quite well known these days, but I just love it. Gum 2's ambient sounds were derived from the sounds recorded of Jim Wolvington's sound effect editor a stomach through a stethoscope while he was eating pizza. <laughs> I said, where that's from? Oh, my God. Um, I've always liked Captain Robert DeSoto, Captain of the USS Hood. He's just such a cool guy. Because he's like Commander Riker's old CEO, so commanding officer. Mm. Um, I like the fact that the missions, um, the, Enterprise crew, the Enterprise crew's not expecting. I always think the special effects in this episode are brilliant. Like the way that Gum 2 attacks and things like that. Mm, very impressive. Um, multi episode, great pacing, uh, next gen at its best. And this is kind of a bit, kind of, well, duh, but I, I had to do, re- I do a little bit of research for it, but um, Starfleet scientists dubbed Gum 2 Tin Man after the character of the same name from The Wizard of Oz. Mm. Sort of confirming what everyone thinks. <laughs> Which is, yeah, I, I just thought it was interesting. It's just because you've got the whole fact that you've got all this going on. You've got kind of, we don't know much about Gum 2. You've got the whole Grunison disaster. Mm. And the fact that you have the whole argument going on within a few seconds. And it's all inferred. Nothing's said. Yeah, and that's what's great. I like the fact it's that... It's um... incredible. Incredibly well acted. Mm. And I think the fact that Elbrun calls Riker out on his face, yeah. like, I thought that was brilliant. It's just like, no, Riker, you know, it's like, you know, I think it was brilliant. And it's, and it's just, I felt happy for El- uh, Tam Elbrun at the end. The fact mm. that he found peace, it was lovely. It was just... And it's got a nice meaning with the, uh, meaning with like data and kind of this is where I'm meant to be, he's where he should be. Mm. What did, you, did you like this? Do you remember this episode, Sarah? You're going to hate me. I'm just looking at it like, 
No. What on earth happened in this? That's, that's so, why I asked. That's why I asked. Really, I myself, I'm just thinking. I'm thinking. That's the guy out of Buffy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember it. I feel terrible. Like all the really important episodes. I'm like, no, that might be no fine. not a clue. <laughs> oh, that's God. absolutely fine. Like I said it. You know, I don't I mean, do I don't do well with the heavy episodes, do I? They just kind of like go over my head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. Even the defector, I couldn't even I couldn't <clears> remember <throat> that. I had to be I'm thinking, actually, what actually happens in this episode? And that's one I've always it, enjoyed. There's one. This 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 is the one where there's a Betazoid who's who's overwhelmed. Yeah, mm. I remember the, that bit. I remember that bit, and I can remember I can remember the main guy being in it. The, the guy out of Buffy, but I just I can't I can't remember what this episode's about. That's terrible. Oh, Sarah, it just occurred to me. You know what yes. we can also bring up? It's the fact that we, because of us, you really confuse all your followers. I, I your, do with your with like with your tweet about kind of yeah, I'm going to rewatch season three for no apparent reason. And you had to yeah. kind of explain to everyone. Kind of. Yeah, it's all right. I've started. Yeah, I'm starting going backwards. I'm going backwards. Like yeah. <laughs> And everyone yeah. just going, hang on a minute, you got to like season six and now you're going back to three. Why? Yes, why? Like, yeah. Okay, right, this is what's going on. It's kind of, I definitely, it's yeah. Kind of... Definitely oh. need to, uh, I need to start season five again from scratch. I just, I've lost the plot completely. But this has definitely reinfused my, you know, I hadn't watched Star Trek for ages and I just like, now I'm getting into it again. I'm like, yeah, I want to I wanna watch it now. Well, it's yeah. your annual reminder because it's kind of with us every july just kind of hey sarah you still good for it and you go yes sure yeah Uh uh-oh it's kind of you know we get this concern sarah and other and going yeah i'm probably gonna be no help whatsoever i don't remember it (laughs) you you know you're gonna be pretty much doing it yourself and it's like every year one whoever you talk to always go don't worry so you'll be fine and it's the same this year just kind of you've gone duck to water just kind of Again, that's the thing with Star Trek. You can watch, you not watch it for years, and you still have mm. a good grasp of it, although you haven't mm. seen it forever. For like, yeah. So, so that's why why we always say to you, just kind of, yeah, we're not worried. Just kind of, <laughs> we'll put the two pennies in. It'll whatever, be fine. Just kind of, yeah. you'll be fine. Yeah. We'll yeah, help this you out. Episode, whatever. This episode just is not ringing any bells. That's fine. That's, that's okay. <laughs> he's not oh, the guy. The, the guy out of Buffy. He's not the Betazoid, is he? Yeah, he is. Oh, he yeah, is yeah. Betazoid. Yeah. Oh, that's why he's got black eyes. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Weird. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's it. I'd, I'll definitely recommend anyone who's kind of doesn't like this character. Give it a rewatch and just kind of look at it from a fresh perspective. You might surprise yourself because it certainly did for me. I said I because I initially didn't like him at all. I said it's kind of and it's like, oh, actually. If you, Step back, there's a lot more to it than just, oh, he's annoying. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yes, that may be true. You can perceive him like that. I can understand how you could come to that conclusion. It's a but... bit short-sighted. But, bit yeah. simplistic. Mm. Um, but the messages I kind of got for it was obviously um, sort of kind of being aware, of, kind of being aware of people's kind of conditions, like the idea of mental health and kind of how we perceive it and act towards that person. Um, how just one personal being can make us feel like we belong and can change everything. And it's all right to be different, and it is something to embrace, not into embrace, not fear. So that's kind of what I got. I was quite interesting because I went down a different route. I also did about Gumtu. Oh, I also analysed the effect on it or him, or I don't know how you'd refer to 
it or them or what or I don't know. Um, everyone deserves respect. Honesty is the best policy. Take responsibility for your actions. Life's a challenge just physically and mentally. Nothing is either black or white. Humans can get along with nature, including animals. Because that's in there as well, but you've got to dig a bit. Never give up. Don't revert to suicide. Because obviously the gum is there to commit suicide, so it's like, don't give up. Don't mm. jump to conclusions. Find out all the facts first. Mm. There are no excuses for to violence. So in this case, murder, because the Romulans going to do that to Gum 2. Everyone learns in their own unique way. Help comes from the most unlikely sources, which is Gum 2, getting them out of the problem. Everyone deserves the right to choose. Variety is the spice of life. This was another interesting one. Everyone has their own place in society. And so that... Um, job suits their abilities, so they con- contribute to society. I, d- I didn't quite. I kind of added that in later, but it's kind of everyone. Everyone's got a job. You find that in Sartre. Everyone's got a job, which is a specialty. So this guy was a master negotiator because he could read their minds. Mm. It's the same with um, DS Nine group, Serena, and whatnot. Yeah. The genetically engineered um, group, yeah. Yeah. Um, treat people how you like to be treated. Every decision we make has its consequences. I think that, that I was referring to uh, Tam and Bram's um, save yourself. Oh, whoops. Let's just throttle the enterprise. Um, <laughs> you only live once. Um, do what or you think the, is right. Or in the case of James Bond, you only live twice. <laughs> I've, yeah, I've always liked that joke. one. Yeah, that joke, always... complete... that joke fell completely flat. <laughs> <laughs> I've been wanting to shoehorn that in the episode. It's like, yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> um, oh, what's what's the um, what's the next one? Oh, yeah, um, hollow hollow pursuits. That's the next one, isn't it? Yes. Unfortunately, you don't like uh, this one either. Uh, <gasps> it's enjoyable. I don't mind it, but again, it's. Kind oh, of I what... like hollow pursuits. It's, it's yeah, quite, it's... You, you three always like holiday ones. It's the big goodbye. Yeah, that's true. the same thing. I sat there and went, eh, whatever. Yeah. It's the same sort of thing. It's kind of... Again, this one's not a bad episode. I enjoy it for what it is. I but don't it doesn't... get it. I blow, really it don't get it. You would have thought with someone that's quite shy, you'd get an episode about someone quite shy. We'll go, hey, yes, this one's great. No, no. <laughs> no. Honestly, it's... I don't mind it, but it's not, it doesn't. Me away, I managed to scrounge four things from it. Wow, that's about it. Four, four things and a ton of more suspicious meanings, which are kind of well done. <laughs> Do you want to that's... read? Sorry, go on, sorry. I'm sort of rambling. You carry on. I was just going to say. Do you want to read the synopsis for this one, Sarah? I can do. I don't Have think you... we read the synopsis for Tin Man. Did we? I don't no, think so. It doesn't matter. Moving oh. on. The Enterprise is called on to transport first contact specialist Tam Ambrell to Beta Strongberg to make contact with an alien life form. However, things go drastically wrong when Romulan attackers show up and the Beta Strongburn sun goes supernova. There we are. There you go. We, we, we did it at the end instead of the beginning, but hey, we did still, still doesn't ring any bells. Can I also make one last point about that one? Because we're kind yeah. of still on it. I like the fact that they talk about two Romulan ships and it's inferred that one's following... Enterprise, but it's kind of inferred because they're mm. kind of screwing up their warp engines to keep up. 
Oh. I've always quite liked that. Although I do sit there going, that doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense. Because this is meant to be, I think, more on the Romulan side of the neutral zone, right? Is that the general gist of where the hell it is, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Can anyone explain to me... Can, well, first of all, can any, either of you spot the big plot hole with that idea? <laughs> no good asking me. <laughs> Jamie, can you spot it or not? Probably not, to be fair. Okay, so the Romulans are coming from that side. The Enterprise are coming from that side. Why the hell would there be a Romulan Wilbur coming from the Federation side? Oh, I get what you following mean. Following yeah. Enterprise. Why the that hell makes, would that even happen? That makes the, no sense. They would, the, the logistics would have, don't work. The Romulans, would have, the Romulans would have been violated Federation space. And what? if you know it's a Romulan Wilbur, why don't you just blow it to bits because it's cloaked? No, oh, well, yeah, you would at least... You would at least could declare that they announced themselves, wouldn't they? It's like, really? That's just a few odd bits. I still love it, but you just sit there going, that don't make any sense whatsoever. Just kind so of... So if it's, if it's cloaked, do you take it that that's a hostile action then? Well, it's got no shields up. So it's vulnerable to the attack. First, secondly, it's got all its power into its warp engines, so it's in no position to really pose any threat whatsoever. And not to mention Although... the Enterprise detected it as well. They knew they but would were you take? Would they take the first shot? That's not what they're about, is it? That's the thing, although it would incite war, which isn't particularly very Star Trek-ish. So, yes, no, I, 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 give no, that, no. I, I give that in, but it's kind of, is it the going... There's just a oh. bit of a plot, hole, a plot hole there. Yeah, I, I, it's something I kind of dismiss because I like it, but it's something I've always sat there going, yeah, that don't make any sense uh, um... at all, but... <laughs> but no, God, I'm... Moving on. Moving yeah, on, back to Hollow Pursuits. Moving pursuits. on, Hollow Pursuits. Okay, Hollow Pursuits. Reginald Barclay neglects his duties in favour of spending time on the holodeck, where he has constructed programmes simulating members of the crew. When the senior crew of... Learns... What? That doesn't make sense. The senior crew learns... That doesn't make sense. Senior crew learns of Barclay's hollow addiction. He must come to terms that he has a problem. Yeah, and, Bar- and, Bar- and Barclay, Barclay. And Barclay starting the trend of list of like most phobias, like having most phobias, transporter phobia, horror addiction. Horror addicts anonymous. Yep. Yes. <laughs> um, Dwight. Oh, was it Dwight? Oh, Schultz. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Uh, brilliant performance. Whether Absolutely. he's on the holodeck or actually his actual self at and yeah. at the ship. I love uh, him. Um. I found again. It's just a small thing, but again, this whole this whole thing of I know it's only a, I know it's only a holodeck program technically, but again, the whole oh yeah, let's thrust, thrust Diana back into the role of being like a sex goddess or whatever. Really, come on. Yes. It's just yeah. getting, it, this is it's just a point for me where it's just getting a little bit tiresome. It's like it's like you know you can almost kind of think of yourself right. Here's another episode where Diana's just going to be you know. They never and, use Crusher in that way, do they? Really, no, they never but, use Crusher in that way. No, actually, but she's a mother. Yeah, I mean, before the term MILF was created, I'd imagine. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's interesting you say that. Um, that she's actually treated with more respect. I think and that comes up in Transfigurations, but we'll we'll talk about that. Later, yeah. Later. Um, but that's again, it's a minor thing. But again, it's just a thing of oh, here we go again. It's just I just when it happens, just rolled me. I was thinking, oh, here we go again. But. Um, um, I said it's an enjoyable episode, but it it does just doesn't. I mean, you know, it, it starts off Barkley, and it's brilliant because he does come back quite often, doesn't he? he turns up in more next gen. He turns up in Voyager as well, doesn't he? Yeah, 
And he, <coughs> and he, and he names his cat Neelix. Mm. <laughs> Sarah's not convinced. No. Do you want to hear my few points? Because I haven't got that many. Yeah. Um, an episode about self-confidence. Um, I like the fact you see the day-to-day running of engineering. So you meet some Geordie senior officers. Yeah, and I also quite like... Um, sorry, just to sign, if you don't mind me interjecting, sorry. Quickly. No. Um, I like the fact that you get... <laughs> that whole notion of actually someone is struggling to fit in here because like, you always think the enterprise could always run so well like an all well-oled machine and like it's actually quite refreshing to come across with remember who struggles in their yeah. work life so i thought that was quite good as well is this the first time we meet barclay yeah um i like the special effects in this episode like the handprint in the glass i think it's quite clever mm. and the last one i think you'll quite enjoy this one it's a really subtle hint but it's quite clever did any of you pick up on the Back to the Future reference? Um, no. Uh, yeah, po- possibly at the time. I can't remember now. When they're talking about the malfunctioning anti-grav unit, they're talking about a flux capacitor. That's it. I think I do remember it now. Yeah, because yeah. as you said that, I was thinking to myself, have I noticed something resonated? It wasn't, and then it's like, and it's until you actually said it, it's like, it's very subtle but it's yeah. quite cleverly fitted in where it's like we need a bit of techno rubber well, so yeah. let's just put in a bit of yeah, it's kind of the future I've just, I've just kind of had a yeah it did moment but because I might add in a bit of trivia here to, concerning Back to the Future it is quite fitting Go on. do you want to know who designed um, the DeLorean in the Back to the Future like the kind of how to change it into the, the car time travelling car do you know who that was no no Rick Sternback. No. Really? Who's, um, who designed Enterprise D and countless other random stuff that you're all familiar with. Well, it's not, oh. it's not surprising I didn't pick up on that whole flux capacitor. It's obviously not my strong point, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think, uh, it's just saying extra, but I think it's quite cool. It's like, Sartre infects everywhere, kind of has impacts everywhere. Let's mm. say, so, I think later in the year we're doing Impact and Next Gen. Because it's our thirtieth anniversary this year, and it's like the amount of impact that um, Next Gen had or Star Trek had on like Red Dwarf is just incredible. It's just kind of you look at it, and you just go, "Yeah, that's a direct response to Next Gen or the original series." Is kind of that's quite cool. Just kind of like you've in the BBC style kind of British way of kind of let's cheekily <laughs> rip that off in our own mm-hmm. particular ways. Mm. But yeah, I, I, I just thought, I just thought that's, that's hilarious, I've got to write that down. And that's me done for my mi- minuscule trivia for this episode. <laughs> um, messages I got was, it's hard to fit into a workplace or socially with others if you're shy. It can be difficult. Um, but you know, with confidence, you can always overcome it. Um, addictions are bad, it can be fatal, and will make the problem worse instead of solving it. So obviously Barclay's addiction to kind of, on the holodeck, you know, kind of immersing himself in there, it's kind of, he wasn't addressing the issues underneath, so yeah, that's what I got for that. Jump mine. Yeah, yeah. Treat people how you like to be treated with respect. Mm-hmm. Um, be true to yourself. Don't change yourself to appease someone else's wishes. If you need help doing something, ask for it. Back to this one: the human brain and mind, including imagination, are a greatest asset. Don't squander it and your potential. Because with that, I found that. In the end episode, if you, in the end sequence, 
Barclay is the main source of the solution, and it's his imagination that means he was able to do it, because all the other ones are a bit kind of samey, so to speak. Mm, I think that was quite clever, actually, the fact that they did that. Because um, all the other ones didn't notice it was one per, one guy was the whole connection. Everyone, everyone else missed it, whereas Barclay didn't. Mm. Um, everyone's entitled to, this, to some privacy. Everyone makes mistakes. So with that, picking up the, the jars and um, contaminating everything. Something can be used for good, but can equally be used, <coughs> used for bad. Something is possible if you put your mind to it, and anything's possible if you put your mind to it. Everyone's a second chance. Uh, logic is king. Accident mistakes happen. It's how we deal with them that's most important. You only live once. Don't rely on technology. Everyone <laughs> has potential. It's very easy to misinterpret other people's actions. So Barclay's um, programs. Everyone needs escapism in their lives. Forget um, forget problems. Every problem has a solution, and people are affected by the same thing in totally different ways. Mm. And that's that. So, yeah, are you going to put this up then, Sarah, this episode? I don't think it's one of my favourites. I do really like this episode, and I, 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 there are bits I like and there are bits I really don't like. Like, I'm just watching it now, and I'm just remembering, like, Deanna in a little skimpy hollow deck. It's, it's just like, although I do like the way he takes the Mickey out of Riker because he's all like miniature, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Like, that's funny. Um, and it's it's kind of interesting to me that you know by this point, three years down the line, it's quite a well-established show with the characters, and then all of a sudden they throw in this new character, and he's like the main. He's the main character. It's the main focus of this episode, um, and it, it 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 actually works. It's kind of it's quite a risky move. You've thrown a character in there that you know we've never met before. He almost you know messes everything up, but you you kind of end up liking him for it. Oh, yeah. um, so it was quite a bold move, I think, to just suddenly introduce this new character. But it was not. It's not like they would add another one in, what is it? No, no. no. <laughs> like like Ensign Rowan, I think. That's oh, that's the thing. They keep adding to them, but it does quite work. So you get Alexander, you get <clears throat> Guinan. <clears throat> You get yes. Barclay and then you get Ensign Rowe, but they all seem mm. to work. It does mm. work. Spoilers, no spoilers. And the ad- and the adding Keiko as well. Yes. <laughs> That's why I was actually like, oh god, but I can't maybe not. Um so should we go on to the next one? The most toys? This one's another mm. funny one. Do you not like this either? I love this episode. I, I do, I do, but I think it's very—it's a very funny, peculiar episode. Um, it I is. Think, I think the ending with Data is wonderfully ambiguous. Oh very, my god! Very, very good. It's, it's very, very interesting. One of the best. One of the best moments. Mm. Definitely um, love this. Is this one you're going to put up then, Sarah? Yes. It is. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I love, okay. I love this episode. Do you want to? Do you want to read this one out then? Oh my god, can I read this? Uh, okay. Yeah, if you want to. How do you say this? Kivas Fargo. Kivas Fargo. An antique collector considers Starfleet's only Android officer, Data, a prize for his collection and fools the crew of the Enterprise into thinking that Data has been killed in a freak shuttle accident. Um, I think Sol Rubinek, who does plays Kivas Fargo, is absolutely wonderful. I think he's a great villain. So much fun and entertaining. So much fun and entertaining to watch. 
he really wasn't going to be the original actor. Oh, who was? The original one died before he got a chance. That they recorded some of it, and it's in the special features. Oh, it's oh, a shame that he passed away. That's sad, yeah. So if you have this, you can actually see scenes where the original, <coughs> original actor, um, plays some lines. Wow. I'll just find some details if I can. I'll try and dig out some information and stuff for you. Okay. Um, but just, oh, but just the whole thing with Data at the end was just like, oh my god, he was actually going to shoot him. And it's kind of like, and Data, he doesn't technically lie, but he doesn't tell the whole truth, he? It is, like, it is like, wonderful, isn't it? It's like, did he, did yeah. he? And it, you just never get the answer to that question. Yeah, and the fact is, it's the fact that, that is just a, prof- that's a profound thing, that's a profound implication. It's like, well, you know, How human is, it, is he becoming? Yeah, and perhaps that's not a good thing, in a way. It's kind no. of a question, perhaps, not a good thing. And yeah, it's kind like of, you know, this law, kind of isn't dark it? side to him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Does he kind of have? Does he kind of have uh, law inside of him as well? Is there a part of law that's inside data? Mm, so yeah. that just whole thing, I just because I, I, again, I completely forgot about that bit. It's because oh my god, that is just brilliantly kind of just the fact that they kind of went for that because threw that in at the end. Yeah, mm, yeah. Would one of you like to read out what I've put in the chat window about uh, the alternate actor? Because I think <clears throat> you'll find that quite interesting. Yeah, on, um, uh, David. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> David uh, Rappaport, I think it uh, is <laughs> Rappaport. Maybe, maybe I should have given it to you instead, Sarah. I'm struggling already. Uh-huh. Um, uh, David Rappaport, a well-known British dwarf actor, had originally been cast for the part of Kivas Fajo. Rappaport struggled with depression in his life, ah, oh, and committed suicide on May the second, nineteen ninety, shortly after having filmed some scenes as Fajo. Wow, oh, that's really sad. That is. That is really sad. Oh. It'd be interesting to um, watch those scenes, actually. Yeah, yeah, no, I'd really like to see them. And there's some pictures if you want to look at them, because there is a really striking difference between that two went on to play him and the original one. Oh my god, yeah, I see what you mean. That is a real difference, isn't it? <laughs> Blimey. Yeah, I'm trying not to put a damper on it, but it's an interesting fact. No, oh, think... yeah, it is. I think, it's, I think I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought it up, so I think it's important that people, people if they didn't know, they do I know. I just want to point that out because it's like I don't, I never want to put dampeners on things. It's just a really interesting thing that I mm. think because the clips were released by the Rappaport family, so they yeah. allowed it to happen. Yeah. Aww. it would have been like you know, like it's, it's almost like it, it could have been a completely different episode, almost. Mm. So, what do you think? Of, what, what's it about it for you, then, Sally? You find it just a bit kind of weird about it? What's... I don't know. I think it's maybe this sort of slavery subplot, that sort of gist to it, which is a bit odd. Just kind of, I don't care. I do what the hell I like. And what do you mean? What what Farjo's? How mm. he acts? Yeah. Mm, yeah that's the, the thing kind about of it. The, the, like the. I don't care. I was going to come up with a word, but I can't think of it now. But the kind of. I really don't care what you're gonna say. I'm, I'm above the law. I'm better than you. It's all that. It's all that. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think, and I think that's what makes. I think for me, what makes Fargo so interesting, the fact that he just doesn't, and he's like, he thinks he's above the law, and he can just do what he likes. And I think that's what makes a, a, a person dangerous. Like, you know, particularly a villain dangerous. The fact that they they don't care, and I, you know, 
Oh, sorry, yeah. Jeremy, you finish. No, that was it, that was it. That's all I was going to say. I have found some other uh, funny odd bits that kind of put the tone up a bit again. I found that um, there was a return of product, product placement where they display, you know, proudly display um, Data's medals, again, from the Franklin Mint. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's the kind of, you know, here, you can buy these these uh, medals, you know, at your nearest store. Um Going back to what I was saying earlier, remember I was talking about um, the Hassock warship? Yeah. yeah. The Jovis is another one of its guises. Ooh. Oh. Okay, back again. <laughs> um, the other interesting thing I could never for the life of God work out, which has bugged me for years, even from a kid, so I think I enjoyed it more as a kid, but I still enjoy it nonetheless. Why the hell is Kivas Vardo com- communicating with Enterprise from a console in the Jovis' shuttle bay rather than being on the bridge? <laughs> um, I think it's a case of just saving money. It's budgetary, we... yeah, I, I know. Yeah. But you just sit there oh, come on. You're not fooling anyone. Because you know the fight sequences where Manuel fiddles with the controls to get the escape pod out and things? Mm. That's where he's sitting from. Oh, okay. That's what I mean. It's so in your face. It's kind of, yeah, he's sitting from over there. Oh, okay, that's like, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I'll, tr- I'll try and show you a few pictures and you just sit there going, that is daft beyond belief. Just kind of, <laughs> I know you're trying to save money, <laughs> but, yeah, kind of a bit more, but, you know, just changing a few sets around, you could probably get away with it. You could, but you could. But they just, they they don't they don't oh, try and yeah. do it. Yeah, um, says so that yeah. one. Um, because I'm currently trying to show them pictures. I'm trying to find the right bit. I'm almost there, and you just sit there going, "Oh, really? Really? <laughs> That's a daft mistake." Oh, okay, there it is. There's one of them, <laughs> and this is the other one. And you just sit there going, "Come on!" And say, like, "Look at these two. And you just sit there going, "Oh my." Oh yeah! Have you forgotten they exist, or like, like you say, it's, it's budgetary reason? But you just sit there going, "That's just daft." Like season three of uh, Next Gen, just kind of okay. We'll just <laughs> overlook that fact, but we'll never mind. Off. We'll let them off. <laughs> Uh, just something I've always found, even from a kid, just sitting there going, yeah, you're talking from your shuttle, mate. You're really? Really? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you know, everyone else has got a bridge, and even in, like, I think even in, like, Vengeance Factor, they've even got a bridge, and they couldn't be bothered to give a, a Kivas one. It's like, okay. It's he wasn't odd. worth it. He wasn't worth it. <laughs> That's probably what they decided. Also, um, I didn't find much trivia. I did find quite a lot of uh, Morris Mission's meaning, so hey. Go for it, Si. Um, no reason to ex- revert to violence. There's a lot in here. Capital punishment, because he hit them. Murder, mm-hmm. domestic violence, again, the same sort of thing. Treat people how you like to be treated. Tell the truth. Take responsibility. Treasure time you have with friends family. You never know when it... When the time may be gone, because they thought Data had died, uh, we're still available to being tricked. Everyone deserves respect and decency. 
because um, Givas doesn't care if he's in the nib or not. Um, no matter what you do, Tails Roof, uh, Tails Roof has it always be found out. Logic is king. Uh, forgiveness has to be gained, not just simply given back. Don't use someone or something as a scapegoat. Because he tries to give off that fake story that is... Because he was on the street as a kid, that one. Mm. Um, if something's wrong, take action, which Data tries to do. If something's too good to be true, it probably is. Because he's he's solving a problem by creating it, it's that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, don't patronise people. Uh, no one is more important than anyone else. Don't manipulate people, it never ends well. Live, live life by lie. I think there's civil rights and human rights in there, and slavery, uh, no one owns anyone else. So there's quite a lot in there, it's just one that doesn't quite sit well with me. That's a yeah. thing I enjoyed better as a kid than I do these days. Mm, I th- yeah, and, so, and basically, so you've, I said I've got a couple, but you've already covered them, so... <laughs> That's so it, I'm always usually quite thorough with these sort yeah, of so, episodes. I, there's no point <laughs> me saying something you've already mentioned, so... Um, Pretty good. So, yeah, so next episode is Sarek. Do you want to read this one, Sorry. <laughs> this is a good one. This is another one I struggled with. Um, this, again, it's a really good one, but I'm not quite sure why, but a, a, a lot of people absolutely love this episode. And whilst I think it's very good and I get a kind of, yeah, it's an original series crossover, that's, that's good. But it's not quite, I don't know, I think it's a bit hyped up, I think. A little bit, personally. We're not going to hear the end of that, Jamie, are we? That we don't like it that much. I was going to say, that's like... <sighs> no, 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 don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I think it's a really, really good episode and I, I really enjoyed it. But I, for me, it just... It just didn't. I don't know. It just. But I've got to be honest to what I think, and if I yeah. say yes, I think it's brilliant. When I don't, I'm not being it's, me. Which yeah, is that, what Star Trek's yeah, all, what, what it's all about. Opinions. Yeah, I mean, it's a really good episode. I really enjoy it for what it is, but it doesn't blow me away. It's not. It's not one I kind of got. Oh my god, that's absolutely fantastic! I've got to put this up. Do you want me to read this synopsis still? Yeah. If you want, if you want to say yeah. Vulcan Ambassador Sarek, father of Spock, beams aboard the Enterprise to be, be transported to his final diplomatic duty, but he's suffering the initial some symptoms of a mind-deteriorating disease and his telepathic skills project violence, irrational impulses into the crew's minds. Yeah, that happens. Um, <laughs> that's a summary of the whole episode. It happens. <laughs> I think there's a few bits of this. There's a few things that bug me. It's not. It's. It's not the episode's fault. But I think this gets. This concept gets used again. By the time you get around to Deep Space Nine, um, and it gets used by um, Luxana Troy. Um, I take it you want an episode name, which I'll dig out and try and find because I think. The Gratitude Festival one, Jamie, but I can't bloody name it. What, you mean the one later this season? In season no, three? in Deep Space Nine. Oh, oh, Fascination. Yeah, that one. Is it used again? It's the same thing, if you think about it. Oh, God, yeah, of course, yeah, because he's projecting the emotions onto others, yeah. it's just This is the fact yeah. of, let's cross out the name, change that name, change what emotion gets projected, and you're good to go. Yeah, so Fascination did copy it, to be fair, yeah. Um, and then, oh, I'll read out my stuff. Fantastic acting by Patrick Stewart in this um, closing scene. 
Yeah. Um, Is that when he's having the emotional outbursts? Which was yeah. done in one continuous yeah. take. Yeah, I, I thought, thought that was really good. Yeah, I, I must um, admit, I commend him for that. Towards yeah. the end of the episode, Joanna Miles, who plays Perrin, mispronounces Bendy Syndrome. Or pronounce it Bendy Syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't pick up on that, well done. I really like the camera work in 10 4 during the concert. Mm-hmm. Really cleverly well done. Uh, it's a bottle show, effectively. Very few new sets, if any. Because I'll see the bias point they're saving money for best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have liked to... It's oddly from me, because I am the one that always goes about, I don't really care about this, but this instance, I I kind of want it, but I don't know why. Um. I would like to have seen the uh, Ligarans, although I would like the mystery behind, left behind, like, I, like, I kind of like it, but I, I kind of don't. Mm. Because they're given this huge kind of thing of, oh, they like this, like, petrol bath thing. And you're going, I'd like to really see what the hell they are, but yeah, you, you don't see them. So it's a really odd thing that I, I kind of shouldn't say, but I, I do in this instance. Because they've got this bit of a hype, kind of no one, like, we don't know much about them. But again, that's probably budgetary reasons. And I also like the fact that my melded, uh, Sarek called uh, Commander Riker number one towards yeah, the end of the episode. Was, I thought that was quite cool as well because he said he said in there all part of Picard is in him and always will be from that mind meld. Yeah. Mm. Um. Again, I thought I said excellent performance by uh, Mark Lander Sarek, and I said Patrick Stewart as Picard. Um, I thought there's quite interesting insights into the mind of Sarek and his past. A nice bridge between TOS and TNG. Um. Oh, and I loved. I thought the bar fight scene was absolutely awesome. I loved it. Kind of, mm-hmm. it's a good old fashioned bar fight, like in the good old western, old old age westerns. I loved that. I thought that was just really, just really well done. So, um, but you, Sarah, did, did you like this? Ep- what did you like about this episode? I was going to say, did you like this episode? But you said at the beginning you did like it. So. I did like this episode. I don't <laughs> think I, I don't think I put it up as one of my favourites, but I did like this episode. And for the points that you've already covered, really, like just mm. you know the acting at the end of it is just, you know, just phenomenal. phenomenal. Just, mm. Yeah, and they just, um, just that they keep. I know I banged on about um, continuity and, and Beverly's wig, but you know they, <laughs> they do try really hard with the storyline continuity. Mm. To, to 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 keep you know between the seasons and and i and i like that it's it's nice i mm. do like it yeah but as i for the same reasons that you have really it's it's a, a nice little episode yeah um so mess malls messages and means i got from it is it's important that we control our anger as it can have bad consequences denial of sight like an illness doesn't help it's better help uh, illness does not help it is better to acknowledge and confront it and kind of the mortality of beings and ravages of old age that's kind of because said it's, it's ironic isn't it all this magnificent technology and we still find ourselves susceptible to the ravages of old age so that's kind of what i got from it yeah but you sorry pretty much the same as i've said for every episode in oh, the whole enough. season but i can <laughs> say them again if you like that's okay, fine. <laughs> um, but I have got some other ones hidden in there for good measure, but I might as well read them all out. I've done it for 22 episodes before this, so I might as well just carry on doing it. <laughs> Tell the truth, there are no excuses to revert to violence. I know it's not their fault, but hey. Take responsibility for your actions. 
um, still fallible to being tricked and fooled. Although they do sit there and go around the houses and go, oh, we've looked into everything, oh, it's, it's not us, no, 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 all that sort of thing. If you need help dealing with something, ask for it. Um, tell the truth, um, as it always be found out. Don't patronise people. Um, take action if something's wrong. Uh, don't use something or some some something else in the scapegoat. Everyone makes mistakes. Logic is king. You can affect people without knowing it. That's a new one. Um, yeah. Sometimes it's good to let emotion out. Your unconscious mind is more active than you think. Oh, they do exist in this one. Don't live life by a lie. Every problem has its solution. People are affected by things in this, in totally different ways. In this case, age. Don't live life in denial. Oh, and a new one. Illness <laughs> affects everyone. Everyone different. Uh, uh, everyone, illness affects everyone during their life. That's what I was trying to say. Mm. Which is Very good. a bit of a nonsense comment, but it's kind of... That's all right. If it's there, it's there. You might as well put it down. So... Um, yeah, so I think we kind of all sound we quite enjoy this episode, but it's not not one we love. I just found it a bit funny. I mm. said that was one on the verge I was going to rewatch again because I, I sat there with like nothing, and it's like I got worried just kind of going, Oh, that's a bit bad not having much notes for it. But yeah, because you, <laughs> you sent me the WhatsApp message saying, Have you got to this point yet, Jamie? I've got no idea, I haven't got a clue. And then you sent me a message, I've done what I've actually come up with something. So. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I spent like 24 hours going, Okay, I've got... so like next day I just sat there writing for like 20 minutes, just writing stuff down, and it's a kind of thing like things you've forgotten, and you kind of go, Yes, yeah, I'll put that down as well, just something. Because it's, it's always a thing of I can always rely on someone else to pick up the slack when maybe I don't feel like I've got enough, but I kind of do. I'm like, mm. if, even though I don't like some of them, I can still do my job. Yeah. And that is very impressive. <laughs> Dedicated. Um, indeed, it is. Uh, Menagerie Troy. I like this one, but I haven't put it out. Oh. Um. I enjoyed this episode. It's really good. Um, but again, it's kind of coming to the conclusion of, oh, well, here we go. Luxana treated like sex on legs again. Again, it just seems to be a no, common... No, but it's done in a humorous way. It's not... It's yeah, done in a totally I mean... different way than it has been in the past. And there is a slight reference to the past. Should we do a um, thingy, do the blurb before we do chatting? Yes, yes, we should. <laughs> Who wants to do this one? Because I kind of want to do the next one, if that's all right for both of you. I'll do it, I'll do it. Okay, so Ferengi Damontog, is that right? Damon Tug. Damon yeah. Tug, sorry. Um, Tug. Decides, Tug. 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 So I don't write this stuff. So, sorry, Sarah. <laughs> carry on. Please carry on. No, no, you're fine. Decides that Troy's mother is the woman for him and kidnaps her along with Deanna and Riker. On the Enterprise, Wesley forgoes an opportunity to travel to the Academy to help the Ferengi ship and recover the three captives. Yeah, it's, I just had that moment of Wesley on the bridge of he now he, he realised that it's like no one else picked up, not even Data, really? Again, yeah. It's those moments of Oh, here you go, Wesley again, but, you know, hey. <laughs> it's like, it's... you know. Go on. Sorry, sorry. Jeremy, you, you finish. I was just, yeah, that was it, really. Just that, that whole bit was just like, really, Wesley? No one else this is another it? one where I had a lot of fun with um, 
trivia and stuff, and I came up with some Morris Misses and Meanings, but it's not. I haven't got loads. I'll it's not that. that sort of episode, is it? Really? No, no, I mean, I, I quite, I quite enjoyed this one. Again, I did have that adage of, "Oh, we go again," but it is done in such a way where it is actually quite funny. There's more meaning in it than you give credit. There well, really yeah. is. If you look into it more, you sit there going, "Actually, that makes a darn sight more sense than." And and at least at least it's at least it's a way of okay yes maybe Roxana is the but she's 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 using herself to to get them out of the situation so at least it's actually she's be actually it is useful for something it's not just oh we'll just play this for laughs you know so there is that as well I'll give Do you that want as well me to start some trivia stuff yeah go yes. for it I got? like the way certain things the three D chess and Angosian ceremonial rhythms uh, from the bicentennial trade agreements reception mm. play a part in the main plot plot line and part of the solution mm. um so like the Angosian bit is a kind of Cochrane technobabble of the like, warp fields and then the three chests is getting out of the cell I think that's a layer that's really clever this is a bit naughty but I like it I've also been a fan of the Fringi Fringi's mis- mischievous transporters <laughs> isn't, isn't this actually the first time where the Umux is mentioned as well? Yeah, I've got that yeah. down later on, yeah. Um, yeah. Although they're body doubles, not um, the royal actresses. Um, oh, Dr. Farrak is played by Ethan Phillips, who went on to play Neelix in Voyager. Yeah. Uh, character development and growth in Luxana Troy. Like you say, first time we encounter Umux. In later episodes, um, Dark Page, you find out why Luxana is so protective of Jana. Yeah. Do you want me to say it or not, or do you want me to keep it? Oh, so you haven't got up to season seven yet, have you? I haven't got up to season seven yet. No spoilers. We won't say anything then, Sire. Okay. Um, <laughs> Wesley's entrance onto the bridge as Ensign is one of the few occasions where the whole cast is present. Aww. It is, isn't it? And this is a really interesting thing. I've always liked this. Gene Henry gave Will Wheaton his second Lieutenant Bars, which is equivalent to Ensign in the Navy, um, which he earned in the Army Air Corps um, on a close set. And then General Colin Powell was president, who became future Secretary of State for America, which is quite all quite cool, really. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I said I think this episode is just really fun overall. And I did that last sequence where Picard declares his love for Roxanne on the few screens <laughs> to get her back is classic, yes. absolutely hilarious. And it's like you know, and then he goes, "Mr. Crusher, back to Beta Z, warp nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I did something I found curious about this episode with Riker and Troy. Were they? back together or something because they were like holding hands and kissing the whole thing does my nothing I'm like are they together are they not together that's what I thought was good the thing is what Marina Sertis says in in I think an interview god knows which one it is I've lost track with those ones she said that she didn't want it to appear as though uh, Deanna was at Riker's back and calls like she was always kind of oh Yes, Riker, I'll come back to you now. That like they were two independent people. Mm. That's how they wanted it to appear, rather than just kind of. Um, Are they in a relationship, sort of thing? 
Yeah, not kind of pinning it down or just kind of, it's all very adultish, that sort of thing. Just kind of, well, you know, she always said, oh, how would that relationship um, matter to Jana? And I think vice versa, how would that matter to Riker? Like hmm. sometimes we've had her earlier on, how would they deal with that? Just kind of, oh, never mind, he's off with that flim- uh, floozy. I'll just get on with my day job. It doesn't bother me. It's that sort of thing. So I think... That's where that yeah. kind of comes from. Yeah, I can I kind find, of say that. Yeah, I find it a little bit unbelievable. I just, I don't know. Just, it, was, just, it was set out from it was from such an early stage. It was, it was, you know, it was laid out that they had this history, and yet they just, I don't know, don't seem to. I know they eventually do get together, but I just, I don't know. I find it a little bit unbelievable. I don't know. Yeah, it's just well, it's the thing that they had an affair, and he took his career over their relationship yeah mm. but it's interesting the fact is he get, and then he gets offered to come on so, and you don't take it so was it actually worth it in the end yeah. really was it you know breaking up with De- Deanna to kind of go get what you where you wanted with your career and then when you're kind of offered that opportunity you don't take it I mean, I mean to be fair the first time okay the ship was small out in the middle of nowhere the second time well it's probably good because well the Melbourne where it got destroyed Yes, so, you know, it's kind of in hindsight, actually. Good Jamie, to be fair, when oh. he did get his command, he got everything. Oh, yes, of course he did, didn't he? To yeah. be fair, so mm. you might as well wait for the right time. It's just like it's the whole thing of kind of Picard's never going to pass away. It's like, well. <laughs> I think the thing. I think the thing for me is I'm, I'm an old romantic, and I love the whole will they won't be like the whole Mulder and Scully thing. But the thing. With that is, you have the will they, won't they? With with Riker and Troy, you know they've already been there. They have that history. So it, it's just a little bit frustrating to me. You know, if they've never had it and they were just flirting and you thought, oh, one day they're going to get together. But you know they already have. And it just, it doesn't know, it just doesn't quite sit right with me. I like now, romance. Now, the interesting thing is, do you, because I know you're both both big friends lovers aren't you you're both yes. big friends fans definitely i would I, yeah I, I in some ways i'd love for you guys to chat together i'm not sure i want to sit there and listen to it forever but <laughs> I, maybe it's something you guys can do at next con we're all together at maybe on parties or something <laughs> but maybe is because obviously next year was quite, quite groundbreaking at the time right yeah yeah do you reckon the honor relationship was inspired from Next Gen with Ross and Rachel. Maybe. Maybe. Um, maybe I mean, they set the president. Because Friends was only like four or five years later after, well, after season, after that Menagerie Troy. So it's possible, maybe. Because it predates Friends, doesn't it? Yeah, because Friends didn't start until 94. And you yeah. find that these sort of things are inspired by the odd stuff that you never quite imagined it. Mm, it's an interesting thought because not I don't really see many late eighties, early nineties shows having this sort of subplot going on, storyline going on for throughout years. Yeah, I, I do see where you're coming from. Actually, I know it's a bit tenuous, but I, you know, I think is, yeah, I don't know. There may be something in it I don't generally know. Just a bit of a theory. Mm. Um, Mara's wishes and meanings. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, what, uh, 
trying to see if I actually got anything. Um, I haven't got tons. I got growth and change is a part of growing up as Wesley was about to go to the academy and hard work should be rewarded. So kind of supports the idea of like a meritocracy. So when Picard promotes Wesley from acting to full ensign, that's kind of what I got. So. <laughs> nothing, nothing on Waxana or Deanna or Riker. Just, just <laughs> <laughs> go on. So what did you get? Consent is an important life, important to part of life. Um, there's good in everyone. Uh, help can come from the most unlikely sources. So it's like Luxana Troy kind of it, um, helping out, as it were. Just kind of needs of many outweigh the needs of a few. Again, that's her. She's going, yeah, you help, you get yourselves out. I'll, you get me out soon. Uh, sometimes you have to do something you don't want to do, which is again, that's Luxana. Every problem has a solution. I think I might add to that. Um, however creative that is, maybe I might add that to it. You have to be willing to do anything to survive. That sort of throws back up. I know it's got a different meaning here, but it sort of still applies. Because mm. otherwise her brain would get fried. Um, I thought it was quite interesting, that the link between Diana and Luxana. The kind of... It was the same sort of thing you, get, you find with um, identical twins and all that sort of thing. It's that sort of link... Yeah, and it's quite um, interesting. The fact you 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 got to wonder is like the, is like between betas always is is the connection in terms of reading thoughts and emotions stronger between kind of family members than it is like strangers or acquaintances or friends. Kind of, you know. Don't know. So, mm. just a thought. I just just came up randomly in my head. Uh, <laughs> they're always the best ones. <laughs> Treat people how you like to be treated. Sometimes simpler things are the most effective. Uh, no one is either good, a toasty good or toasty bad. Same sort of thing applies, probably in the middle. Don't manipulate people, it never ends well. Mm. Very good. So, yeah, so I think we kind of all say we quite enjoy this episode, but it's not a, not a favourite. Yeah. Um, the next one I would like to put up. And I think so. I, I am too. Wow. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. I've got a Hastrix up there. Oh, wow, sorry, I am because I, I know you've got. It's interesting because I've just kind of had a thought myself you, with this episode. You've always kind of kept your cards cards close to your chest and how you feel about it. Just suddenly occurs. I'm I'm actually quite surprised, but in a nice way. Thank you. <laughs> um, do you want to read the synopsis for this? No, you go ahead, Jeremy. You're you do it. Okay. Um. Uh, um, right, the Enterprise rescues the lone survivor of an escape pod who has lost his memory. John Crush- Doe. John Doe, that's right. Crusher soon discovers <laughs> not only is the alien recuperating with incredible speed, but he's mutating as well. The embodiment of everything that Star Trek's about, in, the best way to sum it up, in terms of discovering a new life form, help, helping them, absolutely incredible. I've always quite, I've got this in my notes, but I quite like the special effect of the close-up on his internal structure, like when it's mutating. Mm. Oh, I thought that was quite a cool thing. I've, I haven't got much in here, but I think this is a pretty much uh, two rounds of... Um, do you remember when this was reused? <laughs> um, the reappearance of Christy Henshaw, played by Junior Warner... Um, after Geordie couldn't woo her in the beginning of Booby Trap. And like we said earlier, why the hell was Wolf giving dating advice to Geordie? 
Oh, I thought that was hilarious. I love that bit. Sequence was what, and he says, "Data, I've been tutoring him." It's just like (laughs) one of my favourite bits. Love it. What what I don't quite get is if you work out like the timings. They do mention timings in that show, and apparently he's been what what was the word he used? Training him, wasn't it? Or yeah, yeah, tutoring something, tutoring him. Well, if you listen to what um, John Doe says, you're talking about a day and a half. That's it. In real life, that's how long this happened. You sit there going, really? Is that it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because, of course, that energy transference between him and Geordie is kind of what helped him with his confidence. Ah, oh, didn't it? Did mm. the energy transfer give Geordie a placebo effect? Oh, good Maybe. point. Because, because John Doe then says, yo, that confidence may have been there already. Mm. Makes you think with that. Um, do you recognise the skate pod? No. No. I know you're both sitting <laughs> go, should we? Do you remember the... Um, oh, what episode was that? Uh, an episode called The Most Toys? Yes. Oh, it's from that. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, okay, I remember. <laughs> and that gets reused a fair amount of time in uh, Star Trek next year and whatever. And do you also recognise the Zalconian ship? This is a bit of a long shot, and I doubt you'll recognise it. Because it's Regis quite heavily. Um, Probably not, I'm assuming. Because this is going back a couple of years. Go on. Because this is... Oh, oh, what's that all? Are you you referring to a season one episode of Next Gen? Mm. Haven. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's from that? You got it right, yeah. Wow, I don't know why. Just something clicked in my head of just seeing that on. Is it? Um, yeah, just seeing that. I thought the is it Talarian ship. I think that's what yeah. it's called. Or what else we call them back then? The plague people. <laughs> Those people, yeah. Yeah, actually, really just of that. Okay, I'm impressed. I actually remembered. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was very quite a long shot. Mm. Mm. Um, an episode about evolution to higher species, which we will at some point do. With my mum when she feels like it. Yeah. E.g. if you listen back to our uh, Ask Us Anything episode thing, because that's what that happened for. That's the reason that happened for. Yeah. Um, it will I'm... happen. Oh, it yeah. will happen. Just got to poke mum enough and she'll go on. <laughs> so, so, what, so what, do you, what do you love about this episode, so that makes you put it up then? I just liked it. I, I don't, I can't put finger on finger it, on why, it. but mm. I just quite liked it. Just kind of. I'm just. I'm not. I'm. 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 I'm surprised, but in a delight. I think it's way. the thing you've put me on the spot, so I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think. I think for I me, I must have seen something, but I can't quite remember what that was. I, I well, I think. I think. The thing is about this episode. I think it's underrated. I think it's overlooked, and I think it's the simple fact is it's kind of what you were saying about. Um, is it Captain's Holiday or it's no Allegiance? It's kind of. No, not underrated, but it's a similar kind of thing of it's between two really good episodes, so it kind of just gets forgotten about type thing. And I think that's the case of Transfiguration because you get Menagerie Troy, which is considered a classic, and then, well, you've got Best of Both Worlds. So I think Transfiguration, I think it's in the wrong place. I think if it was maybe earlier on in the season, I think it maybe would have done a bit better. I'm not yes, sure. I think it's our usual argument. There's a few episodes you could probably shift around a bit and they wouldn't, they would probably do them some favours. Mm. flow better and I think this is one of them I think this episode is criminally overlooked because you know 
when you think of an episode, you, it's season three, you don't go to Transfigurations. You just don't. People will just go to which episode again, probably. So, but I just, the whole thing, I just love it. It's just the whole thing about the intriguing mystery about John Doe and just the whole just the whole notion of his transformations and evolutionary processes of a species and there's almost there's like almost a spiritual religious side to it he's like a he's like a messiah like figure like like jesus you could say that's kind of what i got from here and it's just yeah i think that might have been it i think it was that general gist i think i might have seen i think i went yeah that's probably it mm. i think that's what i was thinking as i was watching the end of it and just kind of I'm reading through my notes, and there's nothing in there that I can sit there going, yeah, I'm right, you're right with that. <laughs> but I think that's the general gist I was thinking at the time. Mm. Although it was a good... That was what? Uh, but it's it's just an episode... Four of, days ago. Four days ago, yeah. Mm. <laughs> but it's just an episode. I've, I mean, Simon, you know, it's, you know, it's an episode I've always loved. Always have done since I first watched it. I always enjoyed it, and it hasn't changed. necessarily. I think it's. I think it's one that should. I think it's one that's just underappreciated, unfortunately. But there you go. <laughs> do you like this one, Sarah, as well? Do you know what? Again, I'm really struggling. I, I do remember this episode, mm. but it's not standing out to me. And I, th- I think you're right. I think it's because I knew what was coming next. Mm, I was yeah. just so keen to get through this episode because I wanted to get to the next one. So I think you're right. I think it's. It's just in the wrong place, but yeah, good episode. And I think, yeah, and the thing as well is, it's, it's actually what I was referring to earlier. You know, you said about the whole idea about the, the romance is being treated respectfully. Beverly is in this episode, I think. I think kind yes. of, you know, it's not, you know, there's this, there's this deep connection between her and John, and it's kind of, it's just, you said to Wesley, almost full spiritual, and it's kind of, it's done in a really good way. It's quite restrained. And it's actually, quite, yeah. I felt quite sad at the end when it kind of, oh, you know, I have to do this first, but maybe we can. But it's kind of, he can't as much as he would love to. And, it's, yeah. and again, it's kind of, you know, and I just think that was done just really well. And I just, I, I said the whole thing just, I just really enjoyed it. So the whole It's quite thing. nice. It feels, it feels like the, um, the, the, the uh, series, the season, it kind of went full circle. It kind of started with Beverly Crusher, and and then you've got another Crusher episode towards the end, and you think, yeah, she's sort of come full circle, and it's Beverly good. has Beverly, yeah, it's sorry, gone. It's a good series for her. It's a good series for her. Hmm. Beverly, Beverly had some really good episodes. I think they got to grips better with her character than they ever did with Diana. I think yeah. that's true. I think that, I mean that's just my opinion, but I think that's that's just how I kind of feel with Diana. Then it's a couple of episodes that I mean I could be prejudging because I need to rewatch later series, but there's just there's only a couple of Diana episodes I can think of or moments where she was actually yeah you know, she was quite utilized sort yeah. of almost properly yeah yeah and I, I don't think they ever truly got to grips with her character 100 percent unfortunately, but there you go. It was definitely the right idea. I can't. I don't know the ins and outs of why she wasn't in the second season. I've heard lots, but having her back definitely worked. It, mm. you know, wouldn't have been the same series without her. Mm, exactly. Yeah. Mm. So, um, do we want to go into the the, the three M's? Yeah, I've got quite a lot, as you'd imagine. <laughs> go yeah. for it. Um, treat people how you like to be treated yourself. There are no excuses for it to violence, so in this case, murder. Uh, don't jump to conclusions. Find out all the facts first, because it's kind of yeah, you're sick. We're gonna kill you. Um, never give in to fear, because they escape. Never underestimate the capabilities of someone or something. There's risks to everything we do, so they try and escape. So there's kind of risks to that. Mm. Uh, sometimes the simplest things are the most effective. 
Um, no matter what you do, the truth will always be found out. Don't jump to conclusions. Power corrupts absolutely. Help can, uh, can come from the most unlikely sources. All governments lie and cover, cover up, up things. Everyone has the right to choose. Memory is a fickle thing again. Everyone has potential. <laughs> you have to be <laughs> willing to do anything to survive. So that, again, they're escaping. Don't believe everything you're told, which again, in this case, means propaganda again. Don't be prejudiced against a certain group, which again, is the people trying to escape. Uh, if you want to prove something, make sure you have evidence. Um, because they're all kind of, yeah, this is the, um, this is what's happening. Um, but the, I don't feel like they've got any proof. Like yeah. it's, a, it's a, it's a doctrine. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of. Uh, you may lose the battle, but win the war. So it's like he, they, they die in the initial attack, but he survives and then goes on to become the new being. Stand up for what you believe in, which he goes on to do. And people of conscience will always come forward to put the record straight. So I got quite a bit, you'd say. Yeah, I mean, again, again, so you've pretty much covered everything I've, I've put down as well, so well done. You can um, tell this season I came across some that just worked mm, for everything and I just went for it because it's mm, kind of, it was I mean, a good time saver and it just works for all of them. I'm not yeah. sure if people out there will see that as a bit of a cheat. But I think when you do this year on year, you have to try and find shortcuts because it's so time consuming. So we spend a month doing it It continuously. It is is quite taxing as well. I mean, particularly this time because we've obviously had to cram it in in such a short space of time. So, but it's been it's been worth it. You know, it, it is. We say this every year. It's taxing. It is hard, but it is worth it in the end. You know, so. Um, I, I think we're making good time actually for what we said. Really, I think we've made pretty good time. It's, it's yeah. long, I'll give you that. But it's definitely longer than our last two. I was going to say, I wasn't going to say, but it definitely is. But I think with the I third season, you. you were right. So yes, well done. Um, I think with the first season, there's so much going on. You, it's just you know, it, it, it was it was inevitable. But again, yeah, we as, haven't as done best of both worlds yet. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, as we said before, and as we said before, again, guys, do feel free to listen listening to it in sections i definitely think is the case for this one <laughs> um so yeah feel free to listen to it in, in sections again as well i think i definitely will be when i'll be editing this episode um so yeah um yeah so should we go on to yeah last one best of both worlds parts yeah. one and two yeah yes indeed yeah um it's kind of obvious saying this, but yeah, I think we're. I think it's sad to say we're all putting this up as a favourite. Yeah, contender. I think we're we'll going yeah. for the same role we did last year. It's kind of rule. It's yes, this in in reality is probably the one would would say overall. But, but we're going to put up our secondary ones as like our proper one. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think to be honest, we did this last year. I think did we do it in the first season as well? I think we did it in season one. I think it's two. I yeah, think so when we this, did it. Whether we'll do it for next year, we don't know. So that's, that's how we're doing it this year. Just kind of yes, again, best yeah. of both worlds. Yes, but, but also this one. Yeah, because again, to it's, yeah. also add up for our personal ones on top of it. I, I, yeah, it's it's convoluted, but this is the way we've done it, and this is the way we're always evolving it because it we've particularly next gen and all the ones with two passes it's very difficult to try and 
pin yeah, down how gonna, to do it. I was going to say, with the summary, should we just read out both of them in all in one? Um, I would put the disclaimer of putting on the titles of each before you say them. I know it's a bit obvious, but um, I'd like to kind of... Yeah, yeah okay. So who wants to do both Best of Both Worlds Part 1 uh, synopsis? I'll do it. Okay, go for it, Sarah. Okay, so Lieutenant Commander Shelby joins the crew as they investigate the latest planet victimised by the Borg. The Borg soon intercepts the Enterprise and does critical damage, later boarding the ship and kidnapping Picard. Yep. It even sounds dramatic. It does, doesn't it? Um, It does. And then also part two as well. (laughs) Okay, so part two. Riker leads a fleet of 40 starships to Wolf 359 to confront the Borg. But the fleet's efforts are in vain. Every starship is annihilated. An away team boards the cube and kidnaps the Cutus to return him to the Enterprise. Let's try and yeah, find a way to stop the Borg. Um, yeah, that, that, I'd like to say that synopsis is a little bit inaccurate because if they were to lead the fleet into battle at Wolf 359, they would be blown to smithereens. <laughs> So yeah, it's did, not quite true, but it's... yeah, they didn't arrive at, at Wolf Three Five Nine until after it already happened. So yeah, that's a bit inaccurate. So I just want to point out the. So are we going to focus on part one first and then do two, or are you going to try and do everything in one well, go? Because if to we're be going honest, to do it all in one go, that's going to be insane because I've done it in two parts. Um, okay. Okay. Well, I've kind of done it as all in one, so this should be interesting. Um, I'm not sure I can separate it out now. <laughs> no, nor can I. I've, I've kind of just because I've literally got as my notes part one and two, and I've just tucked it all together. <laughs> um, Something we can figure out next year, Jamie. How are we going to do? This was a kind of test bed. I think. Yeah, to be honest. So it's fine. So we'll, 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 we'll combine notes a few now. weeks time and kind yeah. of go. That's what we're doing so, next year. So everyone um, who's listening to kind of bear with us if it gets a little bit confusing. <laughs> no, should do. I reckon most of them kind of transferable, but I think with trivia, I would just... I've got a lot, because there's quite a lot for both. So if I just say them all in one go, because Thanks I say the more as more as messages meanings are pretty much the same, whatever, I, whatever side I read from, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, should I, so I'll do trivia from part one first, not that it matters in the slightest. Um, it ends with a totally iconic cliffhanger and music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like mm-hmm. the fact that um, poker is open to all ranks on the Enterprise, so like something Wesley isn't good at. Oh, yes. oh that was brilliant. Uh, that opening section was great. He, in fact, he doesn't know everything. Again, it's, it's tying in with how he's now character, that ha- what he is now, which I thought was just a nice little touch as well, yeah. Um, poker's a nice way of showing Commander Rikers and Shelby, that I later realise that uh, Lieutenant Commander Shelby is something different, but they mind rivalry, including how similar they are and the fact they learn from each other. Mm-hmm. Jamie, you know this more than anyone else. I think that some of the lines are a little bit bunky, particularly towards the end of the episode, explaining that Picard's been assimilated. I've gone through that numerous times with Jamie, and I bet you'll be able to tell me back what I've told him. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I like the wobbly Borg set. In particular, the the rubber tubing when like the Borg drone hits it, like when it dies, it one of them falls back fully and then hits mm. it, and you just see it wobble. I find that hilarious. <laughs> Focus on Riker's career in this part. Um, possible new Enterprise crew. That's what they were kind of inferring about. Mm-hmm. Episode's pacing a bit slow as it's building up to the up to Picard's simulation. 
Yeah. Now, this is a key bit for this part that I quite enjoyed. It kind of, for both, but I felt it was more important for this one. Elizabeth Dennehy. Is that right? Um, I think it is. Dennehy says that she plays Shelby straight because at the time she was a young actress at the age of 28 who treated it as just another job, just just as Shelby did in the in the Star Trek universe. But I think it works. It does work well. Oh, yeah, it's a weird thing that it does actually work in a way. Um, moving on to part two, I don't like some of the jokes in the uh, promotion discussion. It's, it's a bit out of place, not necessary. It's a bit kind of... No, this is kind of a serious episode. Yeah. That's, yeah. Pers- that's personal opinion for me. Yeah, I mean, I've got, to, I've got to say I do agree with you. So I did make me feel a little bit. It's like, really? It's like, is this really the time? It's kind of a little bit, yeah. Um, Lieutenant Bart gets a, a shout out um, when they're repairing the ship after the Borg attack. Does he? Yep. He's apparently fixing the deflector dish. Apparently. Oh, that's, that's nice, nice bit of continuity. That's quite cool. <laughs> uh, the production team, in particular, um, who was it? Um, there's one member that who wrote it and then was kind of via yeah, I'm out of here. My, 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 uh, Michael, no, no. Oh, I can't think of his name. Um, had no idea how they were going to resolve it at the end of season three. So they had no idea how they were going to, um, resolve it in season four. That bit hadn't been written. Mm. Wow. Um, something that's always bothered me. I've always thought that they've they needed to be a bigger um, pause between the end of Guinan's talk writer Riker and their arrival all three five nine. Not sure if either he gets what I'm saying with that bit, but yeah, actually, this seemed a bit abrupt, didn't it? It's kind of like it was. There was... You just needed that minute or so, just so you could actually sit in the bloody chair, then go to all three five nine, like walk onto the bridge, so you get mm. this. In a second of sound, where it's kind of okay, right? I'm the captain now. Sits down, and he gets called on the con. Right, okay, all three, all three, five, nine. So he gets up again. Mm. That would have much more momentum if he'd sat in that chair for thirty seconds, a minute. Yeah, mm. yeah. Bit of that music, sorted, done. Right, we got it. Because that's an emotional scene, and they just kind of. It, it was a little past bit of, it, just yeah. kind of come on. Another thing I found as well with with the whole two parts was the building up of the suspension was brilliant until the end. And part two felt a little bit anticlimactic, but I think that was the problem. It was always going to be because I kind I of had to resolve it. I found the of this part better than I found it was the first part. Oddly, mm, okay, fair enough. But the whole solution was amazing. Just the whole solution to it was incredible. Just the fact that, oh, you know, and that's, that's you know, and I love the fact that Riker threw out the rule book. It's like, as Guinan said, you've got to, this is Picard. You know, you're going up against the lifetime and experiences and memories of Picard as Locutus. So you've got to throw out that yeah. rule book and do something that Picard would never do or approve of. And it works yeah. fantastically. Such a good, such a good move. Yeah. Now, am I, am I right in thinking you both watch these two like one after another yeah. like the intro and outro and all that sort of thing and the credit yeah. sequences and all that sort of thing now, on, the, on the special blu-ray yeah you get another you get none of the kind of just iconic yeah. music you get a blank screen for a second and it goes straight on there's mm. nothing wow. in between it 
<sighs> it's a really interesting thing. It's just it's a, it's quite uh, when were you thinking about this episode? I was sort of going, okay, what do I do? Do I either go for the real iconic thing that I love, the cliffhanger, and that that music? Yeah. Or do I go for the easy thing of I'm going to end up on this disc anyhow and just go for the all-in-one Blu-ray? And I just thought, oh, I, I would in my head, I'd love to go back and do the <laughs> the, the way you're meant to do it. But I just said, oh, I might as well watch that one. It's just, uh, it's, just, it's sort of the Jamie approach. Oh, it's the same thing in reality. I might as well just go and watch. The, the bloody blu-ray just kind of yeah. oh i think you've got to have you've got to have the music and everything it's mm. it's because cool. with it it's like the whole wasting of time and i was quite mm. like apparent that i had to get onto the special features i know it sounds stupid but when you watch every single thing that's uh, there's on that disc I'll, I'll bear in mind i didn't watch the promos but i think that's a bit understandable but when you're sitting looking at three hours of extras which that's is effectively what? Well, that's what, about four episodes worth on top yeah, of what you've already lot. watched? Mm. Yeah. Because I'd already watched, what, 27 episodes? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so so I got to Yes though and just went... Oh, Saturation point. What's up? <laughs> just kind of... Jamie got a message from me late Friday night going, I'm pretty much done, apart from the special features. And I put this kind of thing of... What did I say? What probably about four hours worth? Four four hours. It was about four hours because at that point I was up to. I think I said to you I was about to watch Transfigurations. Mm. I think that was where I was up to. And then he got a message like Saturday evening, just kind of, I have finished it now. (laughs) I have finally finished this damn thing. So (laughs) lucky for some, I was still about to watch Best of Both. I love the fact you those those times you mess with me. It was about just literally just before I was about to watch those episodes. I just love the timing of it. (laughs) Um, so uh, yeah, I think we're all saying we absolutely love this episode. I said, I think you said you've covered pretty much all the reasons. I think so why I like it as well. There's Um, just those niggles that I've always had problems with. Some of the like Mm. where they cut them, cut off each other. And the whole definition of, like, the end of part one where they go, oh, they've altered Picard. And you sit there going, just bloody say he's assimilated him. Just say that. And so this whole going around the bushes is kind of, just say it. Just kind of. <laughs> it is oh. what it is. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, this, this is uh, completely unnecessary. And then you have the jokes at the beginning of the second part, which are completely unnecessary. Just kind of. Yes, it's a call back to evolution, but it's just like, again, it's one of those failures of let's try and introduce humour with Troy, which never ended well, apart from when by the time he gets first contact. But that's the other thing I'd like as well the fact that it said because experience with the Borg is, is obviously touched upon in the next episode, family, and in first contact, it, it scars him, not just physically, but emotionally. Um. You know, and it's just, I said the whole two part, I said the whole ball thing with the ball was incredible because honestly, I couldn't, when I first watched it, I couldn't see a way they were going to defeat them. It just seemed yeah. unfathomable. It seemed yeah. unstoppable. Because, yeah. um, uh, Jamie, you know, for many years, I have not particularly liked this episode. I've always found it overrated. I still, in some ways, do. Mm. I understand it more these days, but there's some bits I just don't get. And I've, I, for, like, for a long time, I didn't quite understand the solution to it i always found it as a bit lazy but that's because the writer didn't know how to end it and would put themselves in a corner mm. 
So I've, I think I've come a long way. I, it's never going to be how I see it, how everyone else sees it. I didn't quite explain that well, but I think I'm getting there with it. Mm. I will never be where everyone else is where it's kind of, that's brilliant. That's, oh my <laughs> God, incredible. Because of those problems, yes, I've probably thrown out of proportion, but that's how I've always seen it. So I, I think enough. I have grown Each in the last, last year. I think, wouldn't you, wouldn't you say, Jane, with this episode? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, I think previous years I'll talk to you about it and it would be kind of disdain of just kind of... Bleh. Yeah. But I think now I talk about it and there is a bit lot more reverence with it than I do give it respect it deserves i think so and i definitely think that is the case i said because previously you kind of you were kind of well no not really but like i said again it's it's kind of how i review things like, like with like with tin man it's kind of actually you know i don't like this but actually it's you know it's 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 some and sometimes it takes a few ruins to really appear god my words it takes a few <laughs> viewings i'm terrible today honestly i do apologize um it takes it takes sometimes a few viewings to appreciate Definitely. That's where I was fumbling on the word appreciate. Yeah, definitely. I Um, can look back now and because like some of the episodes I've literally seen once and mm. I just haven't grasped them properly. I need to watch them again. Mm. So, um, should we go on to the final three M's for this 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 season review? Yeah, I I don't quite know how I'm going to do this, but I'll Um, I'll, I'll probably have to do all of them and I might get some duplicates, but it's the same thing. Um, I got sometimes in order to be enemy, enemy, you have to be unconventional, um, and kind of the notion of promotions and whether to accept them, it's all kind of down to personal choice, really. So it's kind of, but you know, as as I think Shelby kind of says, sometimes you're going to be standing still, but that's kind of what I got from it. That was basically, I think, kind of by that point, I was just kind of <laughs> tired from kind of doing all the videos. It's kind of like, I'm sure there's probably a lot more in here. That I've kind of just. I, you know maybe you should put down but by that point i was just kind of, <laughs> I, was yeah. just kind of I was at the end of my limits so i've got a couple down at least and i said i think to be fair i think some will probably what he's got down will probably cover most of kind of what's there anyway so yeah i think for this one i think i may mainly base it off my part two um jump back a bit to part one because there's a few other bits in there that but it's mostly the same thing but is it <laughs> you are sorry. Um, yeah, it's really can't forget to say. I'll show you. Like, so that's part two. Oh yeah, that's part one. So it's quite <laughs> interesting that they're totally different things. So I've got to try and some transfer over, some don't. Because I felt like they were in both, but some I didn't find they were in one part, but not the other. That's why we need to talk next year about how the hell we're going to do this. Show me, but we'll talk that, no, about that later. <laughs> um, no, Jump to conclusions, find out all the facts first, never give in to fear, there's risks to everything we do, teamwork is an important part of life, democracy will always win out, don't overwork yourself, that's in particular to Shelby kind of going, yeah, I'll talk talk data to death, needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or one, like them saying, yeah, we'll risk our lives to protect everyone else, Mm. that's still the Borg. Variety is the spice of life. Everyone deserves the right to choose. You have to be willing to do anything to survive. Again, that's the same sort of thing. You may lose the battle, but win the war. Stand up for what you believe in. Sometimes you have to be 
to do something you don't want to do. So again, that's firing deflected ish. Every problem has a solution. Do what you think is right. What if you can avoid more of the reading between the lines? Uh, same. Never underestimate the capabilities of someone or something. There's risking something we we do. But can one of you remind me if I've said it? If you can remember, life is there to challenge us physically or mentally. Never give up. Never surrender. I think I've nabbed that from Galaxy Quest, but never mind. That's all right. Uh, all right. Teamwork is yeah. Oh, no, I've said that. Nothing is either black or white. <laughs> said that one. Oh, well, this is a funny one. The Borg are like lemmings. One your, on. Yeah, I was going to say that's your best one. Because um, <laughs> yeah. I think I was watching like Go 8 Bit like last week and they were doing Lemmings. It's like I watched that and I think the two linked up and I was just sat there going, aha. Or, I think it's like, <laughs> or someone might have said it in like. Um, uh, I love how your mind works sometimes, Si. <laughs> sometimes yeah. the simplest things are most effective, so Picard going to sleep. I finally understand why that killed them. It's like making them all like, regenerate, just kind of. All the energy went back in the ship and it went bang, I think. Mm. Um, your unconscious mind is more active than you think, like Picard managing to find a way through. Uh, Varieties, I've said that one. <laughs> swear I start and then go, no, I've said that one. Everyone's there's the right to choose. Um, something has potential to be used for good or for bad, so that's kind of Borg using Picard's on the Federation for bad and then Picard using it against them. Help can come from the most unlikely sources of Picard in his Lukukas... God almighty, Lukukas, guys. It's a horrible word. You have to be willing to do anything to survive. Sometimes you have to do things you don't want. So I think with that, it was more a collision course. Uh, Said that. Said that. Said that, I think. Anything else? I think (laughs) I am done. Because I think most of those I've said, but it's they're just said twice, but yeah, yeah, I'm muttering. It's all right. So we've we've finally come to an end to our season three review. Yeah, do do you want to know how long the episode's running up to at this point in time? Probably about five hours. Yeah. 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 Would you like uh, to talk? We do like to talk. Um, somehow, without, somehow without Phil here, we've managed to make it mm, longer. Yes. I know, I was just thinking, can you imagine how long this would be if Phil was here? Yeah, again, <laughs> definitely people, feel, please do, feel, I'll actually recommend you do listen to it in sections, I really do. So maybe um, season four we should film in two bits, or record in two bits. <laughs> this is something we've thought of, but I think you lose your train of thought, and I think Possibly. ranging two times for it. Mm. We've had enough difficulty trying to get one, haven't we? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know we lose an afternoon, but I think one afternoon is better fun. than losing it's two. Fun. It's mm. fun. It's always enjoyable. And then Indeed. we find out that Borg are like lemmings. <laughs> <laughs> Our conclusion um, to season three. There you go. There you um, go. Sarah, so, yeah. so what episodes did you put through? Which ones? Which one do you think you're going to go for? I think i'm gonna stick with my original choice when i reviewed it with it's yesterday yesterday's enterprise good choice yeah yeah because i think i think we call kind of no we would all pick we all will pick best of both worlds but yes. our own personal one is 
going to be something different. So what about you, Si? What's your personal favourite? Now, as I said to you before this, and I think I said earlier in the episode, I had a battle over head over heart. Mm-hmm. Head-wise, I was stuck between two. Go One on. that Sarah's already said, so you say Enterprise and Sins of the Father. Mm-hmm. And there's no guesses what my heart would say. Baby trap. Baby trap, yeah. Yeah. I've got to dismiss booby trap. It has no impact on anything really in the grand scheme of things. Yes, you meet Christy later on, but she doesn't mean squat. Um, and so same sort of thing with Leah Brahms, but again, she mm. doesn't particularly mean that much. So then you're stuck between the dilemma because this is where it gets tricky. Because what means more to the world of Star Trek, like in the terms of kind of um, impact? Impact, thank you, that's what I was thinking of. Do you either go, because if you think about it, they're coming from different different sizes, different ends of it, in relation to the Klingon Civil War. And yeah, there are a few other bits. Because mm, yeah, if true. you think about it, yes, there's Enterprise, then leads on Cecilia, who has mm. a crucial mm. part in the Klingon Civil War. But against that, you've got Sins of the Father, which is the other side of the coin and the other side of the argument in that episode, in that episode that we'll be struggling with next year, because then you've got you've got them trying to get their honour back, family honour back. You've then got Tony Todd returning. You've then got Juras's legacy and Lesser Retor and all that sort of thing. And yeah, so you have this thing of they both have the same general impact. So which one do I want to say more than that? And I'm going, this is where I said to Jamie a few days ago, I have a feeling we may be going for the same one. I honestly think for once we may actually be going for the same one. I am actually going to say Sins of the Father. Oh. Okay. Um, well, uh, not to not to stamp on it, but that's not the episode I'm going to go for. <gasps> oh. Um, it was very, very close. I did struggle with this for a couple of days, but my one, my favourite I'm going to go for is The Offspring. Oh, good choice. That's the one I'm going to go for. Good primarily choice. You went with it, your heart, didn't you? I did indeed go with yeah, my heart. Yeah, you went with your heart. I, I like but, that. But if it, if it helps, si, that was actually that was actually, uh, that was actually a close second. So that was the one I was actually going to go for. It was kind of between them two. Um, you had the same moral dilemma I had, I think. There's yeah. just so many good so, episodes in this series. Yeah, um, just, and I, it know, was just so, a good series. It was a fantastic season overall, and I said next year's going to be. Oh my god, next year! Oh. <laughs> We've don't got get a year to plan. We've got a year to plan. Oh, don't get. No, it's not so much that. It's it's the fact that it's it's even better. Simon knows the crux for me. The, the two best seasons, two favorite seasons for me is four and six. For me, those are where Whoa. literally I can probably. It's probably maybe two or three episodes I didn't really like, or even just found average. But the rest of them were really good or better, and it's like, oh my god, what do you pick? Oh, just, exciting times lie ahead. Indeed. <laughs> well, one thing I've learned is never underestimate a season. Because like, no. we really cooled season one, and then we got into it and went, oh, crap, this is pretty darn good, actually. <laughs> so, <laughs> mm. so, yeah, so overall, our choices would be best of both worlds, but we our personal favourites are Booby Trap, no, sorry, Sins of the Father, <laughs> um, Offspring, The Offspring, and you said yesterday's Enterprise, didn't you, I Sarah? did, yeah, I did. I love, 
I love how the fact we've all gone for choices where all episodes are one after the other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we hope you've enjoyed listening, guys. Um, I said it has been I said it is our, definitely our longest episode to date. Well uh, done for bearing with us. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, and I said again, I said do feel free to. I know I've said this before, but do free, feel free to listen to it in sections. Um, I definitely will be. Well, I say I'm, as I'm now. I'm, well, when I edited it. Again, it's, oh, I hate this. Always speaking about something that's already happened, but it's, oh, it's, oh, oh my brain's gone dead. <laughs> <laughs> I think Simon knows what I'm trying to say. Do you? Yeah, yeah, he knows. Just, just stop, Jamie. Yeah, thank just you. Just stop, just stop. <laughs> why don't you say, or why don't you ask Sarah where they can find her? Yes, yes, thank you. Um, Sarah, where can people find you if they want to? I am the original tit on Twitter. And part of the Trekkie Girls, obviously, and also on Sarah Knows Ice. Been a little bit absent from that recently, but uh, hope to get back into it soon. Okay. Um, and before we end, this is our last episode before we go on hiatus. Although that's a bit of a story in its own right, because I reckon we'll be back sooner than September. Because we may have a certain episode or episodes, oh God knows, I don't know at this point in time. Um, from Trek on which we were talking about with Wayne and Jude from last episode. So we will be back sooner than you think, guys. So yeah, so you know, so um, yeah. So is there anything else? I think we're done. Yeah, I think (laughs) that's good. I've got, I've got one. I've got one very hungry dog hitting me with a foot at the minute. It's dinner right, time. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we, we hope you enjoyed listening, guys. And said, thank you so much again, sir, for coming back on. It's thank, no, fun. thank you so much for having me. I always have such an amazing time. Um, and we love having you on. So, I'd said, oh. we're season four next year. Yay. Bring Even it on. Bring Even it on. if we do room on of your afternoons. No, I love it. You're worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, take care, guys. And we'll be back soon with another episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.